Are you hot and thirsty? Yeah. Are you hungry for the raw fish taste of sushi? Yeah. How about a slushy? Slushy combines the cool refreshment of an icy slush drink with the under-the-sea taste of raw sushi. <laughs> In flavors like wasabi cooler and rose swirl. Yeah! Chunks of fish and bits of rice. Sabi seaweed mixed with ice. Slushy, slushy. Gotta have a slushy. Slushy. From Gloopy. Episode 155. There's already like 7 million podcasts. It's a trap. Could it toss it? Could it taste it? Do we love it? Hey, let's face it. Can't erase it. Let's embrace it. Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carry over. Culture push over. Pop culture. Uncool kids. What's to say has already been said. Uncool sure Only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. You're listening to the only podcast with the balls to bite a radioactive spider. It's Pop Culture Leftovers. Five, Five four, four, three, three two, two, one. Hey, welcome to Pop Culture Leftovers, the only podcast that sounds even better the second day after it's been uploaded. I'm Brian. I'm Jake. And, and we're, we're the Leftovers. leftovers. All right. All righty then. Yeah. No Jay again this week. No Jay. No Frank. No Frank. Even Sean was like, fuck this. I'm <laughs> <laughs> two weeks in a row of this bullshit. You guys talking about jacking off in the woods? Fuck you. <laughs> did we talk about that? Yeah, we did. Oh, all right. Yeah, we found porn in the woods. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. That's right. Jesus Christ, you like, like, <laughs> you have no recollection of anything from the previous episode. I don't. It was I a don't. week ago. Well, we made, we did an episode last week? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. All right, but joining us this week, we do have some of our uh, Patreon patrons with us. And you know what? I guess uh, our loss is their gain because we lost Jay this week. But it's their game because they get to do an entire episode with us if they so choose. Let's see, let's see if they can stick with us the entire week. <laughs> so this week uh, we have with us uh, Janine Darling. Welcome, Darling. Hello. We also have Cody Roberts. Hello, gentlemen. Good to talk to you. And uh, <laughs> old man Shooty and his dogs. <laughs> <laughs> They're barking at those motherfuckers in the yard. Hold on a second. Right <laughs> Go fucking beat their ass with your belt. That's what I imagine. Who's got a dog? Scott. I have three vicious attack dogs. <laughs> Release the hounds. <laughs> yep. So uh, yeah. So you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna let's throw out. Let's throw this out there. <laughs> let's throw out the warning. This yeah. episode sucks. I'm blaming these three. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? So. I mean you know, no pressure. <laughs> no, pre- oh, yeah, no pressure. No pressure at all. I mean, you just have thousands of people listening to you that will be judging you <laughs> on your every word. Oh, believe me, they judge. <laughs> they do. <laughs> but let's talk about the judgment. My, my favorite thing that I look forward to, <laughs> and we're, we're, we'll get to you guys. We'll talk about you and your likes and your dislikes and all your bullshit here in a second. So, you know, just hold your horses. But, you know, let's talk about my favorite day of the week, Jake. Yeah. I like to call it 
Correction Tuesdays. <laughs> Correction Tuesdays. <laughs> yes. What did we get wrong so this we, week? Exactly. So, like, basically, typically the episodes go up on Monday. Everybody gets the chance to listen to it on, you know, Download Monday is what I like to call that. <laughs> and then it's time for Correction Tuesdays. <laughs> I love Correction Tuesdays. We need a, a bumper for Correction Tuesday. <laughs> It's like, what did the leftovers get wrong? And then we get to hear about it. <laughs> what little do tiny a, fact? A whole show. Uh, do do a whole show on the uh, do a whole show on Correction Tuesday. Yeah, we probably could. There's enough that we get wrong, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Build it up. Save all the corrections for one end of the year smorgasbord. Yeah, exactly. Things we got wrong. Yeah. Jesus Christ, fucking people! <laughs> what, what, what did we get wrong last week? And it's I, I don't. Oh God, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> who knows? I don't know. We got some shit wrong. Your facts are wrong, and your opinions suck. I don't, I don't know, man. People with their fucking shit, and it's not even with like just like Twitter or Facebook. I get people texting me shit. Yeah. Nice. Fucking correction Tuesdays. That's what you get for giving out your phone number. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> change your number. Yeah, I'm going to change it. It's got my name in it, though. Oh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. So does this episode. <laughs> uh, by the way, uh, how many uh, helicopter parents called you guys uh, and corrected you? Oh, God, the whole helicopter <laughs> parent thing, yeah. I don't even remember what that really is. It's rich parents that don't pay attention to their kids? It's uh, heli- mm-hmm. no, a helicopter parent like hovers over like, oh, oh, over teachers and all this other obsessive shit. Obsessive parents. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> helicopter dogs. God, you can't get it wrong a second time, Jay. <laughs> I know, I know. I really fucked up Fuck. there. Edit that part out. These guys are scared to talk. They <laughs> I have scared them. <laughs> they are scared to talk. <laughs> that was your opening. I don't want to talk over someone. Talk. Say something, someone. What do you got? Yeah, okay. Well, well, I'll go down the line. I'll go down the line. Uh, Cody, tell us a little bit about yourself and where you're from, and, and uh, yeah, go from there. All right, man. I, am, uh, I sell T-shirts in Jakarta, Indonesia, uh, part-time. Uh, for Redbubble, you son of a bitch? <laughs> No, 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 no. You mean, I'm a, shit, I'm you mu- you're not I'm making any money. No, not quite. Uh, the extra 50 cents or whatever, would you say? You get an extra 30 cents uh, on the bootleg t-shirt? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. No, I, uh, I'm i a teacher, and I'm in Houston, Texas. Right and, on. Uh, I appreciate you guys having me on. I've uh, listened to you for a long time. I love you guys. love the show. And uh, it is uh, nice to be here talking with all of you. <laughs> nice, nice. Thank you. <laughs> I figured one you get one big stroke early on, and we can leave it at that. I guess. There we go. All right, Janine, talk to us. All right, I'm I'm from New York. I work in a trade show promotions company. And uh, hey, Brandon McLean, guess how long I've been listening since episode four? Ooh, are you Suck serious? I'm serious. Like, okay, like you didn't go back and listen to episode four. Like, you were here since episode four. Well, technically, I found you guys like episode sixty something. And oh, oh yeah, and Jesus! Oh, All whatever. Right. No, <laughs> respect points have been lost. Why, why do you Why do you start at episode sixty and then decide to go back and and start on four? Why don't you just start I'm at com- one? I'm, I was a completist, and that was the furthest back iTunes went. Oh, uh, yeah. you can listen to the first three on the website, I think. Yeah. Well, yeah, but that doesn't have um, that doesn't have everyone who's currently on. So. 
I think I might just skip them. Oh, yeah. Who's in the first three episodes? I, I'm in one of them. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't it Dan? Yeah, Dan. Yeah, Dan. Not the cool Dan. No, not cool Dan. <laughs> <laughs> All right, old man Shooty. What's up, dude? Hey, what's up, bitches? It's old man Shooty coming to you from uh, Cape Coral, Florida. We're just west of Fort Myers, Florida. Uh, of course, that's God's waiting room. And I believe the snowbirds have come a little early because traffic today was off the fucking rails. Um, I, um, I'm a senior manager for a group of instructional designers and media content specialists, which is why I can produce those wacky-ass videos that nobody watches. Uh, and I've been listening since the amazing Spider-Man 2 episode. Oh, I don't shit. know what number that was, yeah, but fuck. I remember walking out of the theater going, I don't know how I felt about this movie, and then I found you guys, and you confirmed that that was a real piece of shit movie. So thank you. We were way higher on it than we should have been. I remember <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. We kind of we fell off that movie after a while. Yeah, I think I tasted it. Yeah, I tasted it too. Yeah. Jay Tupperware that shit. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> Did Jay really Tupperware that? Uh, yeah. Go back and listen. Wow. Yeah. So he, he Tupperware the Amazing Spider-Man two. Yeah. And only high taste Civil War. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What the fuck is wrong with him? I don't know, he man. He doesn't like Guardians of the Galaxy either, right? Did he Tupperware uh, that? He hates Guardians he of the Galaxy. Gar- he wasn't on that episode, but yeah, he, he tosses no it. Soul. He does have no soul. He hates it. Can't stand the movie. Can't stand I don't understand it. I don't get it. <laughs> it's no amazing Spider-Man 2. Oh, God. Yeah, Rhino was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Those get to, they get the song they played for uh, when Mr. I mean, not Mr. Freeze, Electro. <laughs> Electro. Oh, my God. And it, it, it basically, he, it, like, the song in the background is explaining, like, his plan. <laughs> I hate Spider-Man. <laughs> I, I, I am evil. <laughs> it was awful. Wow, I've not revisited that movie since the theater. Oh, I own it, and I haven't watched it. No, 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 I don't own it. I own the first one. Okay. The Amazing Spider-Man. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah, I actually... You're a big fan of Cranes, right? Oh, yeah, that whole crane scene with, uh, what was it? Um, the guy that... See Michael Scott, is that his name? Is that in the first movie? In the first movie, the guy that the guy that sets up the cranes and gets them all lined up is that... Uh, is that kid actor from uh the outsiders oh, okay. and then and then he was also he played in that soul man movie where they gave him blackface and he, and then he was oh out, i think that's um like, c thomas howell, howell. C. Thomas howell. Yeah. and he was he, basically hollywood once he did that soul man movie like he was done mm. blacklisted yeah pretty much i mean he gets like small roles and shit now but he's like he was gonna blow up there for a while and that movie just killed him not a good move when your agent wants you to do a movie in the 80s with blackface on. No. Not a good move. No. Oof. So, yeah, see Thomas Howell. <laughs> now, he's, now he's fucking playing construction workers in Amazing Spider-Man. <laughs> uh, how the mighty have fallen. <laughs> exactly. All right, guys. Uh, i got to thank a few people here before uh, we get going. Um, I'm going to thank uh, Maria for a donation that she gave to us on PayPal. So thank you, Maria. And guess what? Maria is from Decatur, Illinois. Wow. Yeah. She's like right here where we're recording she from this just week. Give it to you in person. I know. Save the fees. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's real sucky. I know. 
Yeah, Jesus. And then I also want to thank Pete Neen. Pete Neen sent us a – he doesn't even need to send us a donation. No. Jesus Christ, Pete. Just start sending tweets more often. Pete's tweets. <laughs> we need more Pete's tweets. I haven't used that bumper in like ages. No, dude, he just got back from uh, – he was uh, well, he was traveling. He was on vacation, right? Oh, yeah. I saw some of the pictures of that. Yeah, he just got back. So he said he's going to listen to two months' worth of uh, pop culture leftovers. Jeez. <laughs> oh, By yeah. the time he finishes that, I'll be two months behind still. Exactly. So – all right, let's see here. Uh, we do have uh, some iTunes reviews, so let yes. me go ahead and read those. Let me find a fucking bumper. Where is it? Goddamn thing. I don't know. Here it is. It's one star five. We don't give a fuck because we really love to hear just how much we suck. Guys, Chris Dumont, Jr., host is a jerk. All right, first iTunes review comes from Big Bald Cal, and it's titled Pure Jasmine. Jake, you will not understand this. You were not on that episode. Okay. All right, so this podcast is, it's a five star. This podcast is the auditory equivalent to the olfactory response to Jasmine. So that comes from Big Bald Cal. You have no idea what the fuck we're talking about. Yeah, I'm about. giving you the strange face. Yeah. I'm like, oh. Yeah. You weren't on the Jasmine episode. What, what is that? What? I'm not going to explain it now. Oh, okay. Sit here and fucking explain shit that you don't listen to. <laughs> All right. Christ. Pure Jasmine. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> you should have been there that week. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> I was sick. Sounds like I missed out on a lot. <laughs> hey, you missed out on you missed out on enough for me to get a goddamn iTunes review out of it. <laughs> so you missed out on something, didn't you? I did. I did. You did. You did. Bury your goddamn head in shame. <laughs> Jake, just don't say Jasmine unless it's a stripper's name. That's usually the case. That's all you need to know. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Next one comes from uh, TK1029. It's a five-star. Uh, what's it titled here? It's titled, uh, Shut Those Goddamn Dogs Up. <laughs> <laughs> For the record, those were not my attack dogs. Uh, what do you think? Hey. They belong to Janine. Hold on. <laughs> Mine are much more vicious. Hold on. I am not I am not referencing anyone that's on the podcast right now. I am just reading the title of this iTunes review, sir. And it's titled Shut Those Goddamn Dogs Up. It's a very clairvoyant <laughs> iTunes review. I, I, it's random. It just happens to be fitting. Um, <laughs> and it, and it, yeah, it goes, this is not your everyday podcast. The hosts are brash, vulgar, and honest. They don't sugarcoat BS. Uh, love everything that Marvel, DC, or the other big names throw at us. Oh, they don't BS or love everything that Marvel, DC, or the other big names throw at us. They break it down, tell it how it is, and give good, legitimate reviews. They have a lot of great info, news, and communication with fans. They have built more than a fan base. They have formed an army of listeners that back them up and support each other on an individual basis. If you want to be, I want to play like some patriotic music. I know. Wow. I was getting ready to salute. I know. Like (laughs) shit, man. Hail to the fucking chief here. (laughs) Fuck. Uh, let's see here. If you want to be a part of something good, well, maybe look somewhere else. But if you want to be part of something honest and friggin' awesome, 
this is the place. Nowhere else will you find a podcast that literally bashes its sponsors, <laughs> bashes its fans for emailing and novels of their entire life experiences in long form, emailing drunk or emailing in just to hear themselves be mentioned. This is the best podcast out there. So that's from TK1029. Nice. Yeah, sounds like a Star Wars droid. Yeah. T- TK1029. Yeah, a lot of these do, don't they? Yeah. What's up with those names? The names? Yeah, where does that even come from? TK1029? Yeah. I don't know. Where did Jasmine come from? That's... Give me some shit about that again, <laughs> son of a bitch. At least it's a real name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We got, we, got, we, got, we, got, we got three people on here just scared to say shit. <laughs> scared to death. <laughs> we don't want to face the uh, Dan Hopner execution line. It's <laughs> <That's> true. <laughs> <laughs> that is very true. Very true. Uh, bruh, 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 bruh. iTunes reviews. That's it? That's it. We got two. Uh, no. Two good ones. Those are, yeah. The bad ones are the good ones. <laughs> the bad ones are the That's good ones. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Those are two boring ones. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, I don't know. That last one was kind of... I was really, I wanted to play some like inspiring music. Yeah, we have a community that backs each other up <laughs> and all their endeavors. <laughs> there definitely should have been like an American flag waving in the background. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like a bald eagle flying and shit. <laughs> it's awesome. Make America great again. Yeah, instead, yeah. instead we got a barking dog. <laughs> 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 Doesn't get much more American than that. <laughs> Hold on, whose dog is it? I want to know. I want to know who's like like somebody's embarrassed of their dog being a dog. I I want to know. <laughs> That's the funny thing about this is like we're recording and like somebody's dog is barking and I bet like they're like oh my god oh no my dog's barking during the recording it's like yeah your dog's beat a dog your dog, don't worry about it like if the dog continues to bark people are gonna have to deal with it dogs being a dog. You know, was, we'll hear about it Tuesday if well, it's a problem. Yes. <laughs> well, just wait till Mrs. Shooty comes home because those three fuckers are going to go insane, and then you can tell me how embarrassing that is. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Yeah. Can you just lock Mrs. Shooty out tonight? Just <laughs> no, she's uh, she's out at a um, br- not a, a baby shower. Yeah. Wow! Exciting. Yeah. Good for, good for you, though, it sounds like. That's <laughs> great for me. Absolutely. I'll take it. Guilt-free time for myself. Awesome. Nice. All right. What we're going to do, what we're going to, I'm going to have a, we're going to have a, <laughs> we're going to take a quick break. I'm going to give these guys a little bit of a pep talk here. <laughs> that dog's got more energy than all three of you combined. I know. Hang up on them. Let's get the dog on line one. Let's, let's get the dog on. All right, Spot. How's your day going? <laughs> We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back.
are back. Yes, back. We are back, and uh, we're going to start off with uh, good pop, bad pop. It's time for more leftover reviews with good pop, bad pop. Good pop, bad pop is where we talk about the things in the previous week and or weeks that we either watched or read. Sometimes we rate these things, and if this is your first time listening to the show, we want you to be familiar with our rating system. The rating system is simple. If the leftovers don't like something, they toss it. If they do like something, they suggest you taste it. And if it's brilliant, it gets a Tupperware rating. If all the leftovers love it, then it gets the pinnacle of success, a Tupperware party. All right. You know what? I'm going to start off with one of our guests this week. I'm going to start off with Cody. Cody, you got like 12 things to go over. What's up? I do. Um, <laughs> I'll, uh, the uh, Let's start with uh, Atlanta. I watched the first two episodes of Atlanta on FX. It's a new series with uh, Donald Glover, mm. and uh, I would uh, highly recommend it. I would Tupperware the shit out of the first two episodes of Atlanta. He's what is pretty fantastic. What's it about? It, uh, he's just a dude trying to figure shit out. It's, it takes place in Atlanta, Georgia. He's uh, got a cousin who has a rap song that kind of catches fire, and he's trying to get it on the radio, and he thinks he's going to be uh, his cousin's manager. And he's trying to take care of, uh, he has a child and, uh, the, the woman that he lives with, you know, he lives with baby mama and he's trying to just kind of figure some shit out. But I really liked it and I would, uh, I would give it a Tupperware. Atlanta. It sounds like somebody lives in a kennel. <laughs> is it a, is it a funny show? Is it a drama? What, what's the, what? it's funny. Yeah. No, he's still himself. I mean, it's a drama and it addresses some serious stuff and it's got a little bit of social commentary, like throughout the first, like threaded through the first two episodes. Um, but it's, uh, it's still very much Donald Glover. Like it's his persona. You see the, the character from community kind of sneak into, you know, his stand up persona or whatever. Yeah. Get a lot of it's, it's very much, uh, his show. Nice. I will. I should check that out. I love Donald Glover. Big community fan. I, I even listened to his uh, his music, the Childish Gambino stuff. Yeah, me too. I'm a fan of Childish Gambino, and not my dog for the record. I have two dogs, uh, but my uh, <laughs> Cody is absolving himself of all dog interference. <laughs> no, I'm a non-dog guy. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, I love dogs. I just don't have. One. And I love whichever one is barking through my uh, my big Atlanta uh, spiel. Uh, looking, uh, yeah. It's well, not I'm my shade. dog, but it's my neighbor's dog. No, I am not the dog. <laughs> Me and Janine are buddies now. In the break, we all we all bonded, and we're uh, we're in this to win it. So, um, it did, my other, I... yeah. Wow, you just uh, you left old man Shooty out. <laughs> <laughs> Like, it's like, all good. It felt no. It, it felt like like if we're watching like Survivor, like you two formed an alliance, <laughs> and like old man Shooty's on the outs. Bring it, the dogs. No, no, I'm ready to turn on Cody at any moment. Yeah, yeah. Shooty's got an immunity idol though, so be careful. <laughs> all right, well, I'll just uh, I'll throw this out there so we can move it along. But I I I binged the first season of Narcos and I watched the first two episodes of season two and then I finished the last two episodes of season two of Mr. Robot. Those have been like two shows recently. You sound like and Mr. Robot right now. <laughs> uh, can you hear me? No, the dogs are coming in clearer than you are. <laughs> <laughs> wow, this episode's crazy. Yeah, it is. It's awesome. Are you there? Are you there? This is like like Phil Donahue. Caller, are you there? (laughs) Well, 
uh, last week, and I'll hand it off. Uh, two movies that I watched, and I would also uh, I would Tupperware a movie called Raiders, which is the story of the greatest fan film ever made. That's the subtitle, but it's about these. It's a documentary about these dudes that, when they were 11 years old, decide to reshoot Raiders of the Lost Ark frame by frame, and these group of friends spent seven years yes. working on this movie and do oh, wow. it. And like the documentary was pretty cool. You can rent it on Amazon. Um, okay, but. I would be badass. I would Tupperware uh, Raiders. Yeah, I, I actually I've heard about this. I think we might have even mentioned uh, mentioned it on the show before. I just had no way of watching it. Yeah, I, I've actually seen the fan film. Yeah, but I've not seen the documentary. Oh, the documentary. I've, I haven't seen the fan film or the documentary. The fan film is amazing. Yeah, I mean, you get what you get. You know, it's very cheap, but I mean, they did a great job of like capturing all the cinematography of shot the for shot, movie. Yeah. everything. Yeah, yeah. I've seen clips, yeah, but I've cool. never seen the full thing. Um, Eli, uh, is it Eli Roth and uh, I think Harry Knowles, the guy from Man of Cool News, like they're in it and they, they touch on how it becomes like a cult sensation and they're screening it at different film festivals and things like that. I really enjoyed it. Um, and last thing, and I'll, uh, I'll let someone else take it over. I have like a retrograde. I, I was introduced to a movie from 1986. It's called Band of the Hand. Oh, and awesome. Have, have you, uh, seen this? I saw Shooting? it in the theater. Dude. I, uh, it was like a, an 80s uh, must watch. I had no idea. Like Michael Mann, executive produced it. So it's like, it's got this, it's like whenever Miami Vice was hot, I guess they said, you guys go make like a movie about a bunch of teenage, like drug dealers that were going to train in the jungle and then send to defeat crime in Miami. Like it was wild. I would, I would Tupperware Band of the Hand, and that's something else you can also rent on Amazon for a couple bucks. Oh, you're, a real, you're a Tupperware factory over there. I am a Tupperware factory tonight. <laughs> like I'm finished. So five uh, Tupperwares in a row. Five Tupperwares all the time. It's my lowest rating. Seventeen thumbs up. Yeah, honking the horn. It's so good. Yeah, honk if you love Band <laughs> of the Hand. They, they did. All right. I did. Uh, I'm going to talk about one thing, and then I'll let one of you guys take it over real quick. Uh, I watched. Uh, first thing I want to talk about is uh, an FX original series. Uh, I saw the pilot episode of Better Things. Uh, it's a sitcom. It's on Thursday nights, like I said, on FX. Um, it's Here's the synopsis, what it's about. An actress raises her three daughters while juggling the pressures of working in Hollywood and being a single parent. And it's created by Pamela Adlon and Louis C.K. It stars Pamela and Adlon, Mikey Madison, and Hannah All uh, Alleygood. Hannah Alleygood. Um the first episode, I can see what they're wanting to do. Yeah, I, I get, it's it's a pilot. It, it's not a Tupperware yet. Um, it is funny though. I can see what they're wanting to do. They mix in like like I said, she's an actress and she's raising three daughters, and so like they'll show her showing up to like an audition to try to get a role in a in a movie or a, a TV show or whatever, and uh, they'll, they'll show like all the little things of like her sitting in the waiting room. And, uh, reading over her lines and bumping into other actresses that they all do in the same, like, acting circles and things like that and talking to them. And it was kind of funny. They had, like, she was getting ready to, like, read for this one part. And then the actress that played the, the lead in, uh, Happy Gilmore, she's also in the show Modern Family, The Mother. She shows up, she shows up to, like, read for that part. Okay. And comes out of the, you know, comes out of the audition and she sees that it's her and she's like, oh, okay. All right. Time to leave. (laughs) Cause she knows she's not going to get it. Yeah. And so she leaves and stuff. I, and, and the, she, she's kind of like a cool mom, I guess, but she kind of, she doesn't have a filter and shit at times. Uh, I don't know. It's funny. I'm going to give it a taste. It's all set up. No punchline. 
Um, Is that a little bit of the problem? I don't know. A lot of setup in this one. They had to introduce like the three daughters. They had to introduce her. They had to introduce like what she does her life. I I can see this being a Tupperware, but like for this first episode, it just wasn't like hitting in all the funny cylinders. Like everything wasn't great. Like the the first thing that I saw, I was like, oh my God, I love this. Like her kid, she's like out in public. She's sitting on like a bench and her kid is crying. It's like she's in a mall. Mm-hmm. And she, her kid is just crying. And this woman is just staring at her crying kid. And she's doing nothing but texting on her phone. So, of course, the the other woman is thinking, oh, you're a shitty mom. What's going on I was listening there? to whatever song was going on. I was distracted. Going to start some aerobics. Yeah, what is that? The neighbors are having a party. It's the joy right. of New York. all right we get the sounds of new york fantastic um but like she's sitting on this bench in the mall and this woman's just staring at her crying kid and she's like not she's not consoling the kid doing nothing she's just texting and the woman just keeps staring fucking needles at her so she finally looks at the woman she goes she's crying because i won't buy her six dollar earrings she's like so either you can go in there and buy her the six dollar earrings yourself if you want to hear her stop crying because I'm not going to do it or you can stop staring at me <laughs> and I was just like oh my god I love this that's funny that's funny that's what that's what this show needs more of is shit like that and so I see there's promise there but for right now it's just a taste that yeah it's good FX really seems to be trying to up their sitcom game so it's cool that they they're, have they're still putting out new stuff between FX and FXX they're fantastic you're the worst is so great I love that show it's a Tupperware married is so fantastic. I love that show. And of course, they've always got It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia and, and those other programs. So I love what they're doing over there. Hopefully, this will be another good one for them. So nice. I'm going to give it a taste. Of it. And then we're going to move over to let's go to New York. We've been hearing enough of it. Might as well go there. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got for us, Janine? Uh, okay. I have uh, some comics I've been reading. Um, I've been reading the Poe Dameron series from Marvel, oh, nice. which is it's like a solid taste. It. It's not. It's not super great, but the artwork is really awesome. I, I'm enjoying the artwork, but the story so far is like a – it's a solid taste. Is that I'd a Char- is that Charles Soule? Yeah. I believe Phil Noto does yeah. the art too. Okay. Yeah. Definitely. Phil's great. And um, I'm, I mean I'm enjoying them. It's it's a good series. It's a good story. It's a, it's a fun read, um, but it's not – not quite a Tupperware yet. I'm gonna see. I think it's a limited run of only like maybe six or eight um, issues, yeah. and they're already up to issue four. So it's not that much farther. So I think it'll just end up being like a solid taste. It. What's the timeline there? Is it pre Force Awakens? It is. Okay. Does yeah, he, this is pre Force Awakens? Does that, Does anyone ever say Hot Damron? I wish. <laughs> but no, unfortunately not. All right. You have to fill that in yourself. Yeah. I fill that in. <laughs> I just want to see him like take out like a fucking like tie fighter and say, Woo, hot Dameron. <laughs> it's like No, unfortunately. No one makes a hot Dameron joke. Man, you know you know who loves the hot Dameron jokes? Is fucking Luther Shaver. Oh, he does. I was just gonna say it's Lou. Yeah, Luther loves, loves this shit. shit. Lou loves it. He'll never let Hot Dameron die. And, you know, they should make. Uh, there should be. Uh, if you go to like one of these geek bars, they've got these things out throughout the country. These little fucking geek bars and shit like that. And uh, they should make a drink, a shot called the Hot Dameron with yeah. like you know like. They should. Yeah, with like, yeah, uh, I don't make know. Make a t-shirt and then have someone in Indonesia sell it. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it seems to be seems to be a popular thing going around. Yeah. I know the guy. Okay, I'll, we'll, we'll talk after the show, Cody. Excellent. 
<laughs> wow, we got business partners. Yeah, we do. Jeez, hey, can you save it for the end of the show? Fuck. Gosh. Got business deals going on. It's like, what's that fucking show, uh, that shark show? Oh, Shark Tank. Shark Tank. Shark Tank. We got fucking Shark Tank going on in the nice. background with fucking Mark Cuban. And- yeah, I want to sponsor the Hot Dammer and T-shirt. I'm going to outbid you, Ryan. <laughs> This is my idea, <laughs> God damn it! You guys are running with it. I'm not bidding. Too late. You. Indonesia hopped on. That's it. That's it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, uh, Janine, what else do you got for us? Uh, I also have one of my um, like a retrograde of a of a Tupperware. Uh, one of my favorite movies just released a special edition, and this is from uh, 1980-something. It is the movie Krull. Oh, it's nice! One of my absolute favorite movies and the special guilty edition pleasure. oh not even a guilty pleasure i just i just enjoy the hell out of it um one of my favorite movies and they just released a special edition which has some um it's got the adaptation from marvel comics as like a little featurette and it's just a lot of fun so this movie for me is a total tupperware uh but i highly recommend it it's got a very young liam Neeson, i think in one of his first roles um, it's got uh, a total Lord of the Rings ripoff, but so much fun. Now, Janine, do you um, do you own the arcade machine? I they have don't. a crawl arcade machine. What? So, no. Yeah, when that movie released in the '80s, they were really touting it up as being like the next Star Wars. And it never really lived up to it, but they had all the hype. You can get the crawl lunch boxes. Uh, I remember going to the arcade. They had crawl the video game, and yeah, it was uh, it was a big big thing. And then the movie came out, and sadly, it was a big big flop. And I'm oh, actually yeah. kind of glad that uh, there are still people who like it. So that's cool. I yeah, I totally love this movie. I, I, I force all of my friends to watch it at least once. If you can, if you can stay awake through it and not fall asleep, like we'll be friends for life. Hey, Cody, how do you feel about Janine and Steve uh, and Scott Bonham there? I'm a little jealous, to be honest with you. <laughs> a little bit. I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to reel it in. I mean, you two, <laughs> you, you two were tight, and then all of a sudden, fucking, you know, Scott just kind of weasels his way in there with the crawl it's talk, bonding over the dogs. Secret alliance going on. We'll do some sort of transatlantic uh, bootleg operation and. It, that will heal all wounds. Absolutely. <laughs> all will be well at Tribal Council. <laughs> yeah, nice. I've never. I, I am no Jeff Probst. I can tell you that much. <laughs> I've never uh, seen the Kroll arcade game. That's interesting. I, I oh, didn't even know that existed. It's a lot like you know. The, it's a lot like the level one of the Tron video game, or or maybe it was level three. I don't know if you ever played that. Yeah, you, you picked which Tron? level. You never knew what level was going to be level one. Yeah. So the one where you had the discs. Right, oh, so in yeah. Tron, you mm-hmm. have the disc and you throw it up and try to defeat the CPU. Uh, the crawl game was like that, where uh, monsters would come down at you, and you had um, I forget what's the name of the weapon. It's that three spike thing. Oh, the um, the glaive. Tri- yeah, the glaive. So you have a glaive, and you're like, uh, and the glaive wouldn't just go up. You I mean you could use your joystick and then like move it all around the screen. It's pretty cool. Eight directions. Absolutely. <laughs> nice, nice. I, I love the old. I love the old Tron Deadly Disc game for the Intellivision. I used to play the shit out of that. <laughs> oh, I used to no, play the Tron sit-down game. Do you remember that? The arcade machine? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the one where you pick the four different ways. Yeah. And it, was, it would either be the disc game, the spider game, the colors, or the right. tanks. Yeah. Yeah, right. I used to love that game. I don't remember the sit-down game, but I do remember the stand-up with the steering wheel, like the, the rectangle steering wheel. Yeah. 
Well, it was back in the day. They'd have it was the si- the sit down was the same game. They would yeah. just have sit down and stand up versions of the same game. They did the same thing for Star Wars. Yeah. Oh man, the sit down uh, was it the X Wing Star Wars game? Do you remember that? Yeah. Oh yeah, the trench run. Oh God, there went my weekly allowance. Gone. <laughs> yeah, I loved that game. Me too. Yeah, that was that was the that was the one I would always hit in the arcade. Yep. It came later, but do you guys remember Choplifter, like where you were in the helicopter seat and it would swivel around and go up and down? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah, now. Yeah, no. <laughs> just reminiscing about old games. <laughs> well, I mean, arcades were badass. I mean, yeah, that's were. where you hung out after school. I agree. That's where you blew your money. And now they're all mostly gone. And if you go into one, it's all skee-ball and... You know, all that other stuff, you know, the ticket machines, you know, so I can turn in a thousand and get a pencil. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but back in the day, that was the shit, man. Oh, yeah. I We used to go to, it was Aladdin's Castle mm-hmm. that we yep. would always go to. And I mean, I remember like my, my 13th birthday, it was like I had unlimited tokens. It was like, all right. You know, my dad hooked me up with like unlimited tokens that day. That's all we did was play video games. I remember uh, when we went on a family vacation one time to like uh, Gatlinburg, Tennessee, and they have this, they had this huge arcade there and I, I met up with another boy that was on vacation and he spent like you know all his money on games and, and we ran out and then i like went to my parents and hounded them for money I, I ran back to him and we played more games that's awesome i ended up bumping into a guy that worked for game pro magazine wow and he's sitting down and he's playing uh, golden axe <laughs> and he tells me that he can beat the game on one quarter and i was wow. like you are full of crap let me see this so he just let his character die on the first level. Mm-hmm. He pops in one quarter, uh, one one of the tokens. I, I watched this guy defeat Golden Axe on one token. Jeez. Wow. And I was just blown away. I, I'd never seen anything like it in my entire life. Yeah, I mean, because that game's created to eat tokens. Yeah. Like some, oh, yeah. some of those bosses, it's like, how do you even dodge all that shit? Yeah. So that's wild. That is crazy. Yeah, he played uh, the character. He played was the the dwarf with the with the axe. Uh, that was my right. favorite too. Yeah, mine, mine too. I loved it when was you jump able up. to. What's that? Oh, sorry. Were you able to jump up? Like, do you remember if you jumped up on the little creepy bird that would flip its tail around? Like, I was, was just going to animal the whole yep, time. I was just going to mention that. Yeah, that's exactly his strategy. He was uh, up on like he jumped on the like the dragon, the back of the dragon or the bird or whatever the fuck, mm-hmm. and he would use that like the entire time, most of the time. <laughs> I like how you called it the creepy bird. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a chocobo. Right? Yeah, yeah. It had like a, it it's had like like a, a chocobo, beach, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It did. It was a creepy bird. Did any of you play the fucking game Magic Sword? Uh, it sounds familiar. It was an arcade oh. game called Magic Sword. It was like it was a little bit like Dragon's Lair. A little bit. Yeah. 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 Do you guys remember a fucking uh, arcade Smash TV? Of course. I love Smash oh my TV. Gosh. Own it. I'd buy that for a dollar. Oh my god, I love uh, that game, uh, uh. dude. Fucking <laughs> and, and uh, Narc. Oh, I love Narc too. Yeah. Narc. All the clowns with syringes. Yeah. <laughs> Say man. no to drugs. Play, Arcade, play Narc. Ar- arcades were the shit, man. It's like I don't know, man. I miss I miss those days. I really fucking do. Oh yeah, Narc was great. And that's where you had to go for the best graphics and the best gameplay. Yeah, you'd get excited because oh, yeah. Narc was coming out for Nintendo, and then you'd play it. Yes. And it'd be like the biggest pile of shit you'd ever seen in your fucking life. Fucking Double Dragon. Yo, when fucking Double Dragon oh. was supposed to come out for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Mm-hmm. All, I would I would chuck so many fucking quarters into Double Dragon, and as soon as I started playing it on the Nintendo, which it was a fun game, mm-hmm. but it wasn't the arcade game. No, not at all. And, and it wasn't two player. You couldn't do co op in the first one. 
Uh, Double Dragon 2 was when you finally got to do co-op. Yeah, yeah. Bad Dudes was the same way. Why are you going to call it fucking Double Dragon when you can't have Double Dragon? <laughs> Single Dragon. Single Dragon. Solo <laughs> Dragon time. Oh, whoopty fucking shit. Thanks a lot. Did you ever see the Double Dragon movie? Oh, with oh uh, Scott God. Wolf? Yeah. Yeah, that it's was amazing. So terrible. Was the guy a, a, bo- a Bobo? Yeah. Uh, yeah. King, King of Bobo. Yeah. He looks so hilarious in the movie. Jesus. <laughs> Uh, hey, Janine, do you have anything else that you want to get us on another, uh, get us derailed with? Uh, just, um, like I started watching Stranger Things finally. Oh, really? And, yes, Tupperware all the way. I'm only in episode three, um, but I, I want to binge it so bad, but mm-hmm. I had to stop myself because I had work the next day. But, um, it's totally. It, it's interesting. I'm hearing a lot of people are saying that Stranger Things did not stick the landing. And, oh. Oh. and... I don't agree. I I, 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 happen, I personally really enjoyed the ending. Yeah, me too. And I like what it kind of sets up for season two. I, I'm not going to spoil it for you, Janine, but like, I'd be I'd be interested to hear what you think about uh, Stranger Things after you get done finishing it because I hear a lot of different critics out there saying it didn't stick the landing. And the, it, it's interesting. Yeah, it's it's bizarre though. Fans love it. It's like critics that I'm hearing are like, oh, kind of like, oh, yeah, it's all right. I see what the Duffer Brothers did. Yeah, it's very 80s, very Goonies-like. It's very much like this, that, or whatever. But it just didn't stick the landing. But I, I, I like what they tried to do. And it's like, for fans, it's like, I fucking love this fucking thing. Yeah, I love it. It changed the game. Yeah. I mean, it's such great long-form storytelling. Yeah. Like they, I think they really took advantage of the eight-episode format, and they were able to do more than, like, a Goonies in some ways, where yeah. they were really able to expound on some of these characters like right. that are just, like, two-line characters in some of these 80 movies. Like, your Steve character. Yeah. You get to, like, actually build his character up and stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm enjoying that so much. These kids are awesome. Like, the little girl who plays Eleven, she's just so amazing uh, and even though she says just so few words like she's just compelling you can't really take your eyes off of her have you guys heard her rap yet no oh i did no. i did i saw her on fallon <laughs> yes she, she was doing Nicki minaj on fallon and she just killed it oh my god this what? little yeah dude no check it out you gotta fucking google that shit that girl can rap like a mofo it's crazy yeah i saw all the kids on fallon just a couple weeks ago it yeah. was a great episode of fallon and yeah. they were they were a lot of fun yeah. so all of them but uh will of course Oh, yeah. Poor Will. <laughs> Poor Will. He gets left out. <laughs> I know. Oh. He's he, back in the Upside Down. He's like, no, he's like the sick kid in the Bad News Bears. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, the great thing about Stranger Things, at least my perspective, is it's one of those shows that elevates pop culture to where almost anyone can access it, right? So everyone has some piece of themselves that they can connect to in that show um and the best example i've got and you know janine you're right at that episode i got a brand new boss we're going out to dinner i'm like what are you doing he goes oh i'm watching stranger things i go really what episode are you on he goes i'm on episode three and we looked at each other we went heroes oh my god and then we then he got in his car and he played the song he had downloaded from itunes mm. and i just think that you know it's one of those things that again everybody can relate to it everybody's talking about it and mm-hmm. i totally agree with you brian i mean the show was amazing and those guys that say it, it didn't stick the landing come out well fuck themselves i mean yeah no i i, I agree i i feel like uh sometimes like i i, I listen to the critics and i, I listen to what they say uh, on a lot of different things and a lot of times I, I can agree with them but on this particular 
instance, I can't. I, I don't know. It's such a – if somebody says that they, that they did not enjoy Stranger Things as much as like I took enjoyment out of it and the ending didn't stick the landing – it's like they're speaking a foreign language to me at that point. I agree. I agree. You can't be my friend anymore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, no, that's like, that's those like the, a relationship has just ended. You know what I mean? Yep. It's like, no, we can't be together anymore. Yeah. Well, I, I think they really stuck to landing. I think the, the problem is going to be is can season two be just as good? Can they, can they stick right. that? I think they can. I think all this, like they said, it was based off a 30 page treatment. And mm. I feel like this is a continuation from the first story that this is the entire story that they wanted to tell. Now, if it goes two seasons and they finish the 30 page treatment, I'm worried about season three. Yes. I'm worried about yeah. season three. I th- season three, if you do that, that's a cash grab. See, I've read that it wasn't so much a 30-page treatment as, as it was 30 pages just describing the upside down. Hmm. Like, it, they kind of created that world. Yeah. It, they didn't, like, write plot out. They just kind of, like... Yeah, but a lot of storytellers can fill in that story just from that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. I agree. I agree. I'm just curious if, if it'll be just as magical as it was the first time. I mean, these Duffer brothers are unknowns. I mean, yes, they hit it out of the park here. Right. But, you know. Actually, like, I think, like, they've done some other things before this, but, like, not, actually, like, one of the first things they did that I heard, it actually kind of bombed. And yeah. it was kind of insane that Netflix gave them this series. Yeah, and I know they wrote for Wayward Pines and yeah, everything. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah, I mean, this is this is really what made them household names. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I loved how everybody thought they, like, everybody acted like they knew who they were. Yeah. Oh, it's from the Duffer Brothers. Yeah, the Duffer Brothers. Shut, shut the fuck up. You never heard of yeah. them before either. <laughs> shut the fuck up, Duffer Brothers. And now it's the highest, like, watched Netflix original series of all time. Is it? Is what I've read, yeah. Nice. So, and just like Scott said, it really proves how accessible of a show it was. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. I, I think that it stuck the landing, and I also think to what you guys just spoke about, they've got to expedite the process because the kids are going to age, and, like, you don't want to miss the magic of, like, at that moment when you're growing up i think it's gonna happen really fast yeah but to scott's point earlier too the uh yeah i mentioned at the top of the show during the horribly awkward itunes review section that i'm the uh, a teacher and so I'm, my students are all born like 98 99 right now yeah and that's always like a litmus test for me and my students love that fucking show like they love it and to me, like that sort of transcends when uh, everybody kind of can take something from it. Like I would absolutely agree. I haven't met anybody that doesn't like that show. Yeah, that's a great or they point. Just complained about the ending. And your students, they don't have that '80s nostalgia factor to say it's the reason they love it. They just love it because it's good storytelling. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, it's a great point. Cannot wait for season two. It's coming out next year. We got that little season two tra- uh, teaser. And yeah, they all said that. all the yeah. episode titles already. That was interesting. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Have you seen that? They already mm. named all the episodes. I haven't seen that. Yeah, the first huh. one's called Mad Max. I forget what a huh. bunch of them are. Interesting. But there's a trailer where they list off the names of all the season two episodes. Oh, nice. So you probably, I, I'm pretty sure it's the one you saw. You just didn't realize what you were seeing. Probably. Yeah. And, and, so the, yeah, 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 yeah. It's the one I saw. I didn't know that those were the titles. Those are the actual episode titles okay. of the season two episodes. Oh, wow. And the Duffer Brothers say that they're going to, this time, they're going to borrow more off of James Cameron 80s stuff mm-hmm. than they, oh. than kind of the Spielberg 80s stuff they did in the first one. Okay. It's going to be a little bit of a different genre flavor. It's going to grow up a little bit then, too. Yeah, yeah. Nice, yeah. Yeah. Very I love cool. 80s Cameron. Yeah, 80s Cameron, back when Cameron was good. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, fucking James Cameron. That's the thing. He just 
I don't know. He does Titanic, and then he wants to do all. He wants to go under the water with all these documentaries, and then he comes back and does Avatar. It's like, yeah, I just just come back and do a fucking Terminator movie or an Aliens movie or something. Yeah, definitely. Because Avatar doesn't translate for me. It doesn't translate well out of the 3D experience in the theater. Because I remember loving it when I saw it in the theater in 3D, and then watching it at home, yeah. I just feel like this is just. Pocahontas with blue people. You're right. It, it, it yeah. sucks. It's yeah. such a tropey story. You're absolutely correct. Yeah. See, that's the thing. It's like for me when I watched it in the theater for the first time, it was like I was it was an experience. And I love a theater experience. Anything to change the theater experience. You know what I mean? Right. And yeah. that's what they did. He he filmed it using a 3D fusion camera. And so the 3D looked completely different than anything I'd ever seen. Like this is like James Cameron technology and i was just like holy shit this looks amazing watching it in imax 3d it was fucking amazing but then you're absolutely right when you when you bring it home and you're and you're watching it on your you know 60 inch tv it just doesn't it doesn't now you're stuck with the story you don't have that experience being in the movie theater yeah and i find the story to be incredibly annoying and super preachy like i i don't give a fuck about james james cameron's politics and his scientist good military bad like shit shit you know mm-hmm. whether i agree or don't agree with what your politics are i don't want to shove down my throat when i'm trying to watch this fucking movie so ugh. him and michael bay should get together and make a movie that way would it even even itself out yeah even michael bay with his last movie got pretty political <laughs> though. i'm saying like michael bay he's all pro-military like yeah. he puts the military in like all of his films and yeah. so yeah, collaboration of the two might even it out. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think Cameron would get along with Michael Bay. Probably well. not. <laughs> Probably not. Hey, Scott, what do you got for us, man? All right, great. Um, I got three things, so I'll be quick on two. Um, checking out uh, Netflix this morning, and I was excited to see that uh, Dead Set has come to uh, Netflix. Has anybody seen Dead Set? No. No. Dead Set nope. up. In a previous life, uh, I dated a girl across the pond who was really into zombie movies, so that was cool. So before she turned into a complete and evil bitch, um, I got to watch Dead Set, which is a British horror television show um, about – basically, it's Big Brother, right? So you've all seen the uh, TV show Big Brother? Yes, love it. So imagine Big Brother – on a locked set so they have the house and it's locked and everybody's filming and then all of a sudden the zombie apocalypse breaks out these people inside the house have no idea what's going on um, and all this stuff's being filmed Uh, fucking Tupperware if you haven't seen it it's a little old but it's certainly not dated if you're into horror it's awesome check out Dead Set Um, really awesome time I Tupperware that it's a Uh, series it's a series yeah it's like six episodes like 20 to 30 minutes a pop so you can watch it in a day okay. and it, it dropped on netflix dropped on netflix um i think last week but it was right in the popular trending thing and i was really excited because I, I had yet to find it after i watched it across the pond and then to see it on netflix really got me excited okay so what kind of zombies are we dealing with here are we dealing with like the george a romero zombies or are we dealing with like 28 days later zombies Oh, um, so if we're going to go down that route, um, these are infected, so they're the they're the ones that can run at you. Okay, yeah, twenty eight yeah, days, days later. Yeah, twenty eight days, days, days later, which are infected. George A. Romero uh, <laughs> are the typical slow moving. Holy shit! Um, they just outnumber us, Walking Dead zombies. So. Right. 
Yeah, but there's it's still terrifying. I know. I, I, I'm not knocking it, man. I, when I, I when I watched 28 Days Later, I was like, holy shit, I love these zombies. Yeah, I find the running zombies to be even more terrifying. To be honest I with know, you, they can get you, yeah. right? Oh god, yeah. yeah. Uh, when I yeah, 28 Days Later, man, that fucking movie rocked me, man. I was just like, holy shit, they, these are scary zombies. I love that movie. I do too. That's- awesome when he's in the church and he looks down and the priest looks up at him and he has that look on his face like i see a fresh meat i'm gonna go get him oh my god wet my pants awesome stuff anyway check out dead set total tupperware um something else that was in my feed so if you guys watch my zany movies i'm into horror movies so this one was recommended to me it's called holidays it's a horror anthology has anybody seen holidays Mm -mm. all right it's a eight short films um i listed some of the directors here kevin smith uh nicholas mccarthy anthony scott burns and each of the films um covers one of your major holidays so, so this is kind of like uh this is kind of like uh when you're talking about horror anthologies this reminds me of the the film vhs how they do that oh yeah 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 um vhs does it way better i love vhs, VHS yeah me too it's amazing this is a pile of garbage. So total, like, low toss it. Awful. Um, the Kevin Smith directed the uh, Christmas episode, and basically, I'm going to spoil it because it was so fucking awful, I couldn't believe it. This guy's got um, some online chicks who, you know, strip and whatnot, and they get mad at him. So they stick a, uh, they stick a um, vibrator up his ass and duct tape it there and then hook it up to a car battery and shock him and tell him, we're going to shock you until you die or you can cut your dick off. And I'm like, this is scary. This is bullshit. It's, um, I'm going to save you an hour and a half of your time. It's a complete waste of time. Skip it. Um, holidays, complete garbage. So what's um, he do? I got to know. He cuts his dick off. <laughs> like, who would do that? I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, no way. Shock, kill me. I'm not, tuck, I'm not cutting my dick off. You're, cho- right, you're choosing you know? the death, huh? I'm, yeah, shock me up the ass all day long, man. I'll, I can take it, and if I die, so what? But I ain't cutting my Johnson off. No I way. would try to figure out the root of these girls' problems. They, they got some daddy issues or something. They do. Yeah. They do. Um, he was a real big dick to them, too. But um, the, the, uh, Anthony Scott Burns did a short called uh, Father's Day. And that was the best one. If you can go to YouTube and find it, I don't know if you can. It's like five minutes. That one was really good. The rest were just like in St. Patrick's Day. This woman gives birth to a big fucking snake, and I'm like, what the hell is that? It was really, it, you know, horror. Good horror should be at a, at a very baseline creepy. And when it goes into stupid territory, then you, you you lost me, right? And I should have turned it off, but I didn't. So I thought I'd warn everybody. Stay away from that shit. Yeah, that's too bad. I love a good anthology show, though. Oh, have you ever seen VHS? No, I've not. You should check it out, man. Yeah, VHS two is creepy as all fuck, man. That's oh. Yeah, but I think the third one that came out, there was one of them that I watched that was really awful, and I, maybe it's the third one. It's then. the third one. It's pretty bad. I've ch- I've read that it's bad, so I haven't checked it out. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. It's like it's like viral VHS viral or whatever. Yeah. Um, but the second one, hey, the first one just. There, there are shorts in VHS, both one and two, that will stick with you forever. Yeah, the the, right? the, the, the vampire one for me. Oh, my God. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is this 80s oh. stuff, VHS? No. Oh, it's newer? No. Yeah. It, it, this oh, yeah. recent this came out within, I'd say, within the last 10 years, correct? 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you can get it on Netflix. You can get all, I think you can get all three on Netflix. And I would totally do one and two and then yeah. stop. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. I agree. All right. I'll keep that in mind. All right. Um, last thing I want to talk about is a movie that I saw today. Um, I got to get a shout out to my son, Austin Schultz. Uh, he, uh, he recommended that I go take a look at it, and that's uh, Hell or High Water. Oh, uh, it's damn it. Yeah, this is the new uh, – holy shit, this is the new Chris Pine movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, man. They're not okay, playing so- – I got I to gotta drive an hour, Scott. I got to drive a fucking hour to see this movie, and I'm thinking about doing it, man. I'm thinking about uh, doing it. Let me tell you, I think you should think about doing it. Let me uh, give a brief rundown if I could. So you've got Ben Foster and Chris Pines. There are these two brothers in West Texas, and they're robbing banks. And uh, they're not very good at it. And you really don't know why they're robbing banks, but they're robbing little little podunk, you know, like a town with a hundred people in it. Their bank, right? So they're robbing banks, and so this catches the eye of the Texas Rangers. So we've got Jeff Bridges in uh, Gill, uh, Birmingham. They're on their trail now. Bridges plays a guy named Marcus Hamilton. He's this old school ranger, and he's been given his mandatory retirement paper. He's got to quit. And this is his last case. So uh, this uh, sounds like seven with Morgan Freeman. Mm-hmm. Yep, pretty much. And so what happens is they go on the trail. Now his partner is half Cherokee, so there's a lot of a lot of references to um, you know Indian culture, and and uh, there's still a lot of hate with that culture and and uh, Western America. So that was really interesting. And the cool thing about it is, like, the first two acts kind of move along at a decent pace. And what you're doing is you're doing character development for two acts. It's all good dialogue. I mean, even the bit characters are just rock solid. Like, there's a couple waitresses they go and interview, and they're just rock solid performances, right? So I'm I'm totally and I'm totally hooked on these characters. And then the third act hits, and the shit goes down. And things happen because they've spent that time investing people and getting them buying into these characters. When things happen to the character, it's earned, right? And moments that my mouth would just drop to the floor, I felt like I got punched in the chest because I actually gave a crap about these people. It was unfreaking believable. It's not something hmm. that you see very often in film. So that was great. Um, I'm going to go on a limb. I'm going to say this is Chris Pine's best performance. Oh, wow. Absolutely, his best performance. Jeff Bridges has been doing some crap lately, like yeah. Seventh Son yeah. and The Giver and R.I.P.D. Yeah, um, I'm going to say this is his best performance since True Grit, and I'm also going to say that I think it's probably better than his performance in True Grit, and uh, I would look for an Oscar nod. He was, from the moment he walks on screen, he was just fucking amazing. I can't, uh, I can't give this a higher Tupperware, and Brian, I would drive okay. an hour. And if you hate that movie and you drove an hour, email me. I will send you gas money. (laughs) No, that's all right, man. No, I'm not kidding. This movie is at 98% on Rotten Tomatoes. It is. And it's earned. It's a solid, highest of Tupperwares for the show. Who's the the one asshole on Rotten Tomatoes that didn't like this? (laughs) The one Uh, critic. I don't know. TFS somebody? (laughs) (laughs) That was uh, Melvin. (laughs) <laughs> Melvin. 
fuck. Yeah, we've got we TJ Lamb and Melvin. Those are the yeah. Let's see, I'll see if I can find the one bad review. Yeah, that's a fucked up. That's what's fucked. Like people bitch. What do you guys think about Rotten Tomatoes? Now that we're talking about it, what do you guys think about Rotten Tomatoes? Does Rotten Tomatoes does it anger you? Is it like one of those things that it angers you, or do you are you guys cool with Rotten Tomatoes? I tend to ignore Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, I, I go by I go by friends' reviews and my own review of a movie. I, I can't really trust Rotten Tomatoes. I because they'll 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 put something at like ninety eight percent, but then I'll hate it, or they'll hate something and then I I love it. So okay. I, I think it's really subjective. I tend to ignore Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, Rotten Tomatoes uh, isn't an entity though. Right. Like it's it's a compilation of all the critics. Yes. So like you can't mm-hmm. blame Rotten Tomatoes for their scores. Right, like they're right. just doing the math sure. for you. Well, the, and, oh, the thing is, it's like Rotten Tomatoes. What, what's funny about this is a, a lot of DC EU, a lot of DC Warner Brothers fanboys hate Rotten Tomatoes because it seems like, yeah, Batman v Superman got low ratings and Suicide Squad got low low ratings. Even even uh, I think their highest rated movie, the the Man of Steel movie, was still rotten, according to Rotten Tomatoes. But the thing is. And they think they think that it's rigged. They think it's rigged that that they just don't. They like the Marvel movies and they don't like the they don't like the DC movies. And the funny thing is, though, is that like Jake said, it's like it's a Metacritic score. They take all the scores of like all these different media outlets, um, these critics, and then uh, they give you an average of what it is. Uh, when they when these critics access the Rotten Tomatoes website to give their score. They actually have the choice of selecting rotten or fresh. So they have the final word. It has nothing to do with Rotten Tomatoes figuring out if it is rotten or fresh. They don't take the comp, they don't, they don't take the scores and say like, oh, okay, with this, with this, with this amount, this gets a fresh score or this gets a rotten score. No, the critics themselves get to choose whether it's rotten or fresh. And to take it another step further, Warner Brothers owns quite a bit of Rotten Tomatoes. Yep. <laughs> Warner Brothers actually owns. So if it was rigged, if they were just Marvel fanboys, this makes no sense with Warner Brothers owning uh, quite a big chunk of Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, it'd be rigged in their favor. Absolutely. So See, I, I'm not a... a- I wouldn't say I'm a huge fan of Rotten Tomatoes, but I do look at it. And the thing that I appreciate most about Rotten Tomatoes is that it can give me some guidance on films that I should see, right? So earlier in the year, I'm looking for a movie to watch and what's there. And I go, oh, Eye in the Sky, uh, 88% on Rotten mm. Tomatoes. Well, holy crap. I've never heard of this movie yeah. and it's got a great score. I'm going to go check it out. Tupperware that movie, right? Same thing with Hell or High Water, right? Yeah. 98%. You know, it's probably pretty good. It's probably going to be worth my entertainment dollars, so I'm going to go drive out and check that out. But I'm with Janine. There are some movies that, um, you know, I go, what were they smoking, right? So I think you have to you have to listen to your friends, and if you're like a lot of other people, you got other online reviewers that you trust, like um, Jeremy Johns. You guys watch Jeremy Johns? I don't know. No. no he's no. on YouTube. Jeremy John's on YouTube. I, I, I watch him. He's pretty in line with the things that I like. So, you know, I'll take his word over something else. Or Chris Stuckman. Uh, I watch him a lot, too. So wow, You're just all about plugging everybody but us today, aren't you, Scott? We don't have to plug you guys. Everybody's <laughs> listening to him. I also did a four-minute video on how people should be giving their money because they're cheap <laughs> bastards. 
I think I use uh, Rotten Tomatoes the same way as Scott. Maybe I think like I usually check it afterwards. Like if there's something that I want to see, I'll check it out afterwards. Just kind of gauge like who liked what or how well it was received. And right. I'll, I'll usually read like comments on it afterwards. But I usually don't look at it ahead of time unless it's for something that's kind of off my radar or like you said to give you some kind of recommendation or like I haven't heard about this movie and it scored really well so I might as well do that but I never look at it and actually I looked at it for the first time before I saw a movie um, today um, and it was uh, it was for Sully because like, it was just wasn't on my radar like normally I wouldn't see it so I was curious ahead of time what I was getting myself into did you watch um, it? I did yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, I don't, I don't hey. know if you caught that but I, I did, did. I did I watched it myself so we're going to talk about that then. I found the one bad review by the <laughs> way you did you found the one what did they say <laughs> yeah. they say the action is as schematic and artificial as a chess game and the characters have as much identity as its pieces from top what? critic Richard Brody yeah, yeah. poppycock yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck that what guy. outlet was he with like what he's, the, he he's with that? the New Yorker Oh, New Yorker. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I can see that. I'm stuck up. Oh, I'm sorry, Janine. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> wow. There goes that alliance. Wow. Wow. Right. She totally. You and me. Yeah, she's flipped over to Scott Shooty's side at this point. <laughs> I think that was Scott Shooty, wasn't it? it? It was me, but that's oh. okay. If she wants to go against Cody, I'm all. Oh, through. never mind. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I can't keep everybody straight. I thought straight. I was clear. That was a, it went horribly there. <laughs> Do you have anything else for us, Scott? Um, you know, the only other thing that I would love to talk about, because I don't think you guys have talked about it, um, and, and I think it's worth talking about, is uh, Green Room. Oh, Green Room. I haven't seen it yet, and I, I hear that this is another fantastic horror movie uh, with Anton Yelkin and and uh, Patrick Stewart. I, I I don't think it's available for Redbox or anything yet, is it? It's on it's on Redbox. Oh and, shit! And um, I could um, email me later. I'll see what I can do. Uh, Anton Yelkin. I'm a huge fan of his. I'm so bummed that he's gone because the thing that's great about Anton is he had this unique ability to play a character, no matter what kind of character it was. Odd Thomas or the geek in um, Burying Your Ex, which is another movie you should definitely check out. And and he plays these unique characters, but hey, was he, he in? Uh, he I, was in Fright Night, correct? He was in Fright Night. Well, uh, hold on, can can I throw this out there? Fright Night with Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell gets a lot of the glory for that movie, but I think Anton Yelkin was just as fantastic. Oh, he was amazing, and uh, but you could identify with him, no matter what he was playing. You could identify with him, which is so sad. Why he's gone? Well, you know, the fact that he's gone because I, I think he had an amazing. Uh, future ahead of himself and again here at green room is, is a very simple story of a punk band and they're doing a road trip if you've been a band doing a road trip you know it is and they're siphoning gas out of cars and stuff like that and playing in a i think they play in a diner one day because they the guy fucked up their uh their schedule and lo and behold they take a gig <laughs> um but it happens to be at a skinhead bar oh shit and they're they're in the green room and something happens and uh, they get locked in the green room, and the owner of the bar shows up, and that's Patrick Stewart, and he's fucking incredible. Unbelievable. Um, just this very... You know how some people can be just totally calm, and you know that there's this rage inside inside of them? That's what uh, Stewart's doing here. And it's just really, really 
um, a great thriller, great great horror movie. And you should check it out. And Brian, I'll see if I can hook you up. It, it, sad, sad uh, loss for us with Anton, but you should definitely check out Green Room. Yeah, I, I've heard nothing. I've heard about Green Room has been negative. I, everything I've heard has just been positive. That that's a fantastic movie, and I'm uh, I'm I'm sad that I actually missed this one in the theater because. Uh, I, I, Everything I've heard is just amazing. Yeah, so. tons of praise. That's all I've heard about it, too. Yeah. It was only out for two weeks, and that's the sad thing about summer movies, right, is that you've got all these blockbusters that people throw at you, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, Suicide Squad, Batman v Superman. And, you know, if I'm a theater, I'm going to go with the with the pictures that are going to get me more butts and seats, so I'm going to throw that out there. I'm going to have six screens of Suicide Squad yeah. and one screen of Green Room. I get... You know, a thousand dollars over the weekend for green room. I'm dumping that. And I'm going to pump more money into the into the properties that are going to make me money, and and movies like that. I mean, again, it was out in the theater for two weeks. Yeah, mm. it was out two weeks and it was gone. And you can get it on Redbox. It's just a great, great movie. Uh, that's why I, there's a theater in Champaign, Illinois, which is only about 45 minutes away from me. It's called the Art Theater, and okay. the you know, uh, Roger Ebert got his, uh, he actually grew up in Champaign, Illinois. There's a, there's the old Roger Ebert house in Champaign, Illinois. There's like a little plaque or something like out in front of the house and shit. But like the art theater is like dedicated to, to these types of indie films. And so, you know, that's where I had to, like when I wanted to go see Room when that came out, that's where I had to go. Um, mm-hmm. sometimes I have to go to like the art theater to see like these independent films because like nobody else will play them around here everybody like you said is going to be playing like TMNT 2 and fucking like X-Men Apocalypse and Civil War and all this stuff and like every once in a while I, I just want to see just like good fucking indie flick yeah I guess it's closer for you to drive to Champagne than Peoria huh yeah yeah because yeah. they do pretty I good mean, about same, getting a lot of that stuff. Same thing goes for uh, I'm sorry I didn't mean to step on you same thing goes for Hell or High Water I think there were 12 people in my theater uh, today and yeah. you know if you want to check this film out you better do it now um, it may get some late buzz because it's so high with the scores that it's getting, but um, this is a movie you should see in the theater. Yeah, if it gets some, uh, if it gets some Oscar buzz, they'll have a, they'll throw it in uh, all the theaters uh, towards the end of the December. year. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's always nice about the best pic- picture nods is yeah. getting the chance to see him again. Yeah, because like when I saw Whiplash, I was like, oh, I'm glad I saw that, and then it's like, oh, Oscar. Oscar season, they, they put it in all the theaters again for everybody to see. Same thing with Room. Room was the same way yeah. for me. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna talk. I got two things that I want to talk about. Um, the first thing I, I watched a movie, and maybe some of you have seen it. It's an older movie, came out in 2010. It uh, stars Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, Ryan Reynolds. It's a movie called Buried. Hmm. Ooh, love it. Who said that? Uh, it's an old man shooty. I've seen that one horror movie. Come on. Anybody else seen it? Have not. I have no. not seen that. No. no. Okay, Buried is a Ryan Reynolds movie and like Ryan Reynolds has probably not had the best career as far as like uh I mean we already talked about RIPD. Yeah. Uh we've talked about you know some of his rom-coms were bullshit and and but this was a bright spot in those years where he was putting out some bullshit man. Uh I'm going to Tupperware this movie. Buried is fantastic. Uh it starts off the entire movie is him in a coffin underground. Oh. The movie starts oh. there and the movie uh, it's there the entire time. I don't know if I can handle that honestly. Oh my god, you've got That's to watch the best part. Exactly. And and, and oh my god. Uh, yeah, he's in the coffin. Basically, he's unconscious and he wakes up there, and that's where the movie starts. Uh, it's him. He's got a cell phone. He's got a flashlight. He's got a lighter, 
and those are that's what he's got at his disposal. And you've got this movie where he's calling people and he's trying to trying to get him get him out of it. He's in a coffin underground in Iraq. He was part of a convoy. He was he's not a soldier. He was just doing some work. He's a truck driver in a convoy, and his convoy gets attacked. And then next thing you know, he's buried in a coffin underground. It's very claustrophobic. This is not Uma Thurman in Kill Bill Volume 2 where she punches her way out. Yeah. This is very claustrophobic. This movie – and Ryan Reynolds is fantastic in this movie. You, look, what do you have to say? I was going to say even the Kill Bill for five minutes made me claustrophobic. I, yeah. I, I'm getting sweaty just hearing you talk about this movie. Oh. <laughs> I think this is an experience. I think this is a, this is a must watch. Uh, I, I can't remember if I watched it on Hulu or if I watched it on Amazon Prime. Uh, I watched it on one of the two platforms. But um, I loved it. Another thing that I loved about this movie is it featured uh, one of my favorite character actors, um, Stephen Tobolowsky. Mm, yeah. He played Ned Ryerson in uh, Groundhog's Day. He's been a character actor in over 240 movies. Uh, I am a huge fan of Stephen Tobolowsky. Fellow podcaster. Uh, yeah, I, I listened to the, I've since I, I watched his film, The Primary Instinct, and I talked about that on, on my other podcast, Second Rate Superfans. Mm-hmm. Since then, I've been listening to the Tobolowsky files on, um, um, iTunes. I <laughs> couldn't think of it. It's like, we're on it. <laughs> but I've been listening to the Tobolowski Files. This is now my second favorite podcast. It's a great podcast. I've listened to episodes here and there. I've listened to the first 17 episodes. Um, and it is, so each episode's like about 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. And it's storytelling. It's just Stephen Tobolowski and storytelling and him telling stories about his life. And he's fascinating. He's so fascinating. And him showing up in this movie, I loved it even more just for that. And the part he plays, he's such a huge douchebag. <laughs> and uh, uh, Scott, what did you think about the movie, man? Oh, man. Um, you're right on the money. Uh, Tupperware all the way. It's it's a movie that sucks you right in. And you got to watch it in the dark, too. right? Turn off all the lights because... The only light thing you'll get is Ryan Reynolds in his, you know, lighter, his little <laughs> Zippo lighter. And it's in real time and you're just I watched it. Moment. Hey, I watched it in a fucking sleeping bag on my iPhone. I was oh. like, I want the full experience. Oh, man. Did you really? No, I'm fucking <laughs> No. No. I'm fucking with you. No. Well, regardless, you're on the edge of your seat for the 90 minutes and it's real time. He's got 90 minutes of air. So it's not one of those well, we're going to have a jump cut here, a jump cut there. You're right with him. Yeah. You know, mm. at 90 minutes, he's either going to get um, rescued or he's going to die. And you really feel that near the end of the movie, right? It's like, holy crap, he's got 20 minutes left? Yeah. Wow. You know? No, this 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 movie, dude, like, like you, god damn it. You got to watch it, man. You got to fucking watch this movie. I'm telling everybody to watch this movie. Scott says watch the movie. I say watch the movie. It's like once you hit the end of the, once you hit the oh, end of this man. movie, you're just going to be like, holy fucking shit, holy fucking uh, shit, yeah. It's is it streaming landing. somewhere? Is it streaming on like Prime or Netflix or? I believe it was on Prime. It? I think I watched it. Okay. On, I'm 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 ninety nine point nine percent sure it was on Amazon Prime. I'll find out. Hold so on. yeah, highly recommend. It's called Buried. 
Yeah, did you hear that? Who's the Thomas Comiskey? It's called Buried. <laughs> Short attention span. Ryan Reynolds, Buried Thomas. <laughs> Short attention span, son of a bitch. We love you, Thomas. He's a good guy. Um, next movie I wanted to talk about, I went and saw it in the theater uh, yesterday, solely with Tom Hanks. Uh, on Thursday, January 15th, 2009, the world witnessed the miracle on the Hudson. This is based on the true story. When Captain Chels- uh, Chesley Solenberger, nicknamed Sully, is portrayed by Tom Hanks, gl- uh, glided his disabled plane onto the frigid waters of the Hudson River, saving the lives of 155 aboard. However, even as Sully was being heralded by the public and the media for his unprecedented feat of aviation skill, an investigation was unfolding that threatened to destroy his reputation and career. Uh, this movie is directed by Clint Eastwood. Uh, it's written by Todd Kamarnicki and uh, Chesley Sullenberger himself. Uh, it's based on the book that he wrote, Highest Duty, uh, by uh, Chesley uh, Sullenberger. It stars Tom Hanks. Aaron Eckhart, Valerie Mahaffey, Delphi Harrington, Mike O'Malley. Remember fucking Mike O'Malley from that fucking sitcom? He was in a fucking sitcom. I, I do not know who this is. Uh, I know you talk. Yeah, he he's like the villain in it too. And he, what the hell was the name of the sitcom? Isn't he like just like Irish husband guy? Yeah, the, yeah. Well, he the was the the annoying uh, brother-in-law. Oh, and he always wears the hat, wore that, wore a yes. baseball cap. Right? Yeah, yeah. I, I can't remember the name of it. I used to actually watch it a little bit here and there. It was like on TBS or whatever the fuck. Uh, James Sheridan and Anna Gunn are also in this. Um, let me start off by saying this. Um, I wasn't the biggest fan of Clint Eastwood's last film, American Sniper. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. I think I gave it a taste it, maybe a high taste it at the most. Uh, I expected, you know, more from Clint Eastwood I, as a director, um, and I was worried that he was getting too old, or, um, and and so, I, I or he was just kind of like phoning it in on that film. Um, I also didn't feel like uh, American Sniper was one hundred percent historically a- historically accurate, um, but um, this movie is the exact opposite. Um, this movie is an accomplishment in my opinion. Uh, I'm going to give this a Tupperware, Mm. um, taking an event that happened in 2009, um, him, you know, gliding this airplane full of these people into the Hudson river. The event, it only took 208 seconds. This whole thing took 208 seconds. Yeah. And telling a story, and now, and now it's an hour and thirty six minutes. Telling this story, which shows the events leading up to the two hundred and eight seconds, and then the event itself, and then the events that took place afterwards, is a credit to the director and the writers and the actors. And um, they they show the event and the decision making of Sully for the very first time when you're about forty five minutes into the film, but they break it up. The second time you see the events, they don't break away from the event at all. Um, they, you're in the cockpit with Sully and the co-pilot of Aaron Eckhart. And they do it – and they do it, it – it's only for moments and it feels like you're watching like the event again. Mm-hmm. But just through like um, – through a different perspective this time. Yeah, because you've got all the facts. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. 
Um, the sounds in this movie are fantastic too. Um, it makes you feel like you're on a flight, like just those little things, like, uh, all the familiar sounds. Like when you fly, you, you hear the flight attendants telling you to, you know, buckle up for safety and blah, blah, blah. And the sounds that you hear when like the, the wheels come up off the plane and, and you hear the plane take flight for the first time, everything sounds like it, it feels like you're on a flight with them. And, it's just little attention to detail like that. Um, uh, I don't want to discount like the acting of Tom Hanks. He's fantastic in this movie. He moves you in the third art, the third act of this film with his speech. It moves you. Aaron Eckhart is great. And then, uh, the big breakout surprise for me was Michael O'Malley as the villain. <laughs> I mean, God damn it. Like this guy comes from like a sitcom background. Yes. Dear was the name of the yes, show. Yes. Dear. Yeah. Here he is playing like, you know, the big villain in this fucking movie. And he was fantastic. This movie's great. I, I highly recommend people see this in the theaters. Uh, it's a perfect length. It's an hour and a half. And that makes sense for an event that only took 208 seconds. Yeah, I'm surprised Clint Eastwood could make a movie less than two hours with what he's done with a lot of his other movies. So yeah. that's that's surprising to hear. You know, I loved Gran Torino. Um, and uh, I love Mystic River. Uh, what was the other one? Million Dollar Baby. I thought that was fantastic. Hillary yeah. Swank. I, I love that movie. American Sniper was just... Oh, yeah. I don't know. American Sniper. I wasn't a big fan of American I didn't like Sniper. it either. I didn't like it either. And uh, Did you see Mystic River? Have Mystic seen, River. I've never seen it. It's the one with it. Sean Penn. It's so uh-uh. good. Uh, Sean Brian, Penn. That's a great movie. Uh, Brian, did you see the, the Gran Torino advertisements in Times Square? On the scene when he's jogging through? No, I was too focused on the Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I didn't see that, really. I didn't see that. That's, a, that's an Easter egg. What were your... What was the... What was the theater like? Like, did you saw it on a Friday night, or did you? I saw it. Uh, I saw it on Friday at around four o'clock, and um, there was. I'd say the half of the theater was full, which surprised me. I went at four o'clock so I could kind of like be alone, and I'd say half of the theater was actually full. Wow! So I was surprised. I saw it. Uh, I saw it like an early afternoon show today, and I was surprised at how many people were there as well. I also was. Compl- I was absolutely probably twenty years younger than everybody else that was there. Like yeah. it was a theater half filled with older folks that were going to see it, or maybe had knew about the book or whatever. Well, what did you? Um, th- what did you think about it, man? Um, you know, I I, I would have to say like. I, it, the movie is not for me. Like I would have never seen this otherwise. I saw that you posted on Facebook last night, and I, I got your message, and mm-hmm. I wanted to see it so that we could talk about it. Yeah. But I like I would normally avoid a movie like that, like Jake's favorite, uh, the Thirty Three, or like One Hundred Twenty Seven Hours, or United Ninety Three. Like I tend to avoid the movies where like I know that it worked out, or I know how it ended, or it's just like too stressful for me mm-hmm. and i'm a super anxious flyer as well and that started to get to me because like you said it was very immersive and like yeah. you feel like you're on flight um and i did laugh and i, I thought you know i knew i was going to talk to you guys later today about it um when jimmy olsen from superman returns shows up to like try to catch the flight mm. i immediately think that we're going to get a superman landing into the uh baseball stadium mm-hmm. uh, that was going to take place did you notice that the dude like the dude that was the three guys that were uh, yeah i love that i love that actor he was uh yeah. i'm a big fan of his he was in a uh, another brandon him and brandon routh did another movie together uh dylan dog 
Um, and I saw that in the theater. He also was in a, involved in a TV show that was on sci-fi that it lasted three seasons. It was called Being Human, and he played a werewolf. I'm a big fan of that actor. I think he's fantastic. Um, I re- my favorite scene was uh, as good as um, – I really liked the Michael Rappaport bartender scene. I thought that was great. Yeah, yeah. Um, but oh, did you, hey, did you love the – hold on. Did you love the shot that he gave him? Yes, the uh, very gray goose with a splash of water. Yes, that was <laughs> clever. The the, the plane and, uh, the plane went down. Yeah, the plane went down because the birds flew into the into the uh, engines, <laughs> and uh, so they created a shot called the Sully, and it's a gray goose with a splash of water. That's hilarious. And I thought that was just I thought that was really funny. <laughs> I wanted to ask you too if you thought at all like the only thing that took me out of the movie was the. Uh, the convenience of the delivery of the left engine report, like right at the moment when it needed to happen, it happened. And I thought that was a, a kind of a bit of a stretch, but I, I let that go. Ultimately, I would probably would, would, I would probably just give this movie a taste it. I thought that it was, I thought Hang's performance was dynamite. And I thought like, he's always great. He was perfect for this. And I thought that it was definitely like a theater movie. So I am glad that I saw it because it would be something I think that would not be as immersive or you wouldn't get the full effect, you know, watching it at home. Yeah. I think you're crazy with your taste at rating, though, man. I loved it. I thought it was fantastic, man. I fucking loved it. I thought it was so good. I thought it was – I loved it. I was was totally engaged. I thought it was a good, like, human story. But it just – like, there was something about it. I don't know. I guess it was weird seeing – this thing that I already knew worked out kind of play out and I sort of was waiting on a conflict or a turn or maybe something that I didn't know about the story and it never really came. And I also wanted more from some of the supporting characters. Like I, w- I wanted a little bit more from like Laura Linney, a little bit more from maybe the, the air traffic control guy and the, uh, the boat operator. I know yeah, it was a portrait just, of this guy. And for me, happened, it was I, just I a little more. It's a, it's it's just amazing. Uh, something that only t- that lasted two hundred and eight seconds, and the, the way that that uh, Clint Eastwood breaks this down, I just thought it was brilliant. And you get the scene twice. You get the scene twice, but the second time you watch it, you get it from a completely different perspective. And I thought that it was like you're in the cockpit with them, but on the flip side, everybody is in the courtroom listening to it. And I was just like, wow, this is this is really. really really good storytelling and I, I i i loved it i thought it was fantastic i feel like this is I, a- I, I did think that was really cool seeing that whole process what yeah. you described like the ending did like it took it took it to a whole new level and like seeing the sort of behind the scenes piece of how they would deal with something like that was was definitely interesting yeah yeah i don't know man i for me it's i guess i guess it, i i like something to fill in the blanks Sometimes, like we we saw this play out in the news, we knew how it all turned out and everything. Mm-hmm. But like seeing this movie, it kind of filled in the blanks. Like you got to see like uh, phone conversations between him and his wife. Like who was the first person he called after this happened? It was his wife. Yeah, he was on the phone with her, and he's like trying to say, "Honey, listen, turn on the TV. I gotta go, but I'm fine. I'm fine." And that's the stuff that you don't get from like watching like CNN or watching like the morning show or the Today Show or whatever the fuck. Yeah, you don't get the human element. You don't get the human element, and I think Tom Hanks b- pulled it off brilliantly, and he 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 embodied this character. And um, Tom God, Hanks is so good. God well, damn name a good. bad Tom Hanks movie. Oh yeah. I have a hard time doing that. Yeah, it's imp- even the ones that are cheesy are, yeah. are great. Yeah. So. What do you think Silver of the volcano? Yeah. 
I love Joe versus the volcano. Yeah, I was just uh, Captain Phillips too, right? It was kind of a concurrent thing where it's like a recent current event deal where he's the hero and, yeah. and takes care of business. Um, what did you think of the opening scene? Uh, let's see here. I'm trying to remember. Uh, refresh like my it memory. Was like the uh, he has those PTSD sort of uh, daydream. Yeah, moments. yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think I think that might have been helped um, if had I read the book, but I think they're just. I, it's probably in the book. I, I'm sure that these guy that this guy was having those dreams. Yeah, it sounds like that kind of thing just shows you the, the mental state that this character is in yeah. from what happened. Right. So. Yeah, it really is an extraordinary story. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah and just like, only, just like just like being on a goddamn flight, like that would must have been terrifying. Just like PTSD, it's like the only person he felt like he could really relate to was his co-pilot. Mm-hmm. That's like like that night that they go out for that walk when they both couldn't sleep. Yeah, I was just like they were. They're out in the, the chilly wind and in New York City, and they're talking together. And it's like they're the only ones that can like talk to each other because like they're the only the only ones that can relate to like what happened in that fucking cockpit and the decisions that they made and and things like that. I just I thought it was a I thought it was a, a very very well done movie that I think if you give this to a less competent director, they would not be able to pull this off. Yeah. I think it was a masterful – I think pulling this movie off for Clint Eastwood, it's masterful. You could have given this to some other directors and they're going to butcher this fucking movie, even with Tom Hanks. So I, I really want to see it. I, I, I was planning on it and life kind of got in the way, but it's definitely on my list of movies I have to see. So I'm definitely going to check this out at some point. All right, I think we are done with good pop, bad pop, so we're going to take a. Quick, I got something small, real quick, real quick, because we're running like a little over an hour. So, oh, we'll stop it and come back. We'll come back to it. Yeah. Okay, we'll be right back. Baking pancakes, making bacon pancakes. Take some bacon and I'll put it in a pancake. Baking pancakes, that's what it's gonna make. Bacon pancakes. Baking pancakes, making bacon pancakes. Take some bacon and I'll put it in a pancake. All right. Hey, Jake, we learned a little bit of something because I don't want to hear anything about fucking Correction Tuesdays. Yes. Quick fact checking. You can watch Buried on Hulu Plus. Boom. On their streaming movies. There we go. So fuck off. Stop stop your little. I know somebody's tweeting in right now. Hey, you can watch Buried on Hulu. Go fuck yourself. (laughs) I'm going to bury you, you son of a bitch. If you keep clickety clacking on your fucking Twitter and all that crap. I might try to watch it and see if I'm not too claustrophobic. Oh, Jake, I don't know. The movie really does put you in a claustrophobic state. I mean, if you couldn't handle uh, Kill Bill Volume 2, yeah. dude, this is gonna it's gonna kick your ass. I'm gonna try. I, I do want to know how that ends up. Oh, God, you gotta watch it. You gotta <laughs> yeah, watch it. Definitely have to check this out. Stick the landing. It's awesome. Yeah, it's on Hulu Plus, so definitely check it out. Yeah, hey, you know what, guys? You know what? I'm gonna thank, I'm gonna thank, you know what? I'm gonna thank all three of you right now. You guys are donating to Patreon, and you guys are on here, and you know what? You know what? We went, I think we went above and beyond on Patreon. This was only supposed to be like a uh, fucking like a 45 minute to an hour thing, and you know what? You're getting your money's worth, I'm saying. I mean, you're on a full fucking episode if you wanna be. 
Woo-hoo. Oh, totally. Yeah, you, you guys got it better than some people that paid more. Cool. <laughs> pretty sweet. I, and I, I got a I got a movie recommendation featuring a vibrator up a guy's ass with getting his dick cut off, and that never would have happened. Yeah, you, you should never up your donation for that. <laughs> Quality filmmaking, right there, Jake. I can choose between that and the claustrophobia movie. Uh, Jake, you got one more thing for Good Pop. Yeah, I got a real quick Good Pop, Bad Pop. Um, This week, DC Comics commissioned one of my favorite musicians, uh, Regina Spector, to make a Spotify playlist to celebrate Wonder Woman's 75th anniversary. So they gave her, they gave her the choice to decide what songs best represented Wonder Woman in her mind. And she made a uh, 15 song Spotify playlist. Um, If you have Spotify, it's a free app. You can download it. Just search for Wonder Woman 75. And um, I've listened to this playlist. It is an absolute Tupperware for me. I saved it. Um, It's got like Bjork on it and Ella Fitzgerald and Billie Holiday and uh, Cyndi Lauper and Tori Amos. And just a, lots of good songs. Like half of oh, them. Are, yeah, girls just want to have fun on that fucking thing. Girls just not girls just want to have fun. No, they do time after time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, like half the songs are songs I'm already a big fan of, and and the other half are stuff I've never heard before that I, I really enjoyed. So nice, great playlist. Um, it's really cool that they picked someone outside of the box to do this playlist instead of just like, hey, you know, Britney Spears, yeah. pick, make the 75th anniversary Wonder Woman. Playlist. You know, you know. When when Dan West is in the garage, yeah, yes. and he's bapping those titties around. This is the Spotify he's got playing on in the background, man. It would be a great. I mean, you really keep pace bapping those titties with this <laughs> with this playlist. Fucking Dan West on the old titty speed bag, just going to town. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and it really like there's some songs where he can speed bag really fast. There's some where he can kind of take a breather and slow <laughs> right. it down a little bit. Right. Like it, it's great. It's not yeah. just one tempo. Yeah, he's he, a little, little bit of slow dance with the old fists when he's uh, <laughs> when he's bapping around the old areolas. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I want to. Um, we, we were during the break. We were. Yeah. Scott was telling us he has a list of movies that you have to watch to become a man. I'd like. I'd like to hear some of these movies before we jump to news. Yeah, uh, Janine. Hopefully, you haven't seen any of these. We don't want. We don't. Just, I think the key is I just. Mean, I don't know. Just pick one to not watch, so you don't fully make the transformation. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Okay. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Uh, can I give a little? Uh, I kind of have to get a little bit of a history to it, though, because I've been listening to, you know, your second-rate superfans, and in episode one, I, I almost passed out when I heard that. Um, people hadn't watched Rocky. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Rocky. Yeah, fucking, fucking Rocky. Yeah, you got to watch Rocky. So it just reminded me, and I was going to send in a list, and I, and I made the list, on, and it's not a complete list. I'm sure that there are some things that are missing. Uh, I actually just added Band of the Hand to it. Um, thank you for reminding me, Cody. But true story: when my son was um, 12, he came over, and I actually did cite him down, and I said today. Uh, Austin, we are going to watch some movies that you need to know in order to be a man. And these are movies that are highly quotable, um, that are just part of everyday life. Everybody knows what they are, and you have to watch them. And Rocky's on that list. Um, So I'm going to go over some of them. Um, What would you think the number one movie I had written down that you have to watch, you have to have some context with in order to be a man? 
I, you know, I've got a guess. Jake, do you have a guess? Mm, not, not right yet. I'm going to say, like, one of the biggest influences is my, and it might be on the list, but it might not be your number one. I'm hoping it made the list. But one of the movies that I live my life by this guy's quotes, and his name is Mr. Jack Burton. Big Trouble in Little China. Mm. Oh, awesome. On the list, not number one, but very good. I would put They Live on that list. Oh, it's not on the list, but a good choice. Fucking great job. That's one of my favorite John. great film. Thank you, Janine. It is a phenomenal film. Roddy Roddy Piper. John Carpenter. Yes, yes, excellent show. Um, the first movie that I you know what I'm all, I'm already seeing some fucking uh, some holes in your list here, Scott. <laughs> well, I, I, put together, I, I put it together about thirty minutes ago, but we <laughs> everything that's on this piece of paper, my son and I have watched the first movie. And I'm sorry, but for me, it, it's Caddyshack. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. If you're gonna run for yeah, office, and you knock on my door, I'm gonna say, can you quote a line from Caddyshack? And if you can't, you're not getting my fucking vote. Done. Get, get out of my right? fucking yard. Get out of my fucking yard, asshole. <laughs> Just don't watch Caddyshack 2 because you lose your dick the minute you watch that. Oh, God. No, that is not on the list. So that's number one. Uh, number two, by the way, this is getting a limited release here in Florida. Uh, I have Blazing Saddles. Yes. Oh, yes. Thank you. God, I watch Blazing Saddles. Yes. Um, brilliant movie. Um, Brian may not like this next one, um, but it's on my list. Uh, that's the Blues Brothers, number uh, one. What are you talking no, about? Blues Brothers, number one. What do you? Th- I love because you gave me shit about the animated Blues Brothers cartoon. And I'm like, bring it, and you're like, oh god, it's terrible. No, 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 no. Here's the thing. I love the Blues Brothers. I don't like anything else Blues Brothers related that does not have John Belushi involved in the project. Um, I tell you. Blues Brothers 2000, I boycotted that film. Yeah, me too. Still never seen it. I've never seen it. I will never see it because I I love Blues Brothers. The music from that movie is phenomenal. And by the way, if you you ever get a chance to pick up, it's called the Blues Brothers Band. They actually have a band that goes out without Dan Aykroyd because Dan Aykroyd cannot sing. I'm sorry. Um, Neither can Jim Belushi either. But these guys... John Belushi. Well, Jim Belushi took over for Oh, him. that's mm-hmm. right. That's right. Okay. John brother. actually had a pretty decent voice. If you listen to Briefcase Full of Blues, he's pretty good. Yeah. Um, God but, damn it. Hey, hey hold on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw this out there. Can you imagine if we would have gotten the original Ghostbusters with John Belushi? Yeah. Who would he replace, though? John Belushi was supposed to be in there. Uh, they also yeah. had Eddie Murphy yeah. as one of the Blues brothers. I can't think... I know that... Um, yeah, because once Eddie Murphy wasn't going to be in it, that's when they wrote away Ray's character. Right. Yep. Yeah, because cool. the screenplay that... Um, oh, I'm forgetting the actor's name. That is, is in the ghost... Say again? Well, Dan Aykroyd wrote the original treatment, and it was actually supposed to take place in like the future, and they were chasing ghosts, and that got... No, they away. were in space. Yeah, right. They were in space, and it was... Uh, and then uh, I think what then it was like Harold Ramis got a hold of it. Oh, Ernie Hudson. When Ernie Hudson first got his screenplay, it was what Eddie Murphy would have had, and he was in it so much more. And then when he yeah. got on set, he was like, what the hell happened to this role? Yeah, that's true. Ah, back to these movies that uh, prove <laughs> that you have a penis. Come on. Absolutely. Now, I had to wait to he's a little bit older, but you have to watch Animal House. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Love that you movie. have to watch that. Toga. I, I was in... Uh, 
I actually joined a fraternity when I was in college, and uh, you go through Hell Week. I don't know if anybody else has done this, but you go through Hell Week, and everybody does it. And we all watched Animal House. A different meeting for me after that. Um, next on the list, I have uh, Vacation, the original one, the first one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good Big one. Big fan there. Um, still one of the scariest movies of all time, one of the most quotable movies of all time. That's Jaws. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Gotta watch Jaws. You know what's great about Jaws is it's still... Um, I don't want to put it. I can't remember. It's getting late. Uh, it still stands today. I mean, you could still watch that, and it holds up. That's what I was going to say. It holds up. Um, and then the stories you watch behind the scenes on on Jaws. Is are you are amazing. you bitching about the time? Is it past your bedtime, Angela Lansbury? <laughs> hey, are you now? Hold on. It's fucking. When you it's get it's up in the middle of the night, and you have to pee every night. You and I could talk. All right. Jesus Christ! <laughs> you got the your bladder the size of a grape nut. What the fuck is going on over there, Scott? Yeah. Well, you put ten more years on you, buddy, and give me a call and go. You were right. Shady. I'm just saying it's 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 <laughs> fucking nine o'clock there, Scott. It's nine o'clock. Hey, all right. Yeah, no, hey. I, I don't want to hear about how you haven't been able to watch Saturday Night Live in like the past twenty <laughs> past twenty years because I DVR that shit and then I get up in the morning and watch it. All right, all right. That's how I do it too. To be you fair, have every right to give me shit. I take it, sir. Here he is. Um, here he is talking about movies that make you a man, and yet it's fucking nine o'clock and he's ready to go to bed. Yeah, I can't finish this list. It's <laughs> nine night time. <laughs> oh, you too shall see. All right. The the list is emasculating you. That's that's not that's not what we were going for. No. All right. Uh, the next one I've got in is the original Halloween with uh, the John Carpenter version. I have yeah. that. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, and right in line with that is the uh, Thing, the John Carpenter movie, The Thing. You have to watch that. Absolutely. Rocky one through four. You could stop at four. Yes. <laughs> stop Rocky four in the theater um and that was an amazing experience because in the fight everybody was into it and they were all screaming and yelling and shouting and rocky lands a punch yeah and it's just one of those movies that wow that that was great um godfather all three of them gotta watch them no just the first two skip the third one the third I was waiting for some Pacino. I was waiting for some Pacino. That was good. <laughs> uh, Star Wars trilogy, no joke there. That's fine. Raiders, fine. Back to the Future, you're right. you got to watch all three of those. Um, you know what's interesting about Back to the Future is that I saw two in the theater, and I loved it. Yeah. But, you know, after you go through all three of the movies, I, I can better appreciate two now after seeing three and it's probably my favorite of the trilogy. I think it's my favorite, that one in the middle, because it's just so brilliantly put together. And all the things that it that it leads to back to the first one and leading up to the second one is great. First one's the best uh, by first far. First one is the best by far, absolutely. All right. <laughs> we agree to disagree as I get fall asleep here. Uh, Terminator <laughs> oh, Jesus. 1 No, you're making I'm me feel kidding, bad. Man. I'm kidding. No, you're making me feel bad. You're oh, making me feel, feel bad. bad. Like, bringing in, I'm tired. Like, we're not enough entertainment for you. You've been oh listening since, yeah, Brandon McLean is pissed off that you've been listening since episode whatever the fuck. And now, and now you're ready to fucking go nine-eye on us. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's like four, it's like 4 a.m. in Indonesia. So you gotta, uh, 
We gotta step it up here, Scott. I'm with you. I'm got it. I can't. Fuck. I can't even make a joke. God damn it. (laughs) Superman one and two. You could stop. Yes. Thank you. Uh, Wrath of Khan. Yeah, absolutely. Star Trek two. Wrath of Khan. Uh, I have Ferris Bueller. Got to be able to quote Bueller. Um, I've got uh, Alien and Aliens. RoboCop. Hey, can we stop at the Alien Aliens thing? Yes. John Hawksby was giving you some shit this week about fucking enjoying uh, Alien more than Aliens, Jake. Yeah, I saw that. I'm going to back you up, man. Alien is better than Aliens. Yeah, and I they're both Tupperware movies. Absolutely. Like, I love yeah. Aliens, too. Yeah. But Alien 1 is just, it's unfucking believable I agree. I agree. But I will not agree with you that Terminator was better than T2. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. <laughs> but I got your back on Aliens. When alien. I was a kid and Alien came out, everybody was talking about it because it scared the shit out of everybody. It was, you know, it was something new in horror. Yeah. Right? Everybody, you know, outer, outer space stuff. I had not seen the movie, and I was having nightmares about the movie. And they had, um, the there was like a 15-inch doll of the Alien. You remember that doll? Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. They, they, it, yeah. It, it was. They actually had to stop selling it, didn't they? Because it was like mothers were getting freaked out about it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was terrified. I knew where that doll lived in the toy store. I could not go down the aisle because <laughs> that doll was there, and it just scared the shit out of me. Wow. And, so and no, I, okay, number one, you fucking fall asleep at nine o'clock. Number two, you're a huge pussy. What the fuck <laughs> is going on here, Scott? When you're, when you're ten years old and you're hearing stories about people. Aliens and monsters busting out of people's chests and yeah. shit. You get a little, get a little scared. No, you're right, dude. There was some shit back then. I went, when I was 12 years old. I watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre for the first time after my parents fell asleep, and I watched it. The 19, it was like the 1970s version. Oh yeah, of Texas Chainsaw, and uh, I was watching it uh, in the middle of the night when my parents fell asleep, and I woke up like the next day like a changed person it scared the shit out of me man <laughs> it was low budget fucking uh, indie horror and uh, it fucking changed me man but on the flip side it's like I love that movie so yep um the first Matrix you gotta watch that stop there some... yep stop there um I put Tron in so that's good yeah what'd uh, you think Goody. of Tron hey what'd you think of Tron Legacy I thought it was alright I actually enjoyed it. I liked it a lot too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it. it, it I guess I wasn't too stoked for it, but so I enjoyed it. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't I'm gonna you know get too excited about. Did you it. watch it, it right. in 3D? I did not. I you bet it was awesome. In 3D. It was amazing in 3D. I'll have to get the 3D glasses out yeah. here at home. I'm actually one of those assholes that has a 3D TV, mm. and uh, we'll check it out. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> Goonies is another yeah. one. Oh yeah. Gotta fucking watch the Goonies. Oh, um, thanks for reminding me. What? Uh, the the jerk is up there. Oh sure. yeah. Oh god. I watched All that I with need... my parents for the first time. My parents were the ones that introduced me to the jerk, and they were like, "You gotta watch this movie. It's so funny." And I watched it, and I was like, "It it." I think that movie ruined me because like Judd Apatow movies just never could live up to that. Yeah, I could see that. I and could see that. So, some of them, as good as they were, just could never live up to that. I think like they take all the Apatow films, kind of like take their ex, uh, like their inspiration from The Jerk. So, yep. No, I, I agree. All I need is uh, is this uh, is this chair. 
That's all I need. <laughs> In this ashtray, that's all I need. That's all I need. Um, uh, Raiders, uh, the first three, stop there. Um, and now I'm adding, uh, you reminded me of Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah. I'm, I'm not a big fan of a reboot. Um, I'm no. actually not a big fan of most of these reboots. Um, but um, that is what it is. And I'll, in honor of uh, Mr. Roberts, I'll throw in Band of the Hand. Um, and you know what I'm interested in? What uh, what other things should be on this list of things that uh, you need to watch in order to be a man? Yeah. Hey, Janine, Janine, let's, uh, let's hear from Janine. Her way in, right? Well, well uh, based on your list, you can start calling me John. Um Wow. Holy shit. Oh, yeah. We have gone through. No, holy shit. We have gone through a fucking sexual transformation here. <laughs> we got John Dolling on the show now. All right, John. John. What, wait, is there. No, honestly, is there anything that you would add to this list, Janine? Oh, man. Um, no, I mean, like, you hit, like, all the, all the major notes, like, especially the Terminator films, Raiders. Um,. Indiana Jones. Star Wars. Star Wars, of course. Um, All right, John, we're done with you. Moving on. Cody. Fine. (laughs) (laughs) Would you add anything, Cody? Um, I'm trying to think. Some of them are kind of a gateway drug to these other movies. Like Godfather would be the Pacino gateway to like Scarface or Serpico or Dog Day Afternoon. Dog Day Afternoon. Oh, man. You're right. You'd have have the the Stallone Rocky gateway to like Rambo and Mm. uh, uh, Over the Top. (laughs) That might be one, right? Yes. Uh, The original Red Dawn. Maybe give me some. You guys mentioned Eddie Murphy a couple times, but I don't know if I heard a movie. So like Coming to America or – uh, raw or delirious for me, um, for sure. Like I heard words I'd never heard before when I when I saw that. And uh, uh, the uh, maybe uh, like when I was a kid, at least back to like the video store, or whatever. You weren't a man until you saw one of these Faces of Death films. Like I know it's a different it's a different direction, but like when yeah. I was literally like, you're not man enough until you see one of these, and I wanted nothing to do with that. Um, you guys mentioned Alien. That scared the shit out of me big time. Maybe Predator. That was the Predator. other one. That was, that was sticking yeah. out, like, too. Yeah. Do you have what it takes to, you know, to, to try to get a good night's sleep after watching one of those when you were a kid? And, uh, man, I don't know. That's fun to think about. Uh, yeah. That's a pretty pretty damn good uh, list, Scott. Well, well, thanks. And, again, I think it's um, – these are all iconic films that you have to have some connection to in your life so that when people start talking about those things um, and start making quotes like, get to the chopper, you go, oh, hey, yeah, Predator, get it, right? So I think it's just really, really important to be grounded in that way. And again, it was just... I'm sure that uh, they're all great guys. I've listened to every episode. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. Here's the thing. I guarantee you, like, with your list... I guarantee you, like, they've barely scraped the surface, maybe 10%. And if we were living in the world where this was, like, the this is the list that makes you a man, I guarantee you, if they look down in their fucking jeans, they're looking at a Kendall dick. They're, <laughs> they're looking at you a Kendall. You know Ken- what else? What? I, I, would wa- I would wager, what are the odds that they've seen a, a Bruce Lee film? We left him out, too. Like, Hold- the Dragon with oh, yes. Chuck right. Norris. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. Until you've seen That's Bruce true. Lee give yeah. Chuck Norris a broken arm, you're not, a you know, on film, then... Uh, you know, 
You're right. not a man, I guess. Well, I, you know no, what? No, and and, right. and when you go from Bruce Lee, you go you go from Chuck Norris, and then then I, I'm even throwing Jean Claude Van Damme in there. Oh yeah, yeah. You Blood gotta, Sport. You, you gotta watch Blood Johnson. Blood Sport. Uh, kickboxer. Uh, you know, from there, like, if you want to get even to, uh, like, more modern times, you got to watch The Raid. Mm. You got to oh, watch. I was going to put that on there, but uh, yeah. it's almost too modern. You got to watch The Raid. You got to watch The Raid, too. But I- I'm telling you, to be a man, you got to get into this shit, man. I feel like another I- must add to this list is Full Metal Jacket. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, the first half. Oh, the second yeah. half's fantastic. I too. hate the second half of that fucking film. Oh, I love it. I was gonna put um, I was gonna put Apocalypse Now on there because I think that that's right up there as well. But that's a tough watch. That's a tough three hours to sit through. Yeah, just have him look at the ceiling fan for five minutes. He'll get it. <laughs> <laughs> what about putting like the Expendables on that list? Like at least the first two. Because I love those movies. Yeah, I think I think they're too modern. I think. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess if we're gonna go modern, but I, but on the flip side, it's like Janine. I agree with you. It's like I think those are a love letter to. Those movies are a love letter to everything that we love about those other films, though. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, maybe, maybe Total Recall. I mean, that to me, that's my favorite oh, Schwarzenegger God. film. Oh, that's true. Yeah, you could probably put almost every Arnold Schwarzenegger movie on the list. Mm, uh, you could last, skip out Last Action, last action Hero. Hero. <laughs> Guilty pleasure for Last Action Hero. Oh God, no, 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 no! I went go back. Let's go back to 1993 when Schwarzenegger every year came out with a summer blockbuster that was just huge, and then we're waiting for that R-rated Schwarzenegger movie for 1993. What do we get? The same year that Jurassic Park comes out. Same day that Jurassic Park. Exactly. What do we get? Last Action Hero. You can look back on it with nostalgia, but if I remember that year. I wanted another R-rated Schwarzenegger film. I, I didn't want to see fucking uh, him talking to cartoon cats and all this other bullshit. I mean, that's what he was known for. 1990, we got Total Recall. 1991, we got Terminator 2. Mm-hmm. I was ready for 1993 to be another R-rated Schwarzenegger film. And you can look back on that movie and be like, ah, oh, it's cute or whatever. But I remember, like, 1993 for me, he fucking let me down that year. Yeah, yeah, last section. Was, was True Lies right after that, though? True Lies was 1994, I believe. Yeah. And then I'm, Eraser, which was also shitty, was after that, 95. Yeah, and then the, yeah, uh, yeah. Eraser was it's, shitty. I'm not a big True Lies fan either, I got to tell you. True Lies, I thought, was excellent action. Yeah, it's t- the comedy. Tom Arnold annoys the fucking piss out of me. We got some scenes out of we got some scenes out of uh, True Lies, like with the horse and stuff like that. Yeah. That, like, that reminded me of like fucking like classic Steve McQueen action. Yeah. And I loved that. You know, like That's when he another one. You when, add him to the list. You oh, you gotta bullet. add like fucking, bullet. Bullet uh, is awesome. Uh, great I escape. didn't know how the I great escape. escape. The yeah. great escape is the greatest Steve McQueen movie ever made. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, and then uh, you got to follow it up. You got to chase it with the uh, the Simpsons Millhouse. Uh, you know, the ball bouncing scene against the prison uh, wall. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You watch all these movies, and you'll get a whole new love for the Simpsons. That's for sure. I was going to throw Magnificent Seven on there, the original. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. That's that a, awesome. That's well. a great movie. And um, I don't know if I don't know if I'm worried about the this. I don't know if I'm worried about the reboot. I really don't know. I, I think I, I guess I, I was at one time, but 
I'm, we're dealing with a really good director here, Antoine Fuqua. Yeah, great director, great, great director. cast. And he's working with Denzel. Wa- yeah, he's working so, with Denzel Washington again, who he's worked with in the past. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've worked together on uh, The Equalizer. Training Day. Training Day. I mean, they're back together again, and you're throwing Chris Pratt into this. I think right. it's going to be a good movie, but it's like on the flip side, like I love that original cast of Steve McQueen. I, I love Charles Bronson in that movie. This is going to be it's going to it's going to be interesting to see if this movie lives up to the original. And I think it, there's there's been enough time too. Right? I think it's so a, it's a not movie like right. It came yep. out 20 years ago, it's a lot longer than that. Yeah. So there's been a lot more distance in people's memory around the movie itself. Right. Yeah, there's going to be most of the I mean, most of my cast and second-rate super fans won't, won't even realize that this is a reboot. They'll think it's a new movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a new IP. This is great. This is so awesome. Exactly. How they make a sequel? Exactly. Are they all going to live at the end? I hope so. <laughs> and not only that, but Seven Samurai, right? Kurosawa before that. Oh, yeah. Kurosawa. So, um, have any of you seen a trailer for this in front of anything yet? The new Magnificent Seven? I have. Oh, I, I have. saw it today. Yeah. I saw it today. Yeah. I saw it in front of uh, Suicide Squad. Yeah, okay. I've seen it. Actually, I've seen it two or three times. I've seen it multiple times too. It looks good. Yeah, so. I must have, man. I must. I missed that. I feel like I haven't seen it, but I saw Suicide Squad. Saw <laughs> there is no Rotten Tomatoes rating yet, so we'll see. We'll see in about a week or two when it comes out. <laughs> I guys, I cannot wait for Blair Witch next week. A hundred percent, hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. How many critics Ooh. though? I don't know, but I, honestly, I think it should have enough critics that were at San Diego Comic Con. Yeah. All the critics that were at San Diego Comic-Con got to watch this. They thought they were going to go in and see a movie called The Woods. It was called The Woods. And all of a sudden they realized throughout this movie that they're watching a requel of The Blair Witch. So The Book of Shadows has been completely erased. Mm. And this is a proper sequel to The Blair Witch. And it's got 100% on Rotten Tomatoes right now. I'm sure it'll drop a little bit. But, man, it's it sure sounds fucking promising. And all the buzz that I heard coming out of San Diego Comic-Con is that you have to see this fucking movie. Uh, the trailer is fantastic for it. Yeah. So I, I'm definitely excited. We'll be there. All right, all right. Hey, um, yeah, I'll definitely check this out. Are you guys ready to move on to news? Because like we've been you just bet. yammering on about bullshit. It's good bullshit, though. Was that fun. was that was good, man. Who, who are good you to bullshit. judge what's good bullshit? It's my bullshit, so I get to judge it. Okay, all right, fuck it. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> you win this round, Scott Shooty. Well, thank you very much. Well, we're even. You'll have next round when he's asleep. <laughs> Scott, Scott's just thinking about Scott's, myself. Scott's just thinking about what fucking uh, sleep number he's going to choose tonight. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to the pop culture leftovers news. The snooze. Yeah, 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 read all about it. It's a leftover news, and there's no doubt about it. This news is gangster as fuck, yo. It's gangster as fuck, yo. <laughs> pop culture leftovers news. The snooze yeah. with Scott Shooty. Hey, what is what was that? What, Sorry, hey, what? what is your sleep number, man? <laughs> I don't have a sleep number, bed. <laughs> He's got one of those fucking memory foams. It just remembers. You got that cool gel Tempur-Pedic? No, Ooh. I have a, I have Whoa. a pillow top. Whoa, pillow Janine. <laughs> Janine busting out the cool temp- Tempur-Pedic. <laughs> Holy shit, Not man. Not a fan. Those are too hot. Those are too hot. All right, guys, let's talk about some news this week. Real quick, in quick news, Super Troopers 2 is starting to film. 
I think this got some help uh, with uh, Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I don't. Did they pay for distribution on Kickstarter? Uh, yes. Yeah, I don't think they paid for like the budget of the actual film. I think this was just for distribution rights. But uh, I also found out that they're filming, and uh, my boy Tyler Labine has joined the cast, and I am fucking thrilled. Cannot wait for Super Troopers two. I know Jake, you're not a fan. No. Uh, is anybody else a fan of the original Super Troopers? Oh, I like yeah. that. Yeah. Hey, uh, all at once, who, who's a fan? <laughs> hey, guys, in unison, who's a fan? <laughs> Hold on. Hey, all right, let's go. Let's go down the list. Cody, are you a fan? Yeah, I was a fan of the original. Right on, sure. Scott Shooty. Talk to me. What? <laughs> Wake what? up! I agree with Scott. <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> no, I'm not a fan of the original. Oh God! Fuck off! All right. Janine. Yes, I'm a fan. Yes. So uh, three against two. (laughs) Fucking the two old men, the two grumpy old pieces of shit that don't like funny comedy. Yeah, yeah. I like funny comedy. No, it was funny. It's funny. I like it. I love the broken lizard comedy troupe. These guys are really good. I enjoy them. After Super Troopers, I refuse to watch anything they did. So no oh, yeah. no beer fest or any of that other shit for me after beer that. fest was funny I enjoyed it but nothing 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 beat the original yeah well then that's why I didn't move on <laughs> Jesus Club Dread was pretty uh, forgettable I think beer fest was better than Club Dread yeah but yeah I'm with you on that Super Troopers was definitely the best uh, the best outing yeah it was and I I don't know if Super True I, honestly I'm getting sick of comedy sequels. I mean, Dumber and Dumber 2 was absolutely garbage. Yeah. That was horrific. That was horrible. So comedy sequels, and I never even watched Anchorman 2. Uh, I didn't watch Zoolander 2. No, me neither. It's like some, I, I just know what I'm they getting in. It's not good. Yeah. Oh, Zoolander 1 is great. I didn't like Zoolander no, 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 I'm 1. I'm saying Anchorman oh. 2 and Zoolander 2 were both bad. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I didn't like, I didn't like Zoolander 1. Oh, I love Zoolander 1. I loved Anchorman 1, though. Did you guys review? Did you review Neighbors Two? You guys were kind of indifferent. I did. Brian saw it. Yeah. Didn't you see it? No. I. Uh, it was great. I thought it. I thought it was a good sequel. Yeah. As far as sequels go, it looked good. The trailer looked fantastic. All right, guys. Like they uh, po- did the poster and made it look like Civil War. If you look at the poster, put it to Civil War. It's the same same kind of pose. Oh, that's funny. I did not notice that. Yeah, take a look at the poster. It's exactly a rip <laughs> off of the Civil War poster. Nice. Uh, guys, if you're a fan of Indiana Jones, then check uh, this out. Artist Patrick Shunmaker has been making an Indiana Jones animated fan film for the last five years and is teasing its release on September 29th of this year. It comes out online. <laughs> Indiana Jones and the legal rights struggle. What's it going to be called? <laughs> That's, you know what? <laughs> That's fucking, it's weird that you mentioned that. Yeah. It's like, cause like we were actually at one time going to interview a guy that was going to do a uh, Indiana Jones Kickstarter. Oh yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Me and Jake and uh, we were going to interview this guy. He was going to do a uh, Indiana Jones Kickstarter film and hey, somebody, Somebody, Somebody your, your microwave is yeah. done. Your ramen noodles are, are finished. Your, your cheese whiz is good to go. You can eat those nachos now. <laughs> <laughs> is this the sounds of New York I'm listening to again? No, that is not me. Who? Uh, what, what are you it's doing? What are you doing, Shooty? 
That's it's not, not me. me. It's his sleep That's timer going off. It, it's not my sleep timer. It's nothing. It's not me. I can. <laughs> oh my god! Fuck it. It's my it's my alarm around, uh, reminding me to go to bed. No, it's it's letting you know that that that, that, that Golden Girls episode's over. It's time to go night night. Oh god! Uh, oh, uh, let's see here. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, we were supposed to uh, we were supposed to interview a guy about it. He was going to do a uh, Indiana Jones Kickstarter film. Yeah. About Indiana Jones's daughter. Mm-hmm. And uh, he he started the Kickstarter. He had people fucking backing it, and all of a sudden he got into legal issues and had to drop out of it. Yeah, of course and, he did. Yeah, fucked up, man. It is fucked up. And I couldn't wait to talk to this guy because he'd actually worked. Uh, he'd actually worked with uh, George Lucas. Yeah, he had really great credentials. I remember that. Fantastic credentials. He had actually worked with uh, George Lucas when George Lucas was going to do like the Star Wars TV shows. Mm-hmm. Him and George Lucas got together. And uh, talked about these Star Wars TV shows. So, so I was going to be like, yeah, let's talk about your Indiana Jones and then tell me about George Lucas. Yeah, tell us about what that show was going to be like. Exactly. Yeah. And it just never happened. He's like, sorry, I can't do the interview because I got to take the Kickstarter down. So, mm. fuck. But um, this guy um, is do- – Patrick Schoenemaker is doing a, uh Indiana Jones animated film. And the art on this is outstanding. This guy clearly has a passion for Indiana Jones. Uh, back when the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull was being made, Shinmaker was commissioned by Lucasfilm and Acme Archives to make a print envisioning Indiana Jones as an animated cartoon. Lucasfilm had no intent on making an animated version, but ever since he made that commission, he could he could not stop thinking about it and decided to make the project uh, himself. The art itself has like a very Don Bluth kind of look to it. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, if you're familiar with like, you know, like uh, The Secret of Nim and like Dragon's Lair and Space Age and shit like that, it looks very similar to that. Um, but uh, man, if this comes out on January 29th, I cannot wait to to watch it. Yeah, it's the perfect franchise to do cartoons with, I yeah. feel like. so. Do you think this could kick oh, off? Yeah. Like, let's say this does really well. Do you think this could kick off something on like Disney XD? That would be awesome. I would love that. I would Great, watch yeah. an Indiana Jones cartoon. That would be awesome. And so this is official, huh? It's an officially licensed cartoon movie? <sighs> yeah, as far as I know, it looks like it's... Uh, Slash Film had an article about this, and it looks like it's coming out online September 29th. I don't know how it's going to be available online, mm. but uh, it looks like it's going to come out towards the end of this month. Cool. So The story, the, the new story that you're talking about that's coming out, is that's about her... her it's about his daughter, or would that? No, no, that's the old. That's that, the, yeah, we were supposed to. Is there an ice cream truck in the background? I was just ask, who's got the ice cream? What oh, the fuck God, is going on? <laughs> Janine's ordering some ice. No, cream. I, I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about. I'm thinking I'm about like a bomb pop. Could you get bomb pop for me, please? I'm thinking about like this is constant. I'm thinking about like next Friday when Worm, <laughs> when Worm was like in the in the, in the fucking ice cream truck. <laughs> <laughs> what the? Every time, 
know. Every time now some some sound goes off, I'm just like, oh god, they're hearing this. I didn't know. No, like I didn't know. Like you were like, you know what? You know, it's a good time to play with my Jack in the Box right now. <laughs> you know, I'm talking to pop culture leftovers. I might I might as well Jack this Jack in the Box. I'm fucking inconsiderate, and then he pops out. Hey! It feels like my whole neighborhood has waited until I was recording with you guys to decide we're going to have a party, and we're going to set off every dog, and then we're going to have the ice cream truck come around. I know. Where to God? What the fuck? I, I no. Hold on. I'm I'm waiting for the moment when you tell New York to shut up. Like, like when you oh that's when the car alarms will start oh gosh Just open up the window and say we're mad as hell and I'm not gonna not take, it, take anymore. it anymore <laughs> I'm gonna add that one to the list network wait well um, yeah Indiana Jones yeah. no we were supposed to we were to, his name was he was a producer yeah. his name was Steven Skaya oh let's, let's listen to you I know Listen to me name dropping over here. Yeah, wow. Name dropping son of a bitch. <laughs> His name is Steven Skaya, and we were supposed to talk to him. He was actually going to make a uh, – uh, and uh, do you remember Timothy Oliphant from oh, yeah. uh, Deadwood? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, he was cast in this fucking movie that oh, cool. Steven Skaya was making. Oh, playing a female. That's crazy. No, he was not playing a female. <laughs> No, he was not. Yeah, actually, you know, if he ha- if he hasn't watched all the fucking movies that Scott told us about earlier, he may as well have been. I mean, he's a good actor, but jeez. Yeah. More ice cream. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? <laughs> Oh, I'm fucking crying. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, hey, I want a, I want an orange push up. Oh, those are delicious. They, they are good. They're, they're hard good. to find these days. Everyone's getting rainbow sprinkles and they're gonna like it. <laughs> oh, my, oh my god. <laughs> what ice cream truck? Is is in your neighborhood at nine thirty at night? <laughs> yeah, people should be asleep by nine thirty. <laughs> oh man! I, uh, <laughs> oh, there goes Scott again. <laughs> I, I, I am jonesing for a fucking ice cream sandwich right now. Oh, an ice cream Sammy. <laughs> Oh wow! Uh, I'm completely derailed after that. All right, hey uh, Jake, uh, let's. Uh, what do you guys think? Would you guys, uh, if we can get online, we can watch a fucking Indiana Jones fucking cartoon? You guys down for it? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm down for that. <laughs> and I want to know what his daughter's name would have been. Would she have been like <laughs> Mindiana Jones? Here's or? the Indiana Jane. The actress that they cast for the role was. Um, of Asian descent. So the rumor that I, no, it wasn't a rumor. It was just my theory was that, uh, Indiana Jones hooked up with short rounds, mom and had a daughter. <laughs> hmm. Okay. And that's why he knew short round. That was I like, like that. I like that. that yeah. That, that, that was the, that was not, that was the theory that I had come up with. The reason that he fucking knew short round is because, Years before, he tapped uh, Short Round's mom's ass, and uh, they had a kid. I'm just saying, you know, hey, no time for love, Dr. Jones. No, he had plenty of time for love. And he fucking, he tapped your mom, Short Round, and that's your sister. So, 
keep it all in the family. That was that. So, but that 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 fucking that that Kickstarter never fucking happened, man. Yeah, that pissed me off. I really wanted to. I wanted to talk to Steven. Kind of a dumb move though to make a movie based off a franchise you don't have the rights to. Uh... It was it was it was right. It, what happened was it was like he. I think he had. Um, I mean, he had worked with George Lucas. I think he had every right. I think he had talked to George about it. Mm-hmm. And what happened was the Disney acquisition happened. Mm. Okay. So what fucked it up was the Disney acquisition. Okay. Because him and George, I mean, they'd already worked, you know, in the past and shit like but, that. But it was a Kickstarter and everything. You would think that if it was, like, under Lucasfilm, he wouldn't even have to be fucking with that. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't know, man. It's like anyone. I'm going to go on Kickstarter and let's make a Spaceball sequel. Well, you see artists all the time that are just that are making, like, mashups of different characters and selling that art. Yeah. Yeah. That's one thing, though. But to make to produce an entire movie based off of a franchise you have no rights to. Yeah. Well, I mean, we saw what what did we see happen recently with Star Trek? Like, we saw the fan fiction films and things like that. And start uh, the like who Paramount, yeah, who owns the film rights for Star Trek, said no, said no, and the fans said fuck you, yeah, we want to see fan fiction films, and so Paramount kind of like they said okay, fine, fine, we'll let you make your fan fiction film. Oh really? I thought they were still shutting that shit down. I thought that they able they were able to get they they were able to put that shit out now. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. We'll f- we'll hear about it on Tuesday on Correction Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, wasn't there the uh, and you guys may have pointed it out to me, but there was a really good uh, Boba Fett uh, fan film, and I'm pretty sure the Punisher has like a uh, not the G- not the Thomas Jane short that he did. Oh like, yeah, Dirty Laundry. Back, but there's another one. Like there was another like yeah. lengthy Punisher movie, and they seem to get away with it. Yeah, I, I guess it. I guess it really just depends on like uh, who owns the IP. Yeah, whether or not the studio yeah. cares enough that yeah. um, they're yeah. going to come after you. Exactly. I mean, at the at that point, Punisher wasn't owned by Marvel Films. They hadn't gotten him back from uh, what Fox yet. Yeah, and uh, Fox didn't give a fuck. Yeah. Yeah, Jake, I, I uh, sent you a story for Star Trek Discovery. Yes. What do you got, man? Um, the Star Trek Discovery um, is going to be connected more to the original series than we had thought. We kind of talked about this last episode I was on. I well, I said that I thought it was going to be a completely different episode, though. I thought it was. I thought it was going to deal with Lord Garth. Yeah, yeah, but you were right in that it is going to be a prequel. Yes. Which I am actually very disappointed by. I hear you. And from what I've read, oh, in this it's article, not like I'm happy that I'm right about. Yeah. Oh yeah, no. But no. what I had been hearing is it was set before you know the Kirk age. Yeah, I've just been jonesing to have more post Voyager stuff. Right. Like, the, you know, I that universe is so much fun to me that yeah. it's like uh, I, with prequels, you're always tied to everything that's happened after it, and you can't do certain stuff or introduce certain stuff because it's not introduced until later and whatnot and everything. Yeah. But yeah, they. The uh, producer has been like slowly leaking stuff on different social media, and he says that uh, there's going to be an episode connected directly to the original series episode Balance of Terror, mm. which is the mm. first episode that introduces the Romulans into the Star Trek universe, and that um, this will kind of be a little bit of a prequel to that, and you'll see like you won't necessarily see the Romulan War. But you'll see a little bit more of like the starting of it and what caused it and everything. Mm. So I'm not excited at all. Yeah, I mean, you can't keep me away from a new episodic Star Trek series, but everything I've read about it now is just kind of has me. Uh, yeah. 
So I, I would have thought they'd learn their lesson with Enterprise mm-hmm. that the fans really aren't jonesing for more pre. It's like everything Star Trek is prequel, prequel, prequel. Even the movies, even though they're a reboot, is still kind of a prequel in essence. I was hoping that the new Enterprise would be like kind of like an ice cream truck in space. That would be awesome. You could get orange push-ups. <laughs> It'd be new. What the fuck was that shit? Hold on. Hold on. I got to get a fucking answer. What the fuck was going on there? <laughs> no, that that's normal. Was it, it was an ice cream it truck. It was an ice cream truck? It was. It's Mr. Softy. Mr. Softy. Mr. Softy. Nice, Mr. Softy. We've all been there. We've all been there. Oh, well, some of us. Have been. Oh my God, R two D two is showing up. What the hell? <laughs> hey, R two. We're gonna get sued now. <laughs> Those Lucas people. You make that unique Star Wars bumper. <laughs> oh yeah. Do we have any other Star Trek fans here on the podcast you today? Star Trek fan. I am a Star Trek fan. I just started watching the originals for the first time. They put the original series on uh, Netflix. Yeah. And I really dig it. And I've seen all the films like I saw Beyond, but I wouldn't say I'm a Star Trek fan. But I tend to watch all of it when it comes out. Yeah, I, I know a lot of people like that. Like they're not huge fans, but they definitely have, have seen everything and they know their stuff. So, yeah, I'm just not looking. Did you guys watch Enterprise? Were you Enterprise fans? <clears throat> Watched every episode of Enterprise. Did you Sadly. like it? Um, it was okay. I stuck with it because I was such a big fan of the of the universe. I wanted to see where they were going. Yeah. But that the way they ended that series just was I mean, talk about stick the landing. I, they just totally missed it all together, right? So they end this big war and then they do a special episode where they go back to the um they do the mirror mirror thing yeah, and yeah, I'm yeah. like where the fuck did that come from? Yeah, I hate that. I, I'm worried about that with this new series, that it's just going to be like we're going to hit all the beats that you know we have to hit that are like big Star Trek beats, you know? See, but the thing with Star Trek fans is that they appreciate, I mean, the callback, right? We appreciate when you when you touch on the things that we love, but we also appreciate new stuff, right? So, like, take uh, Star Trek Into Darkness, mm-hmm. where they pull the um, – uh, the reactor scene and they flip flop it. I, I mean, I, I was ready to throw shit at the screen. I was thank oh, man, you. None of that was earned. Fucking none a. Of it. Absolutely. Yes, thank you. Fuck. None of that was earned. So bad. I'm like, who are you trying oh. to impress? Me? Long time watched Star Trek growing up. Watched everything Star Trek. You yeah. name it. I got James Doohan's autograph in my man cave. All the way down. This is this is garbage. But give me something new like Star Trek Beyond. Yeah. And I kind of dug it. I would have liked yeah. more Star Trek in it, but yeah. I kind of dug it. I want new stories. Give me the character. Give me the universe that I love. That's right? a good point. Where all these, uh, all the, all the canon, all the foundation around what Roddenberry put together is 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 so wonderful. Just give me stories and new content on top of that. That's where I can appreciate where Jake's coming from. With hey, I want something post Voyager. Give me something post Voyager. Give me a new. Um, race of uh, beings that I've never heard of that become the big bad, right? So we get the Borg. They were freaking awesome because they agree. were new. I'm done with the Borg. I want something new. Yeah, it seems like uh, when you do this fucking kind of story where you're setting it pre, 
you're beholden to everything that happened afterwards. Absolutely. We can't tell any new stories. Yeah. I have to yeah. take my canon and I have to I have to make sure that everything that I talk about is within the universe so far as we know it. Yeah. Well, fuck that. That's what was so great about the the J. Abrams, J. J. Abrams universe is when they rebooted it. And like, I was so excited after that first movie. I'm like, wow, they're going to take the original members of the Star Trek Enterprise and they're going to tell new fucking stories with them. Bring it. And then they pull into darkness. Oh, and I'm fuck. Pissed, right? <laughs> fuck into darkness, man. It's like, yeah. it's like, oh, okay, let's, uh, let's retell the best fucking Star Trek story, best Star Trek movie ever, and just do a fuck flip like a, yeah, I don't know. I, God, if, if you're gonna fucking retell a Star Trek story, we tell a bad one. Yeah, fix fix the final frontier or something. Yeah, like dude. Oh god. <laughs> but I, I mean, that in the theater, I paid money for that. Yeah, me too. I'd rather yeah. the new Star Trek series be based off the fucking Kelvin timeline from the movies if it was going to at least take place after. And like, still right. not be beholden to all this stuff. You oh know? yeah, we're not dealing with any of the characters. Like, we don't even uh, maybe. Sp- well, shit. Yeah, they might be able. To, they might be able to get Zachary Quinto to show up. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying, like, just deal so, with. <laughs> yeah, just deal with something new. It, it feels like we're not going to get anything new with this. Yeah, or if there is something new, like a new race, you know, that race is going to have to go extinct by the time yeah. original series starts, yeah. or, or so on and so on and so on. Yeah. So. You could give me something that I never saw that I always wanted to know about, like the Klingon War. We've never seen it. I'd love to see that. That would still be new. Give me the Klingon War, right? Because we all heard about it. We sort of kind of saw it, but we never really saw it to its uh, full extent. And this is the perfect that. this is the perfect way to give us the Klingon Klingon war is in a TV series. Like we saw yep. what like Star Wars did with the Clone Wars. Yeah. But we saw what the TV animated series did for the Clone Wars. Completely different. Yeah, I still get annoyed at the inconsistencies of it though. Like cuz then they'll have the Klingons looking like the Klingons looked post next generation and not the way yeah. they looked in the original series. And, sure. well. and it's just like just fucking continue the story. Quit oh, doing this prequel bullshit. You're being too OCD with that. Yeah, even that bothers me with like Enterprise. So Yeah, but but Trek fans are OCD, right? Exactly. So they take themselves very very seriously. So they do have arguments about what's up with the skull. They actually made up a story <laughs> as to why the Klingons look different in the original series versus next gen. Yeah, it's definitely... Let me ask you... Go for it. Sorry, man. Let me ask you guys this, because they're like a casual outsider for Star Trek. Do Star Trek fans... What's the what's the gauge on Klingons not being in the, the new trilogy? Unless I miss something. Like, the no, Klingons don't show up in any of the new they films. They do. Right? Into Darkness, they were... Yeah. Um, Okay, the Sega film. Yeah. Which I, tried, which I tried to block out. I guess I missed that. Yeah, right. they, sh- they show up they have limited screen time and then they get destroyed by Benedict Cumberbatch. He fucking pulls a uh, fucking, uh, he goes all Jesse Ventura and Predator and pulls out like this space chain gun and just destroys them all. Yeah. Okay. And it was like, we've been waiting to see like these new Klingons and he just fucking uh, destroys them like they're nothing. And it was just like, it was such a waste, such a okay. waste. So, yeah. All right, guys, let's move on. The Crow reboot is is scheduled to start filming in January of 2017. Uh, Corin Hardy is set to direct, and Jason Momoa is the contender to play the lead. Um, It's happening. It is scheduled to start filming in January of 2017. It's happening. Corin Hardy is set to direct. 
like I've said before, guys, they've dumped millions of dollars into this project and they're going to go forward with it. So I just wanted to let you know it's happening. It is happening. It is happening. I knew it was going to happen. And we might get Jason Momoa in the lead. This thing is going to fucking happen. Ugh. Yeah. Are, do you think they're making it for the Chinese audience? Do you think that that's their angle? Hmm, that's a good point. I, I don't know. I mean, does this deal with the occult? No. Um, a little bit, but if you think about it, one of the reasons why we're getting so many reboots, at least one of the um, one of the opinions I've heard, is that we have an international market now where you know China's the largest country in the world, and now they've got a middle class with disposable income and they're eager to go out and spend their dollar on movies. So studios are like, well, sure, I'll go ahead and reboot Ghostbusters. And by the way, it didn't get over there, but that was their plan. We'll get over to China, make just the shit ton of money. So here's the crow. I don't want it. Does anybody in this room want it? No. Not with with what they have, not with what they're giving us. Absolutely. But even if they gave them some, even if, okay, perfect casting, um, you know, uh, Brandon Lee digs himself out of the grave and we get zombie crow, right? And we're all like jizz in our pants. This is going to be great. Do you still want it? Oh, my God. Like, you're, you're, hold on. <laughs> hold the fuck on. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. First off, <laughs> whoa. Like, okay. Yeah, if I can get Brandon Lee back in the role, absolutely I want it. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Hold on. If no, hold on. If uh, if old man Shooty turns into a fucking genie and I stroke that lamp a couple times, and uh, old man Shooty genie comes out and says, "Hey, uh, yeah, uh, Brandon Lee's coming back to life to play the fucking crow, and he's going to be fucking uh, twenty eight years old. Do you want it? Yeah. Fuck yeah, I want it. I fucking want it. But like, uh, I think Corin Hardy is a good director for this. It sounds like this is in his wheelhouse. Um. I just feel like, God damn it! I, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think, I'm trying to, th- I'm trying to be logical about this. Corn Hardy, I think, is a good director, um, but I don't think Jason Momoa is the guy to get. I, I, I don't think that this. I think the studio is just wanting to make this because they've already dumped so much money in it, and they don't want to lose the property. Um, I agree with you about Momoa. We just don't know how much charisma this guy has, if any. Yeah. So. I mean, he's got, he has to carry this movie. He is the crow. And if he's not entertaining on the screen, then we have, we've got nothing. Scott, you got to understand, I love a good movie about vengeance. I, vengeance movies really, vengeance movies for me are great. I, I love a great movie about vengeance. And uh, let me, let me, let me start off by saying, like, I love the, the original Taken. I thought it was fantastic. Right. Um, the original yeah. Taken. Now, when you Brian, go, Brian, have you seen Blue Ruin? Blue, oh, I know what you're talking about. No, I have not seen Blue Ruin. Dude, watch Blue Ruin. That's an incredible vengeance movie. Okay. And and for the record, I was with you last week, man. I would like to see like Lady Crow. Like, yeah, make it, it's just not as interesting to me thinking that Jason Momoa is going to be the crow. Absolutely. I, I would rather see a female crow at this point. But like, I love I like a, that idea. I love a great movie about vengeance. Like uh, when vengeance is like when they do it in a movie, I love it. Uh, have you guys ever seen Man on Fire? Yep. With uh, Denzel? With Denzel Washington. Denzel Washington. Dakota Fanning. That, that, is a, that is a fantastic movie about vengeance. I love a great vengeance movie. Um, people that, you've, that you know, you've watched, and like, you've seen that like, their characters have been wronged, and they get their comeuppance, and they get their, they get their vengeance upon those that 
you know, even RoboCop is a great vengeance movie. I love that. I, th- I don't think that story ever gets old. If you can pull it off, um, I don't think that story ever gets old. I, I think it's great. Jake has brought up like the soundtrack and things mm-hmm. like that. And like, yeah, the 90s soundtrack in that movie is fantastic. Mm-hmm. But I think a great story about vengeance, vengeance can still be told. And I think the crow can still tell a great story about vengeance. I just think that what we're looking at here is a, is a studio that has dropped so much money into this that has lost four or five directors. They've lost four or five actors playing the main character that it instills no confidence in me that they're going to make a great movie. It just feels like they're just going with whatever. Yeah, there's no turning back. There's the, no turning back. The they, bricks they, tied to the fucking gas pedal. Exactly. They've got it. Yeah, they've just like in the original Crow movie. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but I, I don't know. I, I would love to see a great Crow movie. I, I would love to see another great Crow movie because I think Vengeance is a great story to be told. I just don't think that we're going to get it with what we have here. I think Corin Hardy is a good director. I just, I have no faith in the studio, and I have no faith in Jason Momoa. I agree. Mm-hmm. Yes, you're agree. here. By the way, Brian. Yeah. You can rub my lamp anytime you want, brother. Oh man. Hmm. I I will <laughs> I don't want to rub it too much because I I don't want you falling asleep on me. Oh, oh trust me, I won't fall asleep during that. <laughs> oh, I bet you won't. That's what they all say. <laughs> all right, guys. Uh I got there's a headline that I read from screendaily.com. Johnny Depp to star in thriller Labyrinth. It's not the Labyrinth movie you're thinking of, all right? So don't worry about that. He's not going to fucking be, be redoing the David Bowie Labyrinth movie. Uh, Depp I was will very st- concerned for a second. I hear you. I was freaking the fuck out when I read it. Depp will star in the feature from Good Films as Russell Poole, the late L.A. detective who toward the end of the 1990s investigated the unsolved assassinations of hip-hop icons Tupac Shakur and Biggie Smalls. Mm. Poole encountered endless dead ends, yet his dogged legwork uncovered corruption in the LAPD that rocked the institution to its core. Brad Furman, who directed The Infiltrator after rising to prominence, uh, prominence with The Lincoln Lawyer, will direct Labyrinth. From Christian Contreras' screenplay, based on Randall Sullivan's book of the same name. Um, I don't know about you. I have not seen Black Mass yet. I know it's just been recently uh, added to like Netflix or some one of the streaming services. Yeah, I, not, I loved it. Jay I, did too. I know you guys love that movie. Um, I think this is a. I think this is a great story to be told. Mm-hmm. Um, can't wait to see this. I'm yeah. actually looking forward to this one now. I am looking forward to it too. It's. I, I'm surprised it's taken this long to get a movie about this. Yeah. So excited to see it. Yeah. These guys hate rap, so they don't. I, apparently, no. I, no, I love- no. Uh, uh, I can't believe you haven't seen Black Mass, man. You need to see that. I know, I know. I, I gee, fuck off, fuck you. <laughs> I know, I know. You have enough to watch. God damn it! All the content that I bring you every week, you son of a bitch. I know. I should pay you. I should. Uh, <laughs> I know you already are. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only reason I'm talking to you this week, Cody. Sure. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, I will watch Black Mass. It's one of those. It's one of those movies that kind of like got away from me, and I apologize. Yeah, so. it's it's great to see that Johnny Depp still has it. It's kind of the movie that makes you realize that he's not a complete joke yet. Like he he still has it in him to do these great performances. Yeah. Was there a nomination for him? I don't think so. I don't really? think so. No, he didn't get one. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't know because I didn't see it, right, Cody? <laughs> yeah, right. It was. It could have been that good if he wasn't nominated. Yeah, Got to rub that in, Cody, don't you? <laughs> yeah. I, I can't believe you didn't see it, Brian. Oh man, <laughs> man Brian, I, Black, I can't Black Mass and Blue Ruin. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> Fucking nice, Cody guy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, buddy. <laughs> Scott, you still awake? Oh, I'm here. Oh yeah, you bet. <laughs> We've got to do like the. We got to do like the uh, like the every every hey. uh, every <laughs> yeah. every fifth every fifth every fifteen minutes. It's a Scott check up. Yeah. Scott, hey, whoa, yeah. wake up! I'm here. We're good. We're good. Hey, hey, what? what? <laughs> what, what, what? <laughs> no, I want to see Black Mass. It's just one of those movies that got away from me. Jeez, don't judge me, Cody. Oh man, no, no judgment. You're right. No, I no, there was judgment. There was judgment. No, there was judgment. And you said, I can't believe you haven't seen Black Mass. No, I just was so eager to hear your thoughts on it. It's because it's that, that damn good. You, uh. Really? Yeah, you got to see this shit. God, I, I'm, I'm going to throw this out there. Half the time, I'm begging you and Jay to watch a bunch of movies. I don't disagree. And do you guys watch them? Uh, maybe 50% of the time you watch them. Oh, that's high. I know that's high. <laughs> You're being very generous. I am being generous. <laughs> God damn it. Judging me. <laughs> uh, you know what we're going to do? Um, that uh, I think we're done with news. I was going to talk about some Avatar news, but fuck it. Oh, I don't, yes. I don't, oh, thank you. I don't want to talk about Avatar this week. You're not going to talk about the theme park, are you? No, not the theme park. Uh, the James Cameron basically uh, here's the quick uh, here's the quick description. Oh, thanks a lot, Scott. Ja- yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. James uh, James Cameron basically said that this is going to deal with uh, what's his fucking name? What movie is he going to rip off this time? Mm, yeah. You know what? I don't want to talk about it. Good. We're going to take a break and we're going to come back and talk about Marvel news. Sweet, I took it back for us, Scott. <laughs> I'll keep my mouth shut. I'll take a little nap. We'll be good. Hey, we barely got any Marvel news or DC news, so don't feel bad. All right, you'll be in bed in no time. All right, you and your, you, and, you and your little, you and your dogs will be all cuddled up in no time. Yeah, put the put the glass of milk back in the fridge for a bit. <laughs> hey, did you did you wake up this morning and think to yourself, you know what, you know what I want to do? I want to give I want to give some money, hard earned money away to three assholes so they can do a stupid podcast every week. Yeah, money's burning a hole in my pocket. Where can I, where do I put all this money? I'll just give it to three dicks. Yeah, if that was your thought process this morning, number one, there's something wrong with you. Number two, Pop Culture Leftovers has started a Patreon where you can donate to our show. It's really simple. Go to patreon.com forward slash pop culture leftover starting out as simple as one dollar a month we'll thank you on the show you get us one dollar a month that's twelve dollars a year who can't afford that every one of our listeners did that that would be amazing is that gonna happen fuck no anyway moving on there's also rewards where you could get your own personalized audio bumper like the ones that we play here on the show that's pretty awesome that right there should be enough for you to sign up for our patreon oh wait that's not enough you're just a spoiled little shit, aren't you? You gotta have more, don't you? All the time, more with you. 
Uh, we have a reward where you can Skype chat with the leftovers, and that could be played on the show as a bonus episode. Wait, hold, wait, that's not enough? Seriously, fuck you at this point. We also have a reward where you get to be on a full episode with the leftovers. That's right. We get to talk to your boring ass for a full episode. <laughs> Uh, there's all, hey, hold on, that's not it. There's also another reward, and this is exciting, where you get to co-host with me on a brand new podcast that I'll launch. Uh, this is our masochist reward level. You really have to be in order to want to podcast with me. So check out all the rewards on patreon.com. That's spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash pop culture leftovers. Some of the rewards are limited. Not that I'm expecting them to sell out or anything like we did the moment we started this Patreon. All right. Hey, we are back. It's time now for Marvel News. Marvel news. What a bunch of fucking bullshit Marvel news I got this uh, this week. Yeah, what you got? I got uh, Marvel Bizarre news. I got it from comicbook.com. Here's what they said. Aerosmith front, front man and former American Idol judge Steven Tyler wants to be in the uh, next Guardians of the Galaxy movie. <laughs> Here's his quote. Uh, it made me want to do more Marvel it made me want to do more uh, movies for sure. Tyler told people of his just-released horror movie, Happy Birthday, during a recent interview, adding, I would, l- I would do anything to be in Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Are you listening, James Gunn? <laughs> Steven Tyler is basically petitioning to be a part of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, assuming that James Gunn is even attached to the film. Yeah, I think he's got he's got a better shot of getting in it if James Gunn isn't attached to the film. Jesus, I agree. <laughs> yeah, like one of his songs can be on the soundtrack, maybe, but I don't know if he needs to be in the movie, right? Yeah, yeah maybe Sweet Emotions or some shit. But oh, I like I, that one. Yeah, I don't I don't want him in the movie. Yeah, I don't want no, the so- I don't want the music enough. in the movie either. To be honest, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> so I Aerosmith songs belong in Suicide Squad movies. oh man yeah that's what i got for marvel news this week wow no i got i got one more thing and that's it but fucking yeah steven tyler petitioning to be in fucking guardians of the galaxy volume three no no thank you yeah. He could be an alien as long as he's unrecognizable. Who the fuck? Who the Okay, hold on. Hold on. What the fuck is Sylvester Stallone playing in this movie? Uh, we don't know. A lot of rumor is that he's going to be uh, one of the Nova Corps people. I've been hearing that he's going to be a Ravager. Yeah. I've been hearing he's going to be Okay, because we know that it, it sounds like Yandu is now a part of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. So who's going to be the new leader of the Ravagers? I, I'm thinking it's going to be Sylvester Stallone. Hmm, that's a good call. That'd be a great part for him, too. Right? I mean... Yeah. Hey, I could see that, definitely. I wonder how much time he's getting in the movie. So I don't think he was on set all too long. Yeah, I don't know. So, huh, hard saying. 
<laughs> I uh, I could see him doing that, but I thought that he was a. I, I must have read what you read that he was a Zandarian, like he was one of the Nova. A but Nova if he's a, if he's in the Nova Corps, doesn't that helmet just look too much like fucking Judge Dredd? Judge Dredd. He doesn't wear yeah, the helmet, oh God, just like yeah. Judge Dredd. That's a, they, fuck that. It's like I don't know. It's just too much like Judge Dredd if he's wearing the fucking helmet. Yeah. I am the law. I am the law. I am the law. I am the law. <laughs> All restaurants are Taco Bell. <laughs> they, could, uh, they use the seashell. The ravagers use the seashell. To wipe the seashell. Oh my god. <laughs> We've exhausted all our demolition man references. Yeah, yeah we have. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> I love demolition man. I like it too. I like it too. <laughs> yeah. Dennis Leary's great in it. Yeah, he is. Fucking uh, what's it? Otho from Wesley. Yeah, Wesley Sandra Snipes. Bullock's first movie too, isn't it? Sandra Bullock. No, like- her first movie was Speed. Speed. No, it wasn't. Yeah. Speed, Speed before- No, no. Demolition Man came out in 93 and Speed came out in 94. Yeah. Dude. Demolition Man came out in 93 and Speed came out in 94. Are you, are you for real? I am 100% positive. Oh, I got to fact check this. Fact check it right now. Fact check it. Fact check it. 93, Demolition Man, 94, fucking Speed. Grab your goddamn phone, you son of a bitch. We'll get Correction Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, Correction Tuesdays. No, I 100% <laughs> Brian is correct uh, right now days. <laughs> <laughs> Look it up. 93, Demolition Man. I saw that movie in the theater with Jay, our co-host. Me and him saw it in the theater, and the next year we enjoyed Speed with Dennis Hopper, Keanu Reeves, and fucking Sandra Bullock. Sandy B. Sandy B in 94 in speed. 93 demolition man. Jake's still looking this shit up. Look at him yep, go. You're right. You're right. I am right. Absolutely fucking right. Suck on that fucking dick. <laughs> no, 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 thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guarantee any other podcast when, when one of the hosts gets something right, they don't, they don't, Tell their other co-host to suck on a dick. <laughs> <laughs> that happened. That's a thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I didn't. I don't know. I just didn't remember her. I, I probably saw those. God. I think I saw both those in the theater too. I just. I yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. 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 Um, event cinemas is claiming that the runtime on Doctor Strange is 130 minutes. Ooh. Whoa. That's long. So two oh, hours right. and ten minutes of Doctor Strange. Ooh, too long. <laughs> I know for you, Jake. <laughs> you gotta you gotta keep it under two hours for Jake. Uh, yeah, there's <laughs> exceptions, but <laughs> not many. Uh, yeah, not many. Not many. <laughs> uh, so Scott Derrickson going ten minutes over, right? Yeah, fucking jerk. Hope it's just credits. <laughs> we also found out that in the UK, the release date for the film has been moved up to October 25th. So they get it a week before us. They get all the Marvel movies before we do those fuckers. Yeah, we get it November 4th, but they're going to get it October 25th. We got that week where all the UK listeners are like, here's our review for the Marvel movie. Don't read it yet. I hate that. Uh, Mm. It's happening again. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, yay. Eh, fucking. Yeah, this is America. Yeah. Those are are our comics. (laughs) Those are our comics. Stanley isn't British. (laughs) Oh, jeez. God damn it. 
be interesting to see what Stanley's cameo yeah, in Doctor Strange will be. For a whole week, I got to listen to Dan West talk about Doctor Strange. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I saw it. Shut up, Dan. <laughs> Dan's bopping like, around the garage. What? Are, yeah, yeah, bapping around <laughs> the old garage. I love Dan West. Great guy. Oh yeah, for I sure. Dan's the best. That's yeah. tough though, man. Like they can they get to see the stinger and the the after credit scene, and it, it's you know you just got to remind myself to not get on the internet or whatever for a week. Marvel for a week, out, right? Yeah, uh, that's true. It's really. That. It's really hard, too, because everybody's going to be talking about it. And you yeah. just kind of have to avoid... If you want to get a clean viewing, then you got to avoid all that shit. Yep. Yeah, you got to avoid Dan West like the plague that week. Yeah, <laughs> definitely, definitely. Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, but we'll see all the critics and the Rotten Tomatoes yeah. at that point. It'll be un- yeah. That kind of stuff will be unavoidable. Well, they're going to get... They'll get screenings here in the U.S. Yeah. So they'll see it. They'll see it right around that same time. All right, guys, that's all I got for Marvel news. It was a shit week for that. Whoa! Holy oh, shit. Man. Mrs. Sh- hey, welcome <laughs> home, Mrs. Shooty. Hey, I'm doing a, doing a podcast here. <laughs> oh, she thought you'd be asleep. <laughs> She's used to you being in bed at this time. <laughs> hey, tell Mrs. Shooty we said hello. I will. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wow. All right, guys, we're going to move on to DC news. Last night, Batman destroyed my vagina. And now the leftovers are going to destroy DC news. It's time for DC news, you fucking pieces of shit. All right, you fucking pieces of shit. It's time for DC news. And in quick DC news, actor Billy Crudup is in talks to play Barry Allen's father in the Flash movie. You'll remember he played Dr. Manhattan in Watchmen. Uh, He was also in last year's Spotlight film and will soon be in the new Ridley Scott alien film Covenant. Uh, So the cast, in my opinion, is shaping up quite well. Uh, We've already heard... uh, We've got Ezra Miller as Barry Allen. Uh, We've got uh, dope actress Kiersey Clemens. Uh, She joined the project as uh, Iris West. Um, I mean, we, we're, this movie is going to be directed by Rick uh, Famuyiwe, and uh, the screenplay is by Seth Graham Smith off a of treatment by Phil Lord and Chris Miller. Um, I'm happy with the casting of Billy Crudup as uh, if he, if he is going to be the father of, uh, of uh, Ezra Miller's Barry Allen. I'm happy with this. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, that's good casting. So I'm down. Yeah, I like Billy Crudup as an actor. I, I really, I'd be excited to see him. Yeah, and he kind of looks like uh, an older Ezra Miller. Yeah, that's that's true. Yeah, true. They could be family. Yeah, I, I was thinking that he would make a cool Flash. Uh, yeah, agreed. Agreed. I don't know. I don't know. I'm. I was really worried about this film when we found out that Phil Lord and Chris Miller dropped off to do the Han Solo, f- you know, mm-hmm. project, and you know Seth Graham Smith was going to direct it. But now that they've got Rick uh, Famuyiwa in there the dope director i love dope and I, i'm looking forward to this movie i think he's going to be able to do it quite well and i, I everything i've heard from the casting looks really good I'm yeah, but it's a dc it. movie so i'm still worried yeah but i mean like i think this is going to be under the we're going to talk about that we're going to talk about there was an article that came out from the wall street journal let's just move into that right now okay the wall street journal had an article about the dceu that caught my eye this week. Now, since I don't subscribe to the Wall Street Journal, I had to get this uh, 
I had to get the gist of this article from comicbookresources.com that talked about it. But let me just read the title of the article, and I, I want to get your thoughts on the title alone. The title of this article is Warner Brothers' New Strategy on DC. Lighten up, superheroes. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Yikes. I mean, it doesn't do anything for me because I feel like that was their old strategy with Suicide Squad, and that was a complete failure. Like, I feel like that's the problem with that movie is they tried to lighten up, and it was just a it was a mess. Now, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's break this down. Let's break this down. I feel like I feel like uh, David Ayer had his own movie that he had made. Yeah, and. He made a movie, and I think if you were to watch David Ayer's movie, it'd be completely different, mm-hmm. okay? But I felt like once those trailers came out, the way that they put them out, and the people responded to them positively, that they realized that that's not the movie that they had. Yeah. And so they hired the team that made the trailer to edit the film, to make it more like the trailer, and I think that's what hurt it. Yeah, but I, that's because the trailer was a, it was lighter than the movie they had. They had a darker movie than the themes of the trailers and everything. Yeah, I think Joker was a lot darker in the original version than what we saw. But I mean, I don't know. So you're still going. You're still saying this is bullshit. Yeah, I still think it's bullshit. It's not enough to convince me that future movies are going to be good. Okay. Like, it's just not. All right. Cody, talk to me. Or not. Do we have anybody on the call, on the call with us right now? Yeah, I thought I lost you for Hello? a minute, Brian. Is okay. Yeah, good? sound cut out. Okay. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, I can hear I can hear everybody. Yeah, I can hear, <laughs> yeah, I can hear you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Cody, uh, did you hear anything we were saying? I didn't. It just kind of dropped off. Okay. You were talking about David Ayers. Right? Da- okay. Well, uh, there is a article that came out from the Wall Street Journal, and the article was titled "Warner Brothers' New Strategy: DC Lighten Up." Super- okay. The Warner Brothers' new strategy on DC is lighten up superheroes. Yeah, I think it. I think I saw this. It was like super heavy on Jeff Johns' quotes, where he's like walking back still the third time. Like this thing needs to be. They got it wrong, and we're going to fix it. It's the right. same, right? Right. Do you okay? Jake thinks that he. Jake is basically saying like, okay, there's there's no coming back. Like, uh, I thought Suicide Squad was supposed to lighten this up. They got it wrong. There's no turning back from this. Are you in the same camp, or do you think that like with Jeff Johns, uh, uh, basically being the new Kevin Feige? of DC, do you think that they can uh, steer the ship? I don't know. Do you think they can make the, the make the cha- necessary changes? I mean, I hope so, just because I want it. I want to like it, but my heart kind of, or my head rather, tells me, no, like, they, I really want Wonder Woman to write the ship or whatever, but to me, it's just, Batman vs. Superman and Suicide Squad were so tough, and then uh, the Flash movie that you were talking about, I'm worried about that because I thought I read that they're trying to have a bunch of the rogues in it again. So you're going to have another movie that's just jam-packed with characters that you don't really get a chance to to know. So Okay. <clears throat> All right, Scott, what do you think, man? You know, DC has such a large library of amazing stories that they can pull from. And I don't care if they're light or dark – 
just tell me the fucking story, right? So as soon as we yeah. start saying, oh, we're too dark, we're too dark, make it light, and that's what happened with Suicide Squad, right? Oh, they're not going to like it because it needs to be this way, so we'll go change everything, and then I got this garbage dumpster fire full of shit. Tell your fucking stories, right? It, they're, they're there. That's it, They're there for everybody. So I... Yes, add a little levity to it. That's that's great. But that levity is already in the stories that you have. Pull from those. Give them to to uh, to the public. Marvel's done it. Works. Yeah, I agree with it's Scott. Hard, it, yeah, it's hard for me to think that Jeff Johns has as much influence as we're made to think he does because he's just so good at telling those stories and like. Like you said, like he's so great in the comics medium, and then he's supposed to have this influence that you don't like. I don't really believe that he's had yet. So maybe he's finally been given the keys after Suicide Squad. Yeah, he has. He has. You want want someone at the top who gets it, right? I I believe that Johns gets it. So let him do his thing. He understands the what he's got. He understands how uh, the stories uh, reach their core audience. And I think that if he follows that model, we'll be fine. Okay. It's as soon as we get the, um, oh, we need to do this, we need to do that, uh, studio meddling, that we're going to get crap again. Just tell the yeah. story. Uh, Janine, what are you thinking? No, I 100% agree. I feel like all the recent DC movies have been like a bait and switch. We get one thing with the mm. with the trailers, and then we get a completely different movie. So I, I'm actually quite concerned about the Wonder Woman movie because the trailer looks amazing. But it, it, it feels like Warner Brothers is just trying to play catch-up to Marvel. And if mm-hmm. they could just do what they would do and give us a good story, whether it's dark or light or even just just a good mix, but tell us a good story and stop focusing on what the other on what the other majors are doing and just do their thing and give us quality and don't give us a bait and switch because I go into these movies wanting to love them and I come out hating them. That's a great point. You you, you mentioned the, the fact that they're trying to play catch up to Marvel and I think that that's hurting them. Um, I think like, don't worry about playing catch up to Marvel. Just like you said, focus on making a great story and that's going to make great movies. And, and make us care about these characters, and yes. then once we care about these characters, the the levity and the lighter tone will come will come naturally. Right? Like it doesn't matter if your focus is to make a lighter or make a darker movie, but at the end of the day, your characters have no fucking soul. That it doesn't matter what the tone in the movie. Is. I wanted I, but uh, what I wanted was like your just like opinion, not on like what you think is going to happen, but just the title of the fucking article that Wall Street Journal came out with. Yeah, light, the, lighten up. Lighten up superheroes. Well, like like I said, I think I don't think that's the answer because that's exactly was exactly the strategy for Suicide Squad that they tried to pull off. I don't think that that's what David Ayer was going to give us. Yeah. I feel like David Ayer was going to give us villains being villains. I mean, David Ayer's like keeping it in the dark though and being really sketchy. I like, like, sure he is. Like David David Ayer would tell you that you saw his vision. Well, we've seen what happened to Josh Trank when he spoke up against uh, spoke out against the studio. Yeah. I mean, but you know, there comes to Josh Trank did that before the movie even came out, which really fucking sunk the ship too, you know. Like well, I feel like enough time has passed that David Ayer I think Ayer David Ayer would know that well, I think David Ayer would know like what his cut was going to be. Yeah. But I mean, the movie made so much money. I think if he would tell us the truth, he's not going to get blacklisted like fucking Trank was. Yeah, sure. You know. 
Yeah. He didn't make a giant bomb that made. I, don't, I just don't think that we saw David Ayer's movie. Is what I'm trying to say. I completely agree, but it's not. You know, it's not what we're being fed. Sure. Yeah, David Ayer can tell us one thing, but we did not see David Ayer's movie, in my opinion. Yeah, they tried to lighten it up. Yeah, and I think it, I think it hurt the film. So, yeah. which, which is why I don't like the title of this article. I mean, I, I I'm just not convinced. No, I think like if their no if if their vision is to lighten up the movie from the get go. Yeah. If their if their vision is to lighten up the movie from the get go, I don't think that I don't think the way to start the movie is to make a dark movie and then try to lighten it up after the fact. I think they if they make a movie that's lightened up from the get go. And that's their whole fucking vision. They can make a good movie. I just feel like Warner Brothers are pussies that buckle under pressure, though. Like, let's say we see this next trailer for this Flash movie, and the general public's like, oh, way too many jokes, way too many jokes. Then, okay, we got to go back in and add some scenes that are darker now, and we'll fuck this oh, movie God, up, too. I don't want that either. I, I just I just yeah. have no faith in, I, yeah, I in, see what you're saying. in Warner Brothers huh. whatsoever. Zero I mean, faith. I would s- I would stand that if the story is a light story, then it should be light. And if it's a dark story, it should be dark. You know what I'm saying? You don't take you don't take the red hood and then throw a lot of jokes in it and have it work. Well, the thing is it's like with Suicide Squad, it's like we got a movie where they basically are saving the planet from disaster, yeah. right? Yeah, there might as well be the Justice League. I don't want that. You don't need that in a fucking Suicide Squad movie. Suicide Squad movies should not be saving the planet. No. Agreed. Agreed. And, and the movie goes against itself by showing us Flash in that universe. Yeah. And then at the end, it's like they're saving the world. Like, we're, are all the superheroes a bunch of assholes that took the day off that day? Right. I mean, there's fucking swirling clouds going on, like every tropey movie like this. Yeah. And, you know, Superman, Flash, all these well, Superman's dead. Superman's dead. But, I mean, we know there's other heroes in this Where's world Wonder Woman? that can look out their goddamn window yeah. and see swirling lights and clouds. No, I don't mean... And not only that, but, like, how ineffective the actual powers of all these people that they gathered together was. Like, I yeah. thought that immediately was also, like, the... Boomerang. Know this, but it's like... Yeah, like, oh. what, do you, what the hell are you going to do? Harley's got a baseball bat. Let's hire her to save yeah. the world. Yeah. Yeah, she sense. had no point in being in that group. Not when you have Deadshot, and then you have Killer Croc, and then you have, oh, this chick who carries around a baseball bat. It, it made no sense. Well, even to- Killer Croc and fucking, like, uh, Deadshot are not going to be able to fucking stop Superman if, that, if that's their goal. Gosh. Yeah, and they should be doing missions that people don't even know about the next day. Like, what they stopped is going to be newspaper headlines the next day. They should be involved in missions that the general public never even knew that happened. You know, that's the whole point of the Suicide Squad. Did we even see the public in this fucking film? Yeah, but the public obviously looked out their fucking window and saw the fucking... Yeah, but we didn't see see people running through the streets and screaming. (laughs) No, We saw nobody in this movie, Jake. All we saw was fucking... Fucking uh, those bubbly little bullshit zombie creatures that Enchantress <laughs> created. And- I'm, I'm just saying, like they should be doing more co- covert missions, and that's sure. like the whole that's the whole gist of it. Yeah, yeah. It, the movie makes no sense on eight thousand no. levels. Okay, back to this fucking article though. Warner Brothers' new strategy: lighten up superheroes. If Jeff Johns is behind this, and if he's going to try to right the wrongs that are going on in DCEU. That makes me excited. If they're going to give him the Kevin Feige role, if they're going to give Jeff Johns 100% control over the DCEU, that has me excited. There's nothing about that announcement that does not have me excited. 
if if they give Jeff Johns control of this, because I've seen Jeff Johns do some wonderful things in comic books. If they can if they can make this guy write what they've done wrong, I'm excited. Do I have faith that they're going to do that? No. From what I've seen, I'm going to have to agree with you, Jake. Yeah. But on the flip side, I think like if you're going to get anybody in here that can steer the ship on the right course, it is Jeff Johns, and I've got to give him that. And I, I, I've got to hope, and I've got to just hope that Jeff Johns can fucking make can turn this around. I want to see a great Wonder Woman movie. I loved Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman in Batman v Superman. She was my favorite part of that movie. I watched the extended cut. Still the fam- still my favorite part of that movie. I'm watching new scenes in that movie, Jake, none of which got me excited. Yeah. But you know what? It was the old faithful. It, the old faithful scene of fucking Gal Gadot fucking going up against Doomsday. Yeah, the, the light at the end of the three-hour tunnel. Absolutely, man. She was fucking <laughs> killing it in those fucking scenes, dude. And I, I, I want to see a great fucking Wonder Woman movie. Patty Jenkins, I think she's more than a competent director. And so I want to see I want to see some good stuff come out of the DC. Yeah, that's just my issue, though. It's a you can't say competent director and make me give a shit anymore. Like I, David Ayer was a competent director, in my opinion. Yeah, I loved Fury. And all of a sudden, like I, I've seen the worst David Ayer movie I've ever seen in my entire life with Suicide Squad. Yeah, it's just I just don't know. I just don't know. I don't know what to believe anymore. Like I don't even know like if Jeff Johns is a, is up to the task. To be honest with you, like yeah, he's a great comic book writer, but sometimes that doesn't translate either. I mean, we've seen other great comic book writers write shitty fucking movies too. I mean, look at Frank fucking Miller. Like, yeah, he's a fucking great comic well, book writer. We, we and then he wrote RoboCop three. And Jeff Johns is also the guy that was telling us that. Hey, don't worry. Don't worry. Green Lantern? It's going to be great. Oh, yeah. That guy yeah. championed oh. Green Lantern. <laughs> He's oh. totally championed I know. It. I know, man. So I don't I don't even know. God damn it, Jake. I know. I know. <laughs> I want, no, I want fucking DC to fucking turn around. Yeah. I want it to turn around, too. Maybe I'm... Be, I, Do you know, I think it will? I, I just have no faith. I know. It's like uh, me, the fucking optimist here? I want it to turn around. What are you guys thinking? What are you thinking? I, his Green Lantern stuff in the comics was so good, man, and that was so disappointing. And I know that was his first, uh, prod, like first time that he was on the production for that movie. But man, that was so disappointing. Yeah. Um, and I think he is one. Like, you correct me if I'm wrong, but he's one of the three writers on the Wonder Woman movie, right? I believe he's involved. I, th- I think he's. I think he may have been in on the writing, but like you said, I mean, I guess it's neither here nor there. Yeah. But he clearly didn't have the kind of influence I was hoping that he had on that first Green Lantern movie. Right. Because that was a huge bummer. It was yeah. a huge yeah. bummer. Scott Shooty, wake up. I'm here. I'm thinking about what to say. I think that – I wonder if John's for Green Lantern. I wonder if um, – I wonder if he didn't try to make instead of sticking to because you know that's still one of the early DC you know movies if yeah. you think about it other than the Batman trilogy right so we're gonna go out and do this new character what will the audience like and mm-hmm. we gotta remember that oh this is post this is post Iron Man this is post Iron Man well I get that but you know either you buy into that or you or you don't right so we all know that hey the American audience or the audience is gonna accept. 
the content the way that it was supposed to be presented. And maybe the Johns was thinking, well, the audience isn't going to buy all this stuff, so I'm going to try to create something that they will buy, and in doing so, it all gets messed up. That's my theory. I could be wrong. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, Johns is an employee of Warner Brothers, so it's not like he can see the screening of Green Lantern and say, wow, that was a big pile of shit. Let me go back to writing all these Warner Brothers books. Mm -hmm. Like, he's got to be a company man. I think his position has changed now. I think he's got more creative control now. Hmm. He's not just kind of like a consultant that they can say, eh, whatever. I think he's got more creative control now in this, Okay. I feel like, um, you know, you hear stories. Let, let me let me bring this up. Deadpool, the movie that just came out. Mm-hmm. You guys recently heard that uh, the writers for Deadpool, uh, Fox did not pay to have them on set. Yes. You know who paid to have them on set? Ryan Reynolds. Ryan, Ryan Reynolds, Reynolds yeah. himself. That came out of his own pocket. Having And you know what? That was a brilliant move. You know why? Because these guys wrote the movie, and now they get to see it played out as they're filming. So anything that they need to correct while they're filming, these guys are like, well, this is what needs to happen here in this scene. And that happens, too. Like, sometimes you realize when you're filming something that the written page doesn't translate to the way it's filmed. Boom. And I'm hoping that that's what DC has realized with Jeff Johns is just not saying, oh, this is what we're doing. This is our direction. What do you think? Oh, it's great. Blah, 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 blah. I'm wanting him to be more hands-on in this new fucking position that he has in in the studio. I want him to be more hands-on. At least for these next two, three, four movies, I want him to be on set. Yeah. And the thing, I'm not even convinced that Warner Brothers thinks they did anything wrong to be honest with you that's the thing that really bothers me the most because of the money that they've made from yeah. suicide squad and, and batman v superman like i'm not even 100 well, batman v superman should have fucking that movie should have made more than fucking civil war yeah that movie should have made a fucking billion dollars that movie should have outdone fucking iron man 3 which made 1.3 billion I agree. It should have been the highest grossing comic movie of all time. Absolutely. You've got Batman and Superman on the same screen at the same time. I've been waiting to see that movie since I was a kid. Did it live up to it? No. I gave it a fucking taste it. That's fucking bullshit, Jake. It is bullshit. It's fucking bullshit that I have to fucking come on this fucking podcast and give my fucking rating for Batman and Superman on the same fucking screen at the same time a taste it. That's fucking bullshit. Bullshit. And how and how do they punish Zack Snyder? They let him direct the first time you're going to see the Justice League on the screen. Like it's it's fucked up. I know that that make that tells me right there that they're not convinced that they made some major fallacy. Jesus. So yeah, Janine, talk to me. No, yeah, I I'm in complete agreement. Is that they need to have they need to have someone on set who's going to basically resist studio involvement and make sure that we get a good story. And I agree that they don't think that they did anything wrong with Batman v Superman because we should have gotten the best superhero movie of all time. How long have we been waiting for that, for those yeah. two characters to be on screen together? 75 and, years. 75 yeah, years. So long. And we got them fighting for literally five minutes. Martha! Five minutes. What's your, what's your mom's name? 
Martha. That's what I waited. That's what I waited for. The big reveal was that his fucking, the, both of their mother's names are Martha. Well, and you got all these people that are like supporting Warner Brothers, like all these DC fanboys screaming at the top of their lungs. That hold on, everyone, Just fucking DC fanboys. As much as you love the characters, as much as you love Superman, as much as you love Batman, shouldn't you want more? Should you not want more for these characters that you fucking hold so fucking near and dear to your fucking heart? Just because you're a fan, does it mean that you have to love? everything that they put out or should you not want more for what they're fucking giving us because I I fucking love the Donner films I love fucking the Donner films of those original fucking the the Superman 1 and Superman 2 and I know Donner wasn't 100% involved in Superman 2 I know that they fired him during that I understand that but I still love Superman 2 and I love what Tim Burton did with the original Batman. I love the original Batman film. I love those films. I love the Nolan films. I love the Nolan films. I feel like that they gave those characters their due diligence. And in my opinion, they did not do that in Batman v Superman. And just because you're a fucking DC fan doesn't mean that you have to back everything that every decision that they do. Yeah, you're hurt. You're hurting the franchise by doing that. You should want more for these characters. And and I'm not saying you're a real fan of these characters. You should you should definitely want more. And you should. And and we need to tell them with our dollars, basically, yes. and say that we're not going to watch these movies. I agree. I'm right. sorry. I'm 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 fucking getting pissed off. I'm getting pissed off about what should. It's Batman and Superman on the screen at the same time, Scott. <laughs> no, yeah. I'm with you. I'm just saying it. It's not an us versus them. Yeah, it's this not isn't DC versus Marvel. Right. We no. listen. We all want good comic movies yeah i don't fucking care if you're from the distinguished competition or marvel i don't care i want a good fucking movie yeah. and what happens is you know they all rally behind the characters that they like better which is fucking bullshit right. you know they should be up in arms because you know what those characters you're right brian those characters that they love were not portrayed right superman isn't Superman yet. I need to see You're right. Superman that I love in the DCEU and until I get that, I'm with Jake. I'm like, I'm really worried about this. You're not going to hear me. You're not going to hear me yell about Ant-Man. You're not going to hear... No. I gave Ant-Man the same rating that I gave Batman v Superman. Ant-Man was a, was a taste it. Batman v Superman was a taste. I still liked Batman v Superman. There were things that I liked about that movie. But on the flip side, Batman v Superman is a failure because it was not a Tupperware. You didn't wait your whole life for Ant-Man. Exactly. If Ant-Man fucks up, if Ant-Man fucks up and it's a little bit too jokey for me and it's a taste it, it's not going to affect me the same way that fucking Batman v Superman will. Yeah. I yeah, I 100% agree. Dude, somebody is partying the fuck out of uh, <laughs> in New York right now. 
Aren't they, Janine? Oh, yeah. <laughs> they got their yep. ice cream so they're full of sugar, and now they're ready to go. Yeah. You need to put on Batman oh, yeah. v Superman Extended Edition and make them fall asleep. Oh, yeah. Cody. <laughs> Cody, I haven't heard you talk. Yeah, let me chime in. About the DC thing, and this is just what you were talking about, Brian. Like, I really always loved Aquaman. I grew up on Super Friends, Aquaman, and I read, like, the Dan Abnett title right now. That's one of the Rebirth issues that I'm reading. Yeah. I like Aquaman, and I'm really concerned about that that direction i know we've just kind of scratched the surface but i'm worried about like dark and brooding and no fun aquaman and that was part of my biggest issue with warner brothers right now and i love these characters just like you guys and i want to love the movies so much but you should be able like the fundamental idea of taking a 8 10 12 like you should be a kid should have been able to really be charmed by a movie that has Batman and Superman in it together and it was just the opposite of that and now I'm worried that they're also going to start to run interference by cranking out more of these Harry Potter movies like I've read about how they want to start developing the latest uh, the play they want to make into a trilogy and they're going to start spinning off this American Beast and I know Warner Brothers kind of stalled out on making all these great DC movies and they lost ground to Marvel because they still had those uh, the Twilight and the Harry Potter tentpole stuff to work with and I just it's hard not to have contempt for their approach to the material and the way that like John's is uh, uh, the way that his not only how great his Green Lantern writing was but his Flash writing yeah but can we can I series. throw this out there we've got some great Harry Potter movies yeah yeah no of course no nothing against the Harry Potter stuff for sure but I still feel like that was part of the reason why did somebody just get shot <laughs> maybe like it. Yeah. Scott, are you still with us? I'm still with you. Didn't you hear me laughing there? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking, oh my God, I gotta move to New York. It sounds crazy over there. <laughs> Oh my god, you can get fucking like ice cream come, at, come visit. You can get ice cream at ten thirty at night if you want to hear fireworks and fucking like I don't know, some fucking crazy techno music going on. It's like <laughs> Jesus Christ. She needs great be that's tired. She's probably not getting any sleep over there. <laughs> How do you fucking sleep, Janine? This is this is like a lullaby. I grew up with this. Yeah, you get used to it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I guess she's invested in fucking earplugs. City that never sleeps. Right? You get used yeah, to it. Wait for the garbage truck to come around at three a.m. It's perfect. <laughs> I, I agree with Cody about um, Aquaman, though. Like, it's yeah. hard to imagine you're not going to get anything but dark, brooding Aquaman with the casting of Jason Momoa. Yeah, like I can't see that guy cracking jokes. No. So right, it, when the crow's playing Aquaman, you know you're in for a, a, a brooding. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. God. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that movie. Wow, he ain't riding a seahorse anytime well, it, uh, soon, guys. If he can't, if he can't fucking make uh, Conan, if he can't revive Conan, he's not going to revive the Crow. He's not going to revive Aquaman. He's uh, uh, some somebody's reviving something in New York right now. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Somebody what the shot fuck? the Crow. Yeah, Jeff Johns is going to have to fucking <laughs> shove a carrot up Jason Momoa's ass to get him to have any charisma whatsoever. Yeah. Like I, I just don't even see how that's going to work. So. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I hope, I hope Wonder Woman's fun. Yeah, see, people are going to listen to me, and they're just going to think I'm bitching about DC, and they're just going to think I'm going to DC. I'm a DC fucking hater, and all this. I think shit. everybody's on the same page as you right now. People yeah. are, for the most part, I think, are super. No, no. There's some people that out there that they, they. Honestly, there's some people out there that fucking Tupperware fucking Batman v Superman. They Tupperware fucking Suicide Squad before the shit even fucking came out. Yeah, their minds yeah. are made up. Their minds are made up before it even came out. And if I fucking say anything against it, they they don't like what I have to say. But I don't think that Batman v Superman 
and suicide. Honestly, Batman v Superman. Let me stick with that because Suicide Squad, whatever. You can fuck that movie up. It, it doesn't hold. It's not near and dear to my heart. It's the Ant Man of the DC universe. It's the Ant Man yeah. of the DC universe. But right. Batman v Superman. That movie should have been the pinnacle. That movie should have been the best superhero movie ever made. Ever made. Avengers. What the fuck? Avengers is Thor, Iron Man, Hulk, Captain America. Yeah. These are these are great characters, but these are not Batman and Superman. You could make a movie of Batman and Superman and make that the best movie ever made, in my opinion. You've yeah. got you don't even have to throw Wonder Woman into that fucking shit. You've got fucking characters. They've got 75 years of comic book stories between them that you have to work with. And what do we get? Zack Snyder reads what he thinks are the greatest hits. Yeah. Injustice. He reads Dark Knight Returns. And he fucking reads Crisis. Like, what the fuck? And in my opinion, pisses all over those. Like, uh, to me, like, to say that this movie is an homage to Dark Knight Returns is a fucking joke. Like, why are you going to throw injustice in there? Yeah, yeah. Just because it's hot right now? Well, yeah, and it's right up the alley of what the kind of tone he's going for, you know? And I'm not saying Zack Snyder's not a fan of comic books. Zack Snyder is a very passionate director. Zack Snyder loves comic books. Yeah. Zack Snyder is a fan of these characters. If you watch, if you listen to Zack Snyder talk about Batman, if you listen to talk about Superman, he loves these characters. I just feel like, I don't know, man. I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't get it, Jake. I don't understand it. Yeah, it makes no fucking sense. I mean, your point about how this movie with Captain America and Iron Man and Thor is so much better than a movie with Superman and Batman. Yeah. Like, how is a movie with even lesser-known characters fucking, like, Guardians of Star-Lord yeah. and Groot and Rocket Raccoon better than a movie with fucking Batman and I Superman? will tell you all day long, Guardians of the Galaxy is better than Batman v Superman, and it should not be that way. Yeah. It should not yeah. be that way. Yeah, on but paper, it, it just makes no fucking sense. Yeah. It's crazy. Yep. It's crazy. Uh, yeah, sorry guys. For me, it's all about a- just a lack of story, right? So that's the problem that I have with BVS is it's all, you know, the people who love that movie, they all go back to one thing. Oh, it looked so cool. They had all this really great looking stuff. And I was bored to tears. And then I get such poor writing that we have to have the reveal be Martha. I mean, nothing more contrived could have been thrown at me on the screen. Right? Yeah, that's so, my beef with Snyder. It's all style, no substance. So put you've got you've got like I said, you got great characters. Ground in your characters. We know who they are. Show us who they are. That's why you love the Donner film, right? Because yeah. Reeves captures captures better than anybody else the epitome of who Superman is, and we love that because we love Superman. Bring me that and then tell a good story. And I don't care if it's dark, and I don't care if it's light. Just tell a good fucking story and put a good movie together, and I'm I'm be happy. Yeah, I'm gonna I be agree. happy. I agree, absolutely. Um, I was gonna go more into that article, but uh, the main thing I wanted to talk about is uh, Jeff Johns. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I'm hoping that DC Warner Brothers gives Jeff Johns that Kevin Feige role. 
that he can overlook this universe and make it the universe that we all know it can be. Um, but Jake is, you're in the camp of, uh, show me. Yeah. Show me. In my opinion, uh, it's completely tainted. The whole thing already needs rebooted. Like, I don't, I don't think anyone can steer this ship the right way within this universe at this point. Like the whole thing is just fucked. Wow. I'm going to, I'm going to give them justice league, but if that's a dumpster fire, I'm with you, Jake. I'm off. I'm off. Yeah, re- I agree. Black, I'll give him until costume. Justice League, but what's that, Janine? Black costume. Go, Janine. Oh, sorry. Um, no, I'll I'll definitely give them through Justice League, but if they can't pull that off, I'm just going to be done with DC Boom. completely. Boom. That's it. If you fuck up, you've already fucked up Batman v Superman. And I'm not saying like I didn't love. I, okay, hold on. I didn't love Batman v Superman. I liked it. I liked it enough. I mean, and I know that's fucked. You up. didn't like it enough. I tasted it, Jake. Yeah. There's still things that I that, that, and I still stick to that. I tasted it, but it's still fucked up that I couldn't Tupperware the movie. Mm-hmm. That's fucked up. All right. Yeah. But if you fuck up Justice League for me, I'm done. I'm fucking done. And fuck you. Honestly, if they fuck up Justice League, I'm going to send a tweet to – I'm going to send a tweet to fucking Warner Brothers that just says, fuck you. Fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you. Reboot. Fuck you. And I will continue to send that fucking uh, – until they block me. <laughs> <laughs> until they fucking block me. You know what I mean? Until I get t- kicked off Twitter. Yeah. Because there's no reason – that you should not be able to get the voices of these characters. You should not be able to get some of these stories down right in these movies. It's it's an easy thing. If uh, Ant-Man can at least be a taste-it for me. Ant-Man. I mean, Ant-Man, Jake. Yeah, Ant-Man. Yeah. I mean, Ant-Man was not horrible. It wasn't... You know what I mean? It's like... I don't know. It's fucked up. It's like when DC fucks up, they fuck up big time. Mm-hmm. But like when Marvel fucks up, it's still okay because it's like, oh, yeah, I guess we... <laughs> oh, well, we just didn't make a great ant-man movie yeah it's it's not like it's a yeah. complete worthless piece of art yeah like it does you know you don't hate it yeah it's just not a fucking like legend of a movie right yeah but then again Mar- marvel can make a great guardians of the galaxy film genie what you're gonna say and i think that marvel's just given us enough good that when they do make a misstep we're more willing to forgive it and that and yet dc has consistently delivered crap so yeah. when they deliver more crap, we're just sick of it. Yeah, but this, the, th- that's the thing, Janine. Though people will say, like, if you say any DC movie is crap, then you, fuck you. People will fucking piss and moan about you. But the thing mm-hmm. is, you want a great DC movie. I want a good one. I want to believe. <laughs> you want a great DC movie. Just like I want – guys, my god, I loved Gal Gadot. I thought she was fantastic. If they give, if they fuck that character up for me, I'm going to be pissed off. I want a great Wonder Woman movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I want these movies to be great too. It's just, ugh. Lord help me. You know, you know, we're in a relationship here. If you think about it, right? So, in any relationship, you have to. There's an emotional bank account, and you have to make deposits in the emotional bank account. And what we have here is a whole bunch of withdrawals. 
in our emotional bank account when it comes to these things that we love. And that makes it difficult for us to trust. And what we need is a whole lot of good movies, right? So mm-hmm. if DC can bring it with Wonder Woman, hey, you know what? I'm on board. And they start bringing in good stuff with Justice League, I'm on board. And Brian, you're right. I want these movies to be good because soon, sooner or later, if they continue to take more away from me than they give, then I'm done. I'm closing that account. I'm going yeah. somewhere else. God, just give me one. I don't even need a bunch. Just prove to me one time you can knock this shit out of the park. Oh, we thought we were going to get that with uh, with Suicide Squad. Yeah. We sure did. I was so excited. You can you yeah. call me a DC hater all you want, but you can listen to the six months of podcast uh, no, before Suicide Squad. You, you know out. what, Jake? You make a lot of bullshit jokes about fucking DC, but yeah. on the flip side, I'll tell you one thing. You love those DC animated films. Yeah, and I, I mean, Suicide Squad, I was calling it the movie of the year when yeah. we were seeing those trailers. Absolutely. Like, ah. No, no. Like, I, I honestly thought, like, when this year started, I thought it was no contest. Like, I was looking forward to Deadpool. I was really looking forward to Deadpool. I was, you know, but I wasn't, I wasn't excited. I wasn't as excited for Civil War. No, no. I was more excited for Deadpool and Suicide Squad. I was more excited for X-Men than Civil War. Uh, see, I was all about fucking, uh, Suicide Squad and fucking Deadpool. Yeah, yeah. For me, it was X-Men and Suicide Squad. Yeah. And look where that got me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it got you. Uh, it, it got you. Apocalypse absorbing the TV set and the Joker sending text messages. Uh, fuck. <laughs> oh man. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Bummer. All right, guys. I don't know. Uh, I all. I also in DC news. I just wanted to talk real quick about uh, Joe Manganiello has been confirmed as Deathstroke. Okay. So it is confirmed. We talked about it last week being a rumor. And it's an old rumor, and it looks like it's been confirmed by Jeff Johns. Uh, I, for one, am, uh, I know I've been talking a lot of negative about DC. I, for one, I'm going to Tupperware this. I, I think it is a fantastic casting. I'm a big fan of Joe Manganiello. Loved him in True Blood. Um, I actually loved him in the uh, new Pee Wee Herman movie on Netflix. Oh, he was hilarious in that. He was fantastic in that. I'm a big fan of him when he would, uh, you know, co-host with uh, uh, Joel McHale every once in a while in the soup. Um, I think physically, this is the kind of guy that you need to go against Batman in a film. Uh, physically, pound for pound, this is an intimidating guy. Uh, and if you want somebody to go up against this Batman, who they've portrayed in these films to be kind of like a beefcake, like a big badass fucking Batman, Joe Manganiello, fucking Magic Mike, whatever, fucking <laughs> Joe Manganiello. I think, I think pound for pound, I think like he's he's an intimidating looking dude. I think he can go. I think he can go up against this Batman. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see if they can pull him off for an entire film. See, that's um, the question I have. Yeah. Is he going to be the main villain right. or is he the assassin for one yeah. of Batman's rogues? Yeah, that's a great question. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, if <laughs> I, I personally think that he'd be good for like a first first act villain. Yeah. But it, from the sounds of it, it sounds like he's going to be the main villain. But on the flip side, I think like if you're gonna cast, I'm just okay. I just on the casting of Deathstroke. If you're gonna just cast Deathstroke, the character, and you're gonna give me an actor to play him pound for pound, I think Joe Manganiello can do it. That's my guy, 
Joe Manganiello, I think he's going to be a fantastic casting for Deathstroke. Whether they use him the entire movie or not has nothing to do with my fucking rating. I Tupperware the I Tupperware this actor to play Deathstroke. I think that physicality wise, he can go up against Batman, and you can believe that he can be a threat to Batman. Someone got shot again. Somebody got shot again. <laughs> Deadshot is over there. Did Deadshot t- take somebody out? Joe Manganiello. Anybody got any thoughts? I, I have to freeze it. I just doesn't his last name sound like a fucking exotic fruit? Yeah, yeah. Like, hey man, what, <laughs> what the fuck are you eating over there? And Jake, you're like, what? Manganiello. Yeah, dude. How's it taste? It's not bad. <laughs> It could be a isn't little riper. He, isn't he married to Sofia Vergara? Is that his wife? Is that really? Yeah, yeah they are married. Holy that's shit! First, the, like the first place my mind goes because I'm watching all that narco's and I'm hearing gunshots. But like, make her. <laughs> let's make it a family affair. Like, get her in on it and make her someone like an awesome, sexy villain. Like, let's have Colombian drug lord take on Catwoman. Is and she, she hires them out? Something is she like the that. girl from the sitcom? A Modern Family. Oh, let's keep her the fuck out of this. <laughs> oh my god I guess I'm thinking I guess I'm just thinking Catwoman suit on her maybe maybe aesthetically I can agree with you but oh yeah she's way too goofy like I, I just that sounds terrible to me what do you what do you guys think about the Joe Magnella uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with you and freeze this just cause like he was okay on True Blood, and I, I didn't really, I didn't watch the Magic Mike movies, but I don't know. He just seems like all, he seems all looks and not enough substance that I've seen yet. So I'm gonna freeze this one. Yeah, yeah. What about you, Scott? I'm gonna taste it. All right. Yeah. He applied to be Superman for a couple couple times um, for uh, Man of Steel and Superman Returns. So I mean, he's got he's got that. Um, He's a charming, funny guy. I could see him doing a good Superman. Yeah, but I I, Joe Manganiello is Superman. Yeah, fuck yeah, Yeah. dude. Yeah, yeah. I like that casting better than than Deathstroke, to be honest with you. Well, I'm I'm not going to argue with you there. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. He's got better teeth than Cavill. Yeah, (laughs) Cavill's teeth looks (laughs) looks like that fucking ice cream truck that's been fucking like circling (laughs) circling Janine's block all night. It's been fucking backed up into fucking Cavill's face. He's bigger too, isn't he, man? Like he's a he's a big dude. Yeah, yeah. He would have played Superman well. Um, I think he'll play this character well. And you know, honestly, there's a lot of strategy and there's some brooding with Deathstroke. Um, but you know, his real strength is who does he go toe to toe with? Right, it's because mm-hmm. he's such a big guy and because he's such a badass ninja. I think he's a formidable foe. And and if you take a look at, I mean, everybody's pointing to the Arkham Asylum game, right? That yeah. video footage. Yeah. I mean that's awesome. When I get that on the big screen, um, it's a it's a deposit in my emotional bank account. I'm all I'm all in. It's good stuff. Yeah, that's one good action scene. Can you can are you gonna give me three or four of those throughout the entire movie? See, but that's where I still lean that I don't think he's the main villain. I, I don't okay. know how you stretch death deathstroke out. And I don't think you do justice to one of the greatest rogues galleries in all of comics by throwing Deathstroke as your main villain. Yeah, that's what I was saying last week. Exactly. Like, it just makes... Deathstroke gets the crossbones treatment. I'm okay with that. 
I'm totally cool with that. Yeah, but uh, it's kind of fucked up that we get Joker and fucking Suicide Squad, and he's fucking, in my opinion, not great. <laughs> That's being nice. I'm being nice. He's not great. And, like, in the first Batman movie, we're not going to get, like, they're going to fucking uh, go away from the Joker. We're going to get Deathstroke. Like, when is Jared Leto going to come into this? You know what I mean? Or is Jared Leto going to even come back and do any of these films? Hopefully I think not. he's done. I think he's done. Uh, Scott, you think he's done? I think he's done. I mean, I don't know if he's under contract or not, but I can tell he's pretty pissed off. Yeah, he is. He is pissed off. <laughs> I think they red skulled the Joker in the DC yeah. Cinematic Universe. Wow. Another reason to reboot this whole thing. If we can't have the Joker as a reoccurring character, we fucked up. So you basically, so going back to my original question, Jeff Johns being involved is not going to be able to fucking steer the ship. No, I don't think so. It's I don't done. think so. It's yeah. over. How, how's Jeff Johns going to make Deathstroke a lighter character and <laughs> more not. fun for two hours? Yeah, but hold on. Who do we have directing this thing, man? Yeah, Ben Affleck. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sure. Ben Affleck and who is fucking doing the screenplay for this? Ben Affleck and Jeff Johns. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Like, I, it's still not enough. Like, you God can tell damn me it. anything. See, that's a fucked up thing. That's a fucked up thing. Like, I don't want to fucking say, like, it's fucking over. Like, I don't want to tap out on this fucking universe yet, man. Yeah. I, I mean, I feel like there is some talent involved in this shit. I mean, even with the Flash movie, I'm like... I don't. I, I have faith in uh, the treatment of uh, Chris Lord and uh, Chris Miller and uh, Phil Lord. It's party time again. It's definitely party yeah, time. I was going to say you got Bob Marley going on now. Got ice cream. <laughs> now they got reggae. No, they're playing Kid Rock. Oh, what the oh, fuck? No. Oh, <laughs> opposite of Bob Marley. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Worst block party ever. You know what? Hold on. I'm going to throw this out there for you right now. Okay. We're, we're talking to Janine. We're talking to Scott. We're talking to Cody. Does this suck for you? Is this like bullshit? Are you just guys like, God damn it. When is this show fucking going to end? No, hell no. Oh, come on. Don't know. Stop sucking my dick. I want somebody to fucking give me the fucking, give me the real. You can say it. I say it all the time. Give me the real. <laughs> give me the real. If, if we have to go and uh, read emails, um, I'm, I'm out. <laughs> now you sound just <laughs> like me. <laughs> Yes! Yes! Every fucking emails. We have had great content. Let's just five hours Scott, your emails. I was one of them. I'm not doing it. I was going to say, let's just read Scott's email. Oh my God, Scott, you have earned my respect, man. Absolutely, we are not reading emails this week. So do oh, not, do God. not worry about that. Oh my God, Jeannie, did you say thank goodness? Yes, I did. That is a beautiful thing. Yeah, I say that every week when we skip emails. We're skipping emails this week. It's oh. just not the week for emails. God bless I'm it. not feeling emails this week. I don't know. We've been talking about DC for too long. We've been oh, pissed, we've I been, always say that, too. We've been pissing off some DC fanboys. So you know what we're going to do? We're going to move on to Star Wars news. We're going to wrap this bitch up. Fuck the DC fanboys. Right. Slap the Kool-Aid out of their fucking mouth. Oh, man. That's the thing. <laughs> it's like, guys, guys, DC fanboys, if you're a DC fanboy... I just want a good movie. Thanks to the DC fanboys, I got to see Zack Snyder Justice League. But I so. still, I, I'm, I'm still gonna say I love Man of Steel. So fuck everybody. I still love that movie. So whatever. I don't feel. I don't consider. I don't consider Man of Steel part of the DCEU. It's, I it's the Iron Man of the DCEU. I don't see. I don't consider Man of Steel part of the DCEU. That was not. Part, they did not intend for that movie to be part of the expanded universe. 
Yeah. It was not. It was supposed to be its own fucking movie, and they forced it into the expanded universe. Yeah. So I love that movie on its own merits. That's just me. Fuck everybody else. <laughs> Moving on to Star Wars news. You got what the Misa saying. You were supposed to be here with me, listening to Pop Culture Leftovers podcast. That's not true. That's impossible. All I want to talk about, Jake, this week for Star Wars news is just one fucking thing. Yeah? Rebels. Rebels. Season 3. Season 2 just came out on Blu-ray. I'm finally going to get caught up here. Get caught up! Yeah. Rebels Season 3. Did you watch the clip that I sent you, Jake? I did not. God damn it! Are you fucking serious? I fucking sent this motherfucker a fucking clip. I even told him it was fucking 38 fucking seconds. I was in bed. I told you. It was... You pulled the shooty. What the fuck? I sent Jake a fucking clip, and I told him it was 38 seconds long. Because I know you. I know you. I could use a smoke anyway. Let's let's watch it. Shut the fuck up. I sent you a fucking clip, and I told you it was 38 goddamn seconds. 38 seconds of your life. And you did not watch it. I did not. God damn damn you. I can't lie. (laughs) One job. You son of a bitch. You you son of a fuck. I'm sorry. (laughs) It's fine. Um, Yeah, but I sent sent Jake a clip. I said, I said, I, God damn you! I was I was in bed. I swear. <laughs> I said I was like I watched this in the morning, <laughs> and then I woke up and went to work and didn't watch it. I sent Jake a clip. I sent <laughs> I sent Jake a clip for Rebels season three, and I made sure in the text messages that I sent him, I told him that it was <laughs> thirty thirty eight. I'm gonna have to freeze that clip. <laughs> <laughs> I told him I wanted him to know that it wasn't a long clip, that it wasn't gonna take much of his time. So I told him in the text message that it was only a thirty eight second clip and yet he did not have time to watch it so all 38 second (laughs) all 38 seconds are lost on jake um jake it was a clip of ezra (laughs) taking on an imperial walker an atat um and uh it was fucking awesome yeah, it was fucking awesome. This is it is, one actual one full clip? Not like a not like cut stuff up. As far as I know, it's a full clip. Oh, nice! And it's thirty eight seconds that they give us, and he's taking on Imperial Walker, and um, the Imperial Walker uh, is uh, going to attack the rebels. And uh, Ezra closes his eyes, and you see a shot of uh, inside the Imperial Walker, and this guy at the controls. And, of course, he's got, like, his little joystick with, like, the little red button on the top for the fire button. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Looks like your classic fucking Atari controller and shit. <laughs> and uh, Ezra starts doing some of his force bullshit, right? Mm-hmm. And it's almost like you know that Ezra has taken over the uh, pilot of the Imperial Walker. 
And all of a sudden, the Imperial Walker, instead of attacking the Rebels, it turns over and it's focus its target on a Stormtrooper. And the Stormtrooper looks at the Imperial Walker and he's like, whoa, what is going on right now? Why are you pointing your fucking guns at me? And all of a sudden, you see Ezra again. They shoot, they, they take it, they show Ezra pushing his thumb down like he's do, like pushing on a trigger mm. then they get a shot inside the imperial walker the guy pushes the trigger down and it blows the fuck out of a stormtrooper no that is awesome and it's dope dude it's something i haven't seen in any other star wars canon shit as far as like uh you know i haven't seen luke do that no no uh but i'm watching ezra fucking take over a fucking imperial walker but ezra's been better trained than luke yeah yeah i mean honestly yeah. Yeah, I don't know, dude. It's it's fucking. It was an awesome clip. It was only thirty eight seconds, but you wouldn't know that. Uh, you did know that, but you still didn't care enough to watch it. Um, <laughs> it's not that I didn't care. I know you were, you were in bed. You were fucking playing the, the part of Scott Shooty, all tired and shit. Fucking uh, sleep number sixteen over there. I was I was in bed before nine p.m. yesterday. But did anybody else get a chance to watch this? <laughs> I hate to ask. Did anybody else get a chance to watch this clip? I did. I saw, I saw the clip. I uh, I went uh, with the image of Thrawn. Like, that's what I wanted to see. So yeah. I went to the, to the preview for that. But I watched the first two seasons. I dug Rebels, so I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah. Right on. So at least Cody saw it. Jake, you should, for shame. I know. I for shame. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a there shit. There was no Thrawn in it, though, huh? There was no Thrawn in this clip. Walker looked cool? Yeah. Yeah. Walker looked good. All right, guys. The uh, hour-long season three premiere of Rebels is titled Steps Into Shadows. And uh, the premiere episode will introduce more than just Thrawn. It'll also introduce a mysterious force wielder played by Doctor Who actor Tom Baker. Oh, wow. That's my doctor. And we're also awesome. going to get uh, an episode. In that episode, we're also going to get more Darth Maul. So we're getting more Darth Maul in season three of Rebels, of course. One hour premiere, huh? One hour premiere of Rebels. Is it going to be like last year where it's like we're going to have the premiere and then we're going to have like a month between when we get the next episode? God damn it. I hope not. Because that shit was annoying. That shit pissed me that off, too. Yeah, it kind of fucked up my momentum a little bit. Yeah. And that's kind of why I just wasn't ready. Like, I was already. I just finished season one on Blu-ray. Right. And then that premiere happened. What fucked up your momentum when I sent you the link to watch this? Sleep. Oh, sleep. Okay. <laughs> All right, Scott Shooty can relate. Yeah. I can. <laughs> I, I, I second-guessed myself on season two. I'm like, was that just a summer special? Is season two yeah. starting later? Um, wow. You know, I'm double-checking my DVR. It was pretty bad. No, I agree. I, I didn't know what was going on. I agree. Yeah, it was weird. That's all I got for Star Wars news this week. Last week's Star Wars news. We had a great discussion like that last half hour and yeah. it totally didn't get recorded. Yeah, that fucking sucks. It was really good. It was good. I think it was like the best shit we've ever recorded. It was like one of the only times we've hit stop and you're like, that was a great discussion. I, it was. I actually enjoyed that discussion. Yeah, I was like, wow. Every other time Brian's like, that was total crap. I know. Like this whole episode, in my opinion, <laughs> has been 100% shit. Yeah, that was really disheartening. That's how does it how does that make you feel? Like when I'm talking to when I'm talking to three the the three of you, and you feel like this. Uh, I feel like this whole episode has been shit. How does that make you feel? It wouldn't be pop culture leftovers if you didn't say. 
<laughs> it's pretty much par for the course. All right, cool. shit. So hey, good that's deal. good. Right yeah. on. What, 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 watch, oh. watch this 38 second clip real quick. Oh, you're going to watch it? Yeah, I'll check it out. Jake's going to check out the clip. Jesus Christ. I was going to let him go. I was going to wrap up the show. No, I'm making him stay a little bit longer. Right. Fucking with Scott. You guys can talk about Thanks, it. Hey, Jake. Guys, guys, I, that's it for news. <laughs> I'm not going to read any emails this week. You guys can talk about whatever you want to until Jake watches this, this clip. So. I said it to the main oh. chat. There it is. Awesome. You guys can bring up whatever you want to right now. Oh man! What do you have? Oh hey man, did you did we? Uh, what do you think of that latest Combiner Wars episode? Holy fucking shit, How dude! How great is that? Uh, Cody, that was fantastic, man. Uh, I cannot wait to see what Starscream turns into. Yeah, Am no, I me right? either. That was uh, that was really cool. <laughs> this is like uh, Combiner Squared and shit. He's gonna be like, I, I don't know, man. It's fucking crazy. Let me get the volume turned down. You can watch. Yeah, I watched the uh, the Transformers last night. Um, I binged all six episodes, and Did you? it was like a solid taste it up until like that last part. And then I was like, "Holy shit! I can't wait to see what they do next." Yeah, yeah, it's great. It's great. Um, if you're a fan of the Transformers, absolutely. If you're like you're a fan of like the uh, the animated movie from '86, this is like a great way to like jump back into it. Oh, dude, I totally agree. I think it's the best. It's the best Transformers. I mean, anything, dude. Dude, I think like R- it's Rodimus it's, Prime when he gets his fucking arm ripped off. What a little bitch, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And uh, Computron makes it about thirty seconds. <laughs> yeah, first episode. But seeing Devastator uh, go nuts, dude, that was really cool. And that, that was cool. Uh, yeah, I can't so, wait. Here. I can't wait for fucking Tuesday. I, I cannot wait for fucking Tuesday to watch that next episode. Yes. So goddamn good. I'm still trying to get Jake to watch this fucking shit. What, what are you talking about? Fucking uh, Transformers Combiner Wars. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Between Each episode's only like five, six minutes. Yeah, but he can't even watch 38 seconds. He can't even watch 38 seconds of a fucking... Exactly. Did you just watch it? I did, I did. What'd you think? It was cool. God, how long did it take you? 38 seconds? I know the ad that it made me watch was longer than the actual clip. <laughs> it was cool. It was the first time I haven't seen any of the... Well, I guess I saw one like little clip that yeah. they showed earlier. But it yeah. was weird seeing uh, Ezra with the uh, shaped, shaped head. head. Yeah, going all Susan Powder on us and yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> and I, 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 I was... In my head, I was imagining... Um, an ATAT, not an ATSD. Turn off your goddamn phone. Oh damn! God, I'm used. I'm only used to noises on the other end when it's Janine <laughs> and her fucking ice cream. <laughs> and her ice cream. Hey, yeah, I have, a, I have a monopoly on background noises. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sorry. that's all Janine. Sorry, Janine. If I, I want to hear gunshots and ice cream trucks, <laughs> that's who I turn I didn't, to. I didn't mean to butt in there. On the- hey, Janine, if you ever start a fucking podcast, I want to. I want you to call it gunshots and ice cream trucks. Okay. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly like every time every time me and Jake would step away for a break and you guys were talking by yourselves, I was thinking to myself, God damn it, they're gonna start their own podcast. <laughs> I'm not I like gunshots and ice cream. Exactly. Like next week like next week I'm gonna go to iTunes and I'm gonna be like, Holy shit, look who's in the top one fifty for T V and film. It's fucking gunshots and ice cream trucks. What the fuck? Hells yeah. I'm gonna give you fuckers a one star. <laughs> 
I would expect no less. <laughs> oh my, you know what, guys? I've had a lot of fun talking to you fuckers today. It was okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was you guys deserve a medal for not knowing what the hell we were going to get, letting the, yes. the Patreons on the cast. Oh, like, my God. I, for that. It is, it's the scariest thing in the whole world. You never know what you're going to get. It's like Forrest Gump when he eats a fucking chocolate. You don't know what you're going to get. Like, I don't know if I'm going to get fucking like a uh, – like, I knew kind of like what I was going to get with Scott Shooty. You know what I mean? Yeah, we've seen his YouTube we've videos. We've seen his YouTube right. videos. We know what we're going to get with Scott. You know what I mean? So I was like, okay, I'm not worried about that. But fucking, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to get from a fucking Cody Roberts. And you know what? You know, you know what I'm going to say there? I'm going to give you a solid taste, it, sir. Mm, I agree. That's, I agree. That's nice. <laughs> no, no, Cody, you impressed me, man. You impressed me for a fucking honest. Hey, Jake, you know what? You know what I'm going to give myself for a first time podcaster? What's that? Toss it. I was a toss it on my first fucking uh, we episode. All, we all were. We all were fucking toss it. And you know what? I think you guys were pretty damn good. Pretty damn good. Yeah. It's just like Larry David would yeah. say, you guys were pretty, pretty, pretty damn good. You guys were really good. So I got to give it up to you. <laughs> well, it was fun. Really? Was it fun? Yeah. Was it fun? It was fun. And it was nice talking to Scott and uh, Janine and to finally get to interact with you guys. That's fucking cool. Yeah. Was, I mean, we got such a, you know, the wonderful thing about pop culture leftovers uh, is the community. That's, that's you know, we, the, the entertainment here is awesome. Hold on, hold on, together. hold on. Can I cut you off here, Scott? Yes, sir. Is it really a community or is it like a support group? Because honestly, I feel like you guys have put, no, hold on. You guys have, One and you, the same. you guys have like put up with listening to our bullshit. I feel like you guys have actually come together as a support group. And <laughs> to deal with listening to us <laughs> from week to week, <laughs> is it really a community or is it more of a support group? I want to know this. This bothers no, let's me. Toss, let's toss both those words out and I'll throw out family. How's that? Family. Aww. Wow. Okay. Aww. Well, I mean, uh, you know, you saw the wild video, right? Yeah, I did. Everybody saw the wild video. Yep, I did. What, what yep. other group of folks who listen to podcasts would do that for one of their fellow listeners? Yeah. Name one. Not a Kevin Smith podcast. I guarantee you that. Right? <laughs> no. Thank you. And I got, you know, I love Hollywood Babylon. And, I do too. And Fat Man. And all that stuff is great, but you've created something special here. And I'm just going to say that I'm I'm honored to be part of it. And I'm really honored, even though you gave me a ton of shit tonight, uh, I'm, I'm honored to be uh, allowed to... Uh, add my voice to something that means so much to so many people. Hold on, for those hold on, Scott. Giving you a ton of shit. It, would you expect any less though? No, absolutely not. No. <laughs> hold on, and uh, another thing, like the YL video. I felt bad because I didn't make it in time. I sent YL my own personal video, and he got it on Twitter last night. And he's like, "Oh my god, I'm sorry. I just got this right now." And meanwhile, we talked a little bit back and forth on Twitter last night. And I let him know basically how much he means to us and how much the world is a better place for him being in it. And I don't know. Um, you guys are – everybody's awesome. Everybody is awesome. Um, for, everybody? Everybody, even, 
Eh, there's a couple people that are assholes. <laughs> <laughs> there's a couple assholes out there. But for the most part, everybody's pretty awesome. Everybody's pretty awesome for um for contributing to that video. And um <laughs> God damn it, like uh fucking YL He he's such a great guy. He's a fantastic kid and uh yeah, going through so much. No kid should have to go through what Port. I told him that. I told him. I, I, I said. I, I said. I. I cannot relate to what you're going through, and I can't relate to like what your what your family's going through. But I said, you know what? God damn it! I said the world is a better place for you in it. Mm-hmm. The world is mm-hmm. a better place with you in it, and keep doing what you're doing, and keep being passionate about what you're doing. And uh, I, I love him for it, man. So, and I and it's it's awesome that the army came together and put together that video. It's a fantastic video. Janine, you were a part of that. Uh, Scott, you were a part of that. God damn it, Cody! I don't know why the fuck you weren't involved in that. You should feel like a piece of shit. But you know, uh, I do. It's uh, <laughs> no, no. The, I'm fucking with you, Cody. You're right, man. I'm oh, fucking with you. I'm fucking with you. Like uh, even Dan himself said, like there's more people that wanted to be involved in that video that just weren't involved in that video because they didn't hear about it. Um, so I don't know, man. It's uh, it's awesome. It is. It is. I don't know. It's a fucking. It's a. It's crazy, Jake. What we started. Yeah, like, it's absolutely fucking bonkers. That's come. It's come to this. We don't want like me and Jake would like. We don't want to accept it. Sometimes like we don't want to accept it. Like like that we've started something. Uh-oh. Pardon. Well, what the? F- Hold on. Hold on there, Ultron. What the fuck? Whoa, 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 whoa. We can't understand what you're saying right now. Great space to talk. Oh, sorry. No, you're. <laughs> You sounded like uh, Ultron. You sounded like Me too. Go ahead. No, start over and say what you were saying because you sounded like a robot. Okay. Um, no, I was saying that I love I love the community that that you guys have created because I listen to several other podcasts and none of them have created a, a not, I don't want to use the words like safe space but like a just a place to come together and yeah. like encourage each other and you know it's like we can we can we can talk shit with each other but we know that it's all based in love and I think and I think you're right in that this is less of a community and less of a, a support group but definitely a family. Yeah, it's like I don't know. It's like I, <laughs> so that's what I love about you, Brian. That's what I absolutely love about you. You are so incredibly humble, and you, I know you wouldn't say this about yourself. So I get to say it. You're so <laughs> humble. You've created something special, and you know, well, I, I can't take full credit for that, and that's okay, and that's great. And that's one of the reasons it makes you great. And that's why people like myself and Janine and Cody and so many other people um, stand up and support it and stand up and make a video saying, hey, don't eat a fucking dollar of these guys who created something special and worked so hard to give you something cool. What the fu- okay, um, hold it- on. The fucked up thing is – the fucked up thing about this is is like I think that I don't, I don't put any stock in myself in this whole fucking podcast. I feel like you guys have made this special. Like, I am just here. I am just here. I am here every week, and I'm just being me, and I'm talking, and bullshitting. The only thing that makes this fucking podcast special is the interaction between you guys and us. 
And like some people get it and some people don't. Yeah, the army definitely elevated it to the next level. Thank you. I agree. Thank you. It's not, it's not about me. It's not about Jake. It's not about Jay. It's not about Frank. It's about, it's about you guys. It's about you guys sending in your emails. And yeah, sometimes we give you fucking shit. But on the flip side, God damn it, you, <laughs> so, like, this is Janine and Scott's first fucking episode, but our listeners fucking know who fucking Scott Shooty is. Our yeah. listeners know who Janine Dolling is. Our listeners don't know who the fuck Cody is because he never fucking writes in. <laughs> but they, they will know. They will I've never sent an email, and I started watching you guys in just a second what they've said. You know, I almost got to a point where I loved the family so much that I didn't even want to. Uh, you know, taint the water with an email. But I mean, I, I found you guys back at like, uh, and I mentioned this to Scott, like Iron Man 3, Man mm-hmm. of Steel, Godzilla, when yeah. I was so hungry for just the conversation about all the things that I love. Yeah. And I think that again, like you are both knowledgeable and you're both humble, but you also like a bunch of this stuff that I like. And it's not something that I can always, I don't have people surrounding me that consume the pop culture stuff like you guys do. So to be able to just have that outlet, and I'm certainly appreciative of the amount of content that you've produced. I mean, I have a list of stuff that I have consumed just because of you two guys recommending it. And knowing that, you know, again, I'm happy to contribute. And I said this to Scott and Janine earlier, too, the idea of the Patreon, like it is what it is. And I could listen to you guys and uh, or contribute without having to do something like this. But ultimately, I looked at it as like, yo, if I can buy these guys, you know, give you some cash to the equivalent of even if it was just like a round of beers. I mean, to buy you and and Jake and Frank and uh, Jay a round of drinks and tip the waitress once a month, I mean, that's the least that I can do. And I know that 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 goes for a lot of the members of the Army that would say, you know, you guys, over the last couple of years, a lot of us have gone through highs and lows and whatnot, and you guys are always there. And there's something to be said for that, and it it certainly is special. And um, I hope you guys keep doing it for a long time. I hope we do too. I don't know how long we're going to do this. I don't know when the last episode. There is going to be, I mean, think about this. There is going to be a final episode of Pop Culture Leftovers. One of these days, there's going to be a final episode. There's going to be a day when we wrap this fucking shit up, man. Yeah, that'll be crazy. It'll be fucking crazy. Um, God damn it. I don't but want to. You know to- what's not going to end? The friendships that you make here and the connections that you make here with the people, that's never going to end. It will never end. I guarantee you, if somebody, one day you're going to say, you know what? I'm done. We're never going to podcast anymore. And you're still going to get together at C2E2 with a bunch of fucks like us, and I'll stay up till 9.30 and buy you a round of beer, and then I'm going to go to bed. Right? I mean, that's going to go on. Yeah, that's and a great that's point. that's wonderful thing that you've created. And the thing that I love, again, I love most about you, Brian, is that your humility around it is just awe-inspiring. And uh, again, I'm just honored to be part of it, and I'm and I'm honored to contribute to something that's really great. I've always told Jake, I've always told Jake, and I've always told Jay that like the only reason that we've been able to keep doing this is because of the people that keep listening to this show. I've always said that is that the like the only reason that we've kept going with this is the feedback from the listeners. Mm-hmm. And what's fucked up is like the feedback from the listeners, half of the time we shit on it. <laughs> half of the time that we shit on it. But you know why we shit on it? It's be- I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. 
No. Do you want? Do you want to know? Do you know? Do you want to know why? Do you want to know why? You don't want to know why? I have one hundred percent respect for everybody that sends me a fucking email. I fucking love it when people send me a fucking email. But on the flip side, I'm not going to fucking kiss your ass because you sent me a goddamn email. But I, I, I'm going to give you the same treatment that I would give anybody that would fucking be in my presence. If you say something that I don't agree with, I'm going to let you know. But if you say something that, that I agree with, I'm going to let you know that I agree with you. Yeah. That I agree with your opinion. Yep. I'm going to give you yep. the same treatment that I would give anybody in my presence. And I, that's a fucked up thing. Daniel Hopner, the guy that's been on this fucking show, he's been on this fucking show. I met him at C2E2 and he told me as we're sitting there and he bought me a fucking beer. He's like, you know what? You know what? He's like, you're the same person that you are on the show that you are in person. Mm-hmm. He told me that. And I'm like, I'm like, that's who I am. Yeah, yeah. I'm the exact same person. And Jake, you 100% are the same. <laughs> yeah, 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 that is for sure. That is for sure. Yeah, you can't fake this kind I of shit. that's the best part of this. I think that's the best part of this is because you guys are just genuine. You know, it's you guys sound like me and my friends just sitting around talking about what we like what we don't like having arguments about the same kind of thing yeah and it's it's just genuine and one of the things that i want to piggyback off of that janine is that being genuine is rare there are so many fake fucking people out there to find people who are genuine is a real treat and you ought to feel really good about being called that all right enough of the care bear shit i need to smoke all right, there you go. All right, no, I, 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 this has been a, this has been a, uh, it's been a fun episode for me because I get to talk to, I get to talk to three people that I haven't talked to before that I've been wanting to talk to, and um, I'm glad that all three of you could join us for this episode. Um, yeah, thanks a lot, guys. If it's the last Else. time that we ever do this, that's fine. I mean, I'm not gonna. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> whoa. Let me just, let me just, let me just throw this out there. Only two of you will ever be asked back. <laughs> I better be one of them. Otherwise I'm making my own podcast. Yeah. That, you're the one that we're not calling back because we want to hear gunshots and ice cream. <laughs> gunshots and ice cream truck. <laughs> oh my God. I cannot wait for that podcast. Gunshots. to consider. It's not because we you're not great. It's just we we have to hear that podcast. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I need uh, something to go to sleep by. No, uh, I've had a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, it's getting it's getting late. It's time for Scott to go to bed. It's way past Scott's bedtime. Yeah, I got to pull oh, the no, Brian and I drive wind. home. Yeah, you got to fucking hours now. Oh God, what's that? No, just oh god, he's gonna be up for hours. Fucking Jake's gotta pull a Brian though. He's gotta drive home. I do this every goddamn week, Jake. I know. I know. Every fucking week, I gotta drive an hour and a half fucking home just to bring you motherfuckers the content. <laughs> Oof. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. How does it feel? How does it? How does it? How does it feel? <laughs> Feels like shit, Brian. <laughs> 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 welcome to my world all right guys and just like all good leftovers say on their doggy banks thank you for your patronage and thanks for listening 
We'll see you next week. I don't know. I don't know who's going to be on next week. I have no clue. I'll be here. We we have a rotating cast these days, Jake. I know, I know. I'll most likely be here. You'll be here. You can count on me nine out of ten times. I'll be be here. Who knows who else we'll have. All right. Janine, Cody, Scott, thank you so much. I had a blast. Yeah, it was great. Thanks, guys. You guys have a good rest of the weekend. You too. Yeah. Take care, bitches. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening to Pop Culture Leftovers. Congratulations. I don't know how you did it. I couldn't do it. You people need a T-shirt saying, I just listened to two hours of nonsensical crap. Anyway, if you'd like to reach the Pop Culture Leftovers cast, you can email them at comments at popcultureleftovers.com. You can also follow them on Twitter at PC Leftovers or like their Facebook page. They'd love to hear from you. They're all pretty sad and lonely. One of them is homeless, but I didn't say that. It's a trap. Good it, toss it, good it, taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's face it. Can't erase it. Let's embrace it. Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carry over. Counterculture pushovers. Pop culture. Leftovers. And the uncool kids. What's to say's already been said. Leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. Podcast that originally good. Separate the wheat from the shaft And the shaft The crap Even though we're the shit We're the leftovers Picking up the scraps Dropped by the cool kids It's a trap Good it, toss it, good it, taste it Do we love it? Hey, let's fix it Can't erase it Let's embrace it Tupperware party Subculture spill over Like a vulture Carry over Counterculture pushovers Pop culture Leftovers And with the uncool kids What's to say's already been said It. Hey, let's face it, can't erase it, let's embrace it, Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carryover, counterculture, pushovers, pop culture. Leftovers, uncool kids, what's to say has already been said. Leftovers, sure the only talent is the band that's singing this pop culture. Leftovers.